Advanced After Combat. All right, so this is the Advanced After Combat podcast. This is a podcast brought to you by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a guest host that we always bring each month. He's selected carefully. Could be a she. Don't know. But Wouldn't that be, be nice? Well, yeah, it's a he. It's he's. The, yeah. I mean, we won't get into the whole thing, but they're, they're, <laughs> it's, it's usually a he. Uh, so it's selected from our BGG <laughs> guild. And this time, our, our guest mystery host selected by the Oracle is Art. How's everything, everyone doing? So, Art, do you go by Art? Arthur? What do you uh, do? Art AD? is... I'm thinking yeah, AD. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, AD is art no. is, is perfect, yeah. You like art? Yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's Nothing great. else. No, that's perfect. Like you don't want to be called anything else. Like, which if there was a name that you would be called that would just drive you crazy, what would that name be? Like, is there a you name that you're called in here. high school? You yeah, should talk so about the fear of dolls on on this yeah, recording. Exactly. That, that we double down. We double down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably something Guns and Roses like Slash or something like that. Really? Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, yeah, gross. Artie. For some reason, Artie oh, always yeah, that doesn't yeah. nails on a chalkboard to me. A little too yeah. Jersey. Yeah, because exactly. I, I started going later in my career with Dave. Like David was always my official name, but then I would go Dave, Dave, Dave all the time. So now I just sign stuff Dave and like, but your art, do you do Arthur art? So actually, Dave, let me ask you a question. Um, what are your parents? Dave, David, my parents always called me Arthur. All my life, relatives always called me Arthur. Friends, no matter how I introduce myself, almost always default to Art. <laughs> well, my dad, my dad, my dad was the same last first name, David. Got it. And then, but in the family, I was David Scott, and that's how I was differentiated from my dad. Wow. We do I do I need names. to bleep that? I don't think that's ever oh, been said before. Yeah, David Scott. That's it. The, wow. the crown prince. The crown prince. Of yeah. Wait, what they call Missouri. you? Uh, well, they no, they just always family members always call me David Scott. Oh, interesting. Wait, so uh, I, you just mentioned Missouri. Are you from Missouri? Is that how that works? All, all of my family is from Mexico. <laughs> Missouri, Mexico. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Mexico, Missouri. <laughs> Mexico, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, so they're all from that area, and that's they've been there from like two hundred years for two hundred years, probably. So very nice. All right. Yeah, yeah, so art's my, fine. Okay, art's good. Enough about me. Thumbs my question about you became a question about me. <laughs> How dare we you? We got there. We got there. Outrageous. <laughs> All right. So good. Uh, so it's going to be art or a dog, whatever. We'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll see where right? As long as it's not like low T. <laughs> yeah. There has to be some like some slight connection to your, your actual name. Okay. Uh, so Art, I've already given you kind of a rundown on what I expect from you tonight. Uh, yes. And this is a challenge because Jason and I, I don't think either of I have talked to you. So, yeah, I have to confess, based on my understanding of the rules, quote, unquote. Are you, are you, uh, are um, you claiming knowledge of the Oracle's process? Because this is yeah, um, the this first rule is there are no slope. rules. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think careful. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm more claiming surprise. I have to confess, I, I appreciate you uh, asking me to come on because I figured. I think you're right. I don't think we've ever talked directly. I've talked with a few guys online. I've met Paul once, but as far as the three of us, I don't think we've ever actually interacted in, in right, person cause, before. Because you and Paul had like a breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Yeah, you exactly. guys did that? yeah. <laughs> so we'll want to hear. We'll want to hear about that. Were there <laughs> were there buffalo wings involved? You know all the details. Because I'm sure Paul is super classy when he's out in Manhattan. 
Yeah, no, he definitely was all no top hats Sandwich and hookers, but that's right. Yeah, <laughs> he had the monocle. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, I, I have to confess, I, I appreciated Paul's taking the time to uh, meet up with me because, again, we had done a little uh, little vassal, which I shamefully shat the bed on, and uh, but he was still willing to meet up during his busy schedule and uh, go out to lunch. It wasn't like a Buffalo Wild Wings thing. I know he's he's obviously talking about that recently with his kids, but. Uh, but yeah, we just went to a bar. We had a couple of drinks. We had burgers. Uh, it was it was very cool. He's the nicest guy in the world. Um, now, have you ever met up with B Mode? Because you, I, you work in the city. Is that the deal? So yeah, I work in Manhattan. I think B Mode works in Brooklyn, which is technically all the same city, but it's enough of a pain in the ass. I get it. I yeah. get it completely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, in so, LA. Yeah. I, that's when guys call right. me and say, "Hey, I'm coming into uh, Anaheim. Like, can I come visit?" Nope. I'm like, "Yeah, that's two and a half hours away from me." Exactly. <laughs> so no, yeah. So I, I feel bad because I think B mode. God, is he part of the the, the Brooklyn Gamer? Oh yeah, Metropolitan yeah. Metropolitan Gamer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I don't know if he remembers this, but I think at one point he said I should swing by, and I just never have, and I've always meant to. Um, obviously, you know, on Rocket and on the forums, we all chat, but. Uh, as far as meeting in person, I've been a little negligent, especially with B mode. I think there's a couple other guys. Yeah, you could go by Castle Claystone and go play games. Like, what are you well, doing? With that's the thing. I feel like that's like you know all smoking jack sex. Uh, oh, and, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Based on B mode's record, I don't think there's one. That's one night where there's no there's no fucking going <laughs> yeah, that's on. Right. That's right. That yeah, we're not fucking around here, guys. <laughs> there's no there's no nobody's getting laid that night. <laughs> working night. I do. I have to admit, I do. You know, I I appreciate what Clay has set up there because um, to have like basically an entire I don't know what he has, but the idea of having like an entire what feels like building just to play games in feels pretty incredible. Yeah, that's probably good. Um, but not enough for you to actually like Uber over there and actually look at it. No, not yet. No, I don't know. Clay, I've never spoken to Clay. Um, and so I, are, so are, are you're basically a commuter, right? You're commuting in the state. Is that basically the deal? Yeah. So I live in Jersey every day. I commute into the city right now. I work in basically literally Times Square at uh, the Viacom headquarters uh, for nice. MTV. Wow. 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 Yeah, so it's a slight pain in the ass. You're part of our corporate overlords. Yeah, you guys just totally stuck. The situation (laughs) just got out of jail. He did, yeah. His his, his job prospects just with arts, like, got 42 jobs he could do now. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) You guys didn't do real-world federal prison? I'm amazed that never came out. I know, it feels like a missed opportunity. That's right. (laughs) I wrote, I used to write short stories about, like, cyberpunk short stories about Viacom. That's very exciting for me. Well, Jason, oh, really? you say you used to write them. Are they still out there on Amazon and available for people who like to order them? They're on my um, – oh, what was that? They're on my live journal. So Jason is a, <laughs> an author for those who don't know. So mm. there you go. Yeah, we don't Wait, talk about that Wait, is that true, that Jason? You wrote your own – No, he's an author. Viacom oh, yeah. fan fiction? I did. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's not true that Jason made his own tattoos on his arms. <laughs> he actually paid, he paid. He paid someone to do those. I, I did pay someone to put them on or, my arms. Yes. Or did he? <laughs> <laughs> because they're on my left arm and I'm left-handed. So yes. Oh, yeah. So obviously paid somebody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Take a look at him. You be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, well, 
We're already doing okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's all going to be so, uh, so, Art, so you're basically out, you're coming in from Jersey. You're Jersey born. You've been Jersey the whole time, all, all your life? Uh, no. So it's sort of a started in uh, New York City. That's where I was born, lived there for a few years until it was time for me to go to school. Uh, my father said he's going to get his ass kicked, so let's get him into the suburbs. Right. Public uh, school system. Nice. Yeah. 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 So we moved to New Jersey, spent a few years there. Then for my father's, we um, ended up moving to upstate New York and uh, lived there for a while. Like, then, like Buffalo? Uh, not quite that far. Okay. I don't know how familiar people are with upstate New York, but there's a city right on the northern Pennsylvania border called Binghamton. Okay. And so we lived outside of there for a little bit. Uh, went to school up there, then bounced around down to Nashville, Miami, and then back to New Jersey uh, for work. And then you went back into the big city to get your job. Exactly. Yeah. Working yeah. girl. Exactly. Yeah. Back in there. Every day. Do you, have, do, you walk, there. Do, you have, do you have walking shoes and work shoes that you oh, take I off? So. Right yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, in my, yeah. Exactly. My, my <laughs> Tiffany's bag, I swap out the heels for the new balance. And uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the reason we're bringing Art on is because Art, even though he's never like really gamed with anyone, maybe in the group, Art has been like for a long time a member of the guild. And a, for a long time. And, and so basically Very much someone, it, yeah. if someone was to say like, Hey, how would I get on? Like, how do I get on? And we have this where guys will join and be like, Hey, I want to be on. And it's like, yeah, well you you moved immediately to the back of the line because <laughs> you asked to be on. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. But, but basically just get in, get involved, talk a lot, like communicate. And eventually we'll, it, it does help if you play and we can like get to know you or we see you. So we know you're like, and don't be an asshole. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's a key. Don't so be an asshole. Pass that asshole yeah, don't now. say fucked up shit on the guild. Yeah, that's Jesus good. fucking Christ. Uh, but but uh, Art Art keeps most of his shit to the uh, the, the rocket chat, so we're fine. So we yeah. don't have to worry about any stuff. And Deb, right, don't even get into it, Art. Wait, what's don't that? Talk about, don't talk about any of the rocket stuff. We're fine. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so there are so for guys. As you don't know, there is the general guild, and then there is a if you you're kind of a normalish guy, uh, then there's a Facebook uh, panic room we have where you can get on to private room, and then once we kind of have vetted you enough to realize that you're uh, reasonable, uh, there is a rocket offline rocket private group where you can talk. So we're so elite, we have three different three levels of sections. help. Yes, yeah. Well, so, sorry, is there a rocket within the rocket? <laughs> there probably is. Yeah. I we haven't been admitted to it. We Three of us in our party chat. <laughs> That's right. That's Paul, probably Duck, and it's Sweet. too complicated. <laughs> if it seems too complicated, it probably is too complicated. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so Art, for you, what's what's kind of your deal? What's your uh, origin story as far as uh, wargaming? Well, I have a feeling my origin story is pretty common, but... I guess with you guys, how many of you guys like started with Axis and Allies? Is that sort of like for our age group? You know, I did. I've never, I never played had it. the game. Yeah, I've really? never played I, it. No, but I've heard a lot of the guys have got that. I don't yeah. think we my were rich enough to own Axis and Allies. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, my, yeah. my parents would never have bought me a game. Like that. <laughs> so I'll I'll get into my. But then curiosity, have you guys said what your first one was? If it I, wasn't Axis and Allies, I have. I I stole. This is typical white trash here. It was a rain day, and uh, Mr. Sirwa, or I think it was our sixth 
grade teacher or seventh grade teacher had a box of games we could play on a rain day in the back of the the like coat closet where you're supposed to put all your coats next to the radiators and stuff. And you you millennials radiators that we used to keep warm. Um, and so <laughs> when I looked in the closet, there was a bunch of boxes like Richtofen's War and uh, Panzer Blitz. So I'm like. Man, that Panzer Blitz looks pretty cool. So I saw a big picture of a tank on the front of it. So I fucking stole it. Yeah. <laughs> I stole it from the teacher. I stole it and took it home. And then later on, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to steal that fucking copy of Richtofen's work too. I stole that shit also. And he so never sorry, Mr. Sorry, Mr. Sirwa. Uh, I, I didn't like you as a teacher, but you were this. It was, this you were very seminal. important. <laughs> That's right. It was, and, and look at how much I've contributed to the hobby now exactly. with my podcast. It all worked out. Feel the yeah. karma's worked out. Yeah, so exactly. it was pan. It was Panzer Blitz, and I just threw it down there, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is really cool." Like looking at the counters, and and I'd read military history and stuff. I was very into history, right? So right. Uh, Panzer Wait, Blitz, even back then, like, yeah, even okay. back then. And so uh, he also yeah, wouldn't I have mean, done well in New York City public schools. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, I hung out in the library a lot. It was a safe haven. Yep. Maybe, exactly. Maybe that I understand. I understand. But yeah. yeah. So then I had a buddy who, whose dad was in the Navy too. So he bought Vietnam 1965 to 75. He bought Gettysburg when it came Whoa. out. He came out in the 80s. So we started playing those too. Vietnam was one of your like get started games? Oh, yeah. No, that's that's one that he had. Uh, nice. he, had he had Rise and Fall of Third Reich. Of course, uh, yeah. The U.S. the the old the Civil War the first yep. victory games so all yep. these victory games version victories games as they were coming out he was getting them so uh, I started playing those with him too so I would walk home from his house to my house which was like two miles and uh, just thinking about all the different strategies I could try and we had diplomacy we even fucked around with diplomacy we found diplomacy and started playing that so that was that was my start how about you Jason what was your first uh, Washington's War like fourteen years oh really ago. yeah yeah it was fairly oh, recent. Wow. Yeah. Did you do anything when you were younger, or was it literally <laughs> just "fuck it, I'm going to go"? No, go for again, it now. we were we were poor. I I had no access. I had no one. I I had an uncle who played D and D, but I had no exposure to war games until Matt Allen. So yeah, fairly recent. Oh, interesting. For me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so and, yeah, for me, and then I'm second sorry, was Sakigahara, and then it was like, okay, yeah, this is this is all I'm doing. Oh wow! All yeah. right. Um, yeah, for me, it started, I, I think RPGs were sort of the way I got into sort of general like dork shit. Um, and I think it was when I was a young kid, neighbor had an older brother. My good friend had an older brother, older brother bought D and D we tried it out. I thought it was great. My mom freaked out because she was religious. So D and D in her mind sort of yep. exactly Satan. Yep. Exactly. So then, uh, you know, like I was mentioning, we lived in Jersey and then we moved to upstate New York. And then I saw this kid on the bus reading a D&D &D adventure on the bus and he was sort of reserved. But uh, after a little bit of oh, time, he, he wasn't an outgoing guy like the captain of the football Weird. team. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not the homecoming king, anything like that. But uh, yeah, so we ended up he lived down the street from me, but like I was sort of sort of new to the area and he was pretty reserved and when we finally became friends i was like hey what what's up with that and uh, he's like well and i i, I could tell like I, I think he was a little hesitant but he finally said yeah, course, fuck it, yeah. i'll give it a shot no one wants to be outed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it's like am i on a list uh so but then yeah from there what we ended up doing was as we you know we, we didn't do D because &D again satan but we did like uh, the ninja turtles rpg we did twilight 2000 
but as we started to run out of time to consistently play RPGs, we started pulling out war games. First one was Axe and Allies. Uh, I think they had some other. I mean, Car Wars. And, and so a, I a assume one. the parents were more cool with it because they're like, "Oh, it's like history or military." Like they could understand that a little bit better. I think so. Yeah, it was. It was basically. He- he was living with his mom, and his mom was like, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, as long as you have fun. And Well, uh, it, it didn't help with D&D when they went heavy on, like, hey, demons and devils and like, <laughs> exactly. like cults. And- so that's, yeah, my mom, that's what she heard, and she's like, you know, kids are killing themselves. I can't let you play D&D. She was sort of, like, uh, raised in a pretty Baptist tradition and uh, was not going to have any of that in her household. So we, we sort of snuck around here and there playing D&D. But as we ran out of time, we would get into like Axe and Allies, Car Wars. Uh, but it was actually kind of interesting because like, I don't know if you guys ran into this, but like we would just buy the stuff that we could find on the shelves. But when I was looking at some of the stuff we played, it was like, you know, Civil War by Victory Games, uh, Centurion by FASA. Uh, there was Airstrike and Air Superiority by uh, Games Designer. It's kind of interesting. It's just the stuff we could find in our store shelves. That no, that's right. Yeah, I These masters. days... Okay, yeah, but they're yeah. still classics, right? Yeah, yeah I, I, I played I played Mech Warriors because Hobby Masters had it on its shelf. Yeah, yeah. Like there was no ordering stuff. Yeah. There was no like, there was no internet. So you, I would basically go down. I'd walk down to Hobby Masters in Red Bank, and I'd go to New Jersey, and I'd look at the store, and like some, I I was getting something. <laughs> so exactly. Like, yeah. One of those. I'm spending some money. We were gonna play. Yeah, that's right. But it's just it's sort of interesting because like. When I was looking over the stuff, I was like, wow, I can't believe this stuff used to be at like, for us, it was like Walden's books, things like that. <laughs> and now it's like, you got to go into like these like dark corners of the, the FBI monitored web. <laughs> yeah. To find stuff. Um, so I don't know how kids these days are getting into this kind of depravity, but. Uh, YouTube. Their parents. They, they see it their, on yeah. YouTube. Their, yeah. their exactly. parents. Parents. Yeah. It's probably parents. Like, I, think parents I, think, I think dads are doing a lot. I think dads are teaching a lot of kids about you know what, man, dads, games. Dads do good work. You know, can we just give pour a little out for the dads across exactly. the country? When are we oh, yeah, get our notice? Yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got my own dad RPG thing going. I just uh, had a breakthrough, so we'll see how that goes. So. Oh yeah, yeah, what uh what are they playing? Is it Silver Age Sentinels? I got them into the the superhero thing. Nice. So I got them to kind of like be into like uh we'll be kids in high school and we'll run into stuff and then gradually as we get older in school we'll have more abilities and so they can actually just kind of try to hide they have to hide their abilities and uh we'll see how it goes it's i'm bringing it to accon because we're going to play a bunch of major silver age senatal stuff and uh, oh nice like like hero and hero fights and different adventures but we'll see what we can do it's a great pickup game really good easy to play was that a tough sell with your daughters or were they like yeah let's do it uh the oldest was right away into it like when i then and we i've tried with a bunch of different rpgs with her uh and but when i started talking i was basically like you can do whatever you want i'm like you can make whatever type of character you want like any ability basically the game is equipped to handle anything Anything you think you want to be, this can handle. Oh, so she was kind of like, they like that. They just want to be able to do what they want to do. So, like my daughter, my youngest was like, "Can I kill someone with love?" And I was like, <laughs> kind of like, "Okay, I'm not going to uh, like try to re- <laughs> like dig into like what the motivations are." Right, like, right. But I'm like, absolutely, you can. <laughs> you can. Munchausen by proxy, the game. <laughs> exactly. Go for it. I'm Care like, Bear. I'm like, can you have a dynamic power level ten love? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you just kill people with their own love. <laughs> what about you, Jason? So. I know you have like a bit of an age gap. Does your eldest play? Does it? 
I know your youngest are too young. Um, my daughter played from like 10 to 13. Um, and then she got too heavily into volleyball to really like, we would go to game day at the game store and stuff. Um, oh, nice. and if we throw down a family game, like she'll have friends over and we'll still play like family games, like survive or, um, right. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son will play like a light, like a light war game, like ogre, um, awful oh, nice. green things from outer space. He likes, he's 13. Sure. Um, oh, good. good. And then the four-year-old we play, you know, like the Robinsberger games and stuff like that. Yes. And yeah. the Hava yeah. games. Yeah. Oh, nice. But I, you know, with the guild, I have enough that I can game that I don't <laughs> yeah. try to, you know, I don't feel like I have to force on. my, my son just wants to play Fortnite and Minecraft. Yeah. And I yeah. don't want to make a bad night for him being, you know, Hey, come play something with dad. Yeah. Making them, making them play. No. Yeah. Cause <laughs> like yeah. 75, 75- of the games end with me sending them to the rooms, <laughs> right? So if he express any interest, like he'll say, "Dad, we he he likes to play D anD D. He likes to play Dungeon World. Nice." And so he'll have friends over, and Dad, can we play Dungeon World? Yes, of course. But I'm not gonna make him do it because I don't have the energy, and I don't really feel like dealing with the fallout. Yeah, I need to start doing more of the no. I'm not going. You could. I forbid you to play this game. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna. Let, but like my daughter read Silver Age Sentinels, the rules, and she was reading them like she was going to sleep last night. So she was very excited about it. So we'll see. Nice. We'll see how it goes. I think kids get superheroes pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, like, it's it's in our culture. Yeah. So I don't know. What, what about you? Are you do stuff with your kids or nothing? Uh, a little bit. We. Sometimes do like family game nights. My, I got to say, my kids. I have two kids. I have a son who's about uh, who's thirteen, daughter who's nine. They don't love board games per se, but they do enjoy ones that are cooperative. But um, they do get into D and D when they. So we we go on vacation every year to Cape Cod, and um, you know it's with the cousins who are roughly in the same age ballpark, same age, and uh, there's a lot of D and D that goes on on that trip, and they definitely come back super enthused about D for like a brief window afterwards now do you do you run that or do you have another relative who runs that so on this on the last time we did it uh was it something about the salt marsh after you guys oh, with D&D. Mm-hmm. secret of salt marsh yeah I, I think that's the one that pete pete gate and i are going to develop a drinking game where uh, <laughs> at ASC con where greyhawk you have to name different countries from greyhawk <laughs> and the guy who lose who can't name one has to drink a beer nice <laughs> uh, so they were yeah they were uh my nephew ran that and it was and i jumped into the game as the first time i played a role-playing game in probably god 30 years that's a great adventure really it, it was adventure. it was yeah it was really fun and um it got us all pretty psyched to play it when we got home so in typical i don't know if this is everybody's fashion in my fashion i'm like shit i need to buy everything we're gonna make this the most <laughs> Tricked out yeah, bullshit. That's, that's right. everything. Yeah, all like, spell cards, spell <laughs> custom cards. wooden, exactly. D- DM screen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, um, I don't know if you have a picture. I the Rune Quest, the hit location die that I bought. Like, why the fuck did I buy that die for one? Oh, is that what you were posting <laughs> earlier? Is that what that picture was? Yeah, it's a big giant die that basically, if you roll it, will tell you in Rune Quest because I'm rolling, running a Rune Quest game at the con uh, where you were hit. Nice, nice. And in classic guild fashion, Mitch said, hey, that's a sex game. Yes. That's right. He had to ruin it. (laughs) Perfect. Can't be be something sweet and holy. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so for that, like two weeks afterwards, we were all really pumped to play D&D. I spent probably too much money 
making it the tricked out and then we never did it but uh when the time comes we are ready to go god damn it yeah i th- I, I don't want to point fingers but i think in my family uh my wife is not really into it as much so right. when she plays the girls are very good when oh, nice. she's not there it's chaos like they start because they they want a parent kind of to be with them i think and so because my daughter my youngest has asked me she's been like why don't you play with us i'm like well i'm running it so it's hard for me to play right and i guess i could have an npc or something that plays um but i've noticed that if my wife plays they're they're usually pretty tight but like <laughs> that makes sense yeah so it, it's i don't know they they tend to like get too competitive and think each of them is screwing the other one over if there's not someone else involved oh, that might be that might just be girls. I'm not sure how that works, but yeah, my my wife is very supportive. Like, yeah, you guys should definitely do it. But I don't think she will jump in. I think she will sort of say, "That's great from afar." That's and, how my uh, wife is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My wife approves, uh, grudge like a little bit. Like she approves um because he thinks there's some reading and maybe some math going on right exactly. <laughs> she's not willing to sit down and play though if she ever did play she's definitely the cleric i mean that's basically it she's gonna heal everybody Fair i was enough. gonna say that's the like the perfect mom class yeah, kissing, kissing the boo-boos <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right so uh so when we're looking at the games that are out now uh, what are we thinking as far as the hot pre-order? What's what's everybody looking forward to as far as Kickstarter or pre-order? Art, why don't you go first? What do you got? Well, so if you look at like the the purchases and the, I, I tend to buy and then sell a lot in sort of like a Wall Street sense, but like losing money left and right. Yeah, you're a big shed. I've noticed you. you yeah, you buy a ton of shite. Exactly. So for me, part of the problem for the longest time was that uh, I was running out of shelf space, but I wasn't able to curb the Sex in the City shopping uh, impulses. This is this is a real estate problem. Exactly. For the longest time, it was real estate. Recently, I got some more shelves, so the shedding hasn't been as bad. But <laughs> but I was sort of recently I was looking sort of over what because I, I rarely see you buy where it's not like a stack of five games. I never see you buy something where it's, it's not like the game I bought. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so here's the the 10 pre-orders that ship this this week. Yeah, Yeah, it's um, I tend to wait until I have a little bit of a stack because I'm like, I don't want to be the the that like posts every three days with the one thing. But I will say like what I've got on pre-order is a little embarrassing. Uh, um, Do you ever go back and trim like be like, eh, I don't think I really need that one. I, I do. And. So we could just start with Compass Games. Um, here we go. <laughs> yeah, the, deep breath. There's always going to be a lot of regrets here. Yeah, yeah. So for a while there, <laughs> that was where you, I right? had like. <laughs> I appreciate that because for a while I had nearing like a dozen Compass Games on pre-order, and then I was like, "What am I doing?" No, Compass Games is the one that's basically spamming the new SBI games. Is that what's going on with them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Quote unquote. And you don't get any of them right, and exactly. um, and if they did, it would be probably. Well, I won't use too many superlatives, but I will say it would be a really great contribution to the hobby if they did get them right. Yeah, I think the one they did do right is the battle hymn. So they basically took a cross yeah. of Aprils and made a made a system out of it, and that's really good. Um, but Have you guys I- played the first one? <laughs> 
I think mm-hmm. I've got Third World War. Is are they the ones doing Third World War? Yeah, or yeah. It, I think I, I'm on for that one, but only because Chadwick's involved, right? Yeah, yeah. I canceled I Korea. I canceled the Vietnam game. I canceled. I canceled like five in the last six. Oh, months, is that the Stark weather winter too? Right. Winter? <laughs> yes. yes. This is yeah. uh, rumor of yeah, war or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. I so asked. tell us about your compass experience. So I I did I did buy the Stark Weather titles. I I hope someday they come together. I I've also bought a lot of their uh Do you would you want us to lay the uh the publishing of this podcast to give you two weeks to sell off those titles real quick? Yeah, you if you could just give a slight <laughs> window. Dip in the market. <laughs> exactly. Um we have noticed yeah, I do a have... trend with the games we talk about positively or negatively. So they do tend to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I mean and edit this next part out. We should just throw some bullshit out there and see just what we can get everybody <laughs> to jump on. That's a good idea. Um, hey, Legend of the Firing's card game's great. I got a basic <laughs> set. Uh, I've already had to relist it like 14 times. We need to move that. Because Brad said it looked great, so I bought the base game, and now I'm trying to unload God it like damn a it, Brad. But uh, I think, yeah, with Compass Games, I, sorry, Dave, did you say you did have the Third World War on pre-order? I do only because uh, I played the first. It's a nostalgia buy for me. Definitely, I, I, yeah. I de- I never had the main one, but I had like the the one with the Balkans, and I had I think the, oh nice the, per- the Gulf War one. The ver- the you know it came with like it was like three sets, and then Germany basically. So right. I had that one. Did you did you ever get it to the table? Uh, I, yeah, I played it in my basement between my mom screaming that my girlfriend was calling me. That was basically <laughs> when I was a teenager. <laughs> but those buys are cool. Like uh, it's uh, the teenage buys for me are, are valuable buys, right? Yeah. It's like why I bought Napoleon at Leipzig because I was just like that's a game that I had when I was a kid, and so there's some value to it for me. So eh, I'm willing. Third World War. It seemed uh, relatively playable, but who knows? Can I recommend yeah. just buying the original? I don't know that I. I don't know. That seems okay. like a lot. Right. That seems like a lot Fair. of investment. <laughs> right. So for me personally, it the short answer is I, I think I probably should just do that, but it seems like such a hassle to, to try and track it down. Yeah, putting it set together can be worth yeah. though Ty, Tyler oh, did it at the, the at compass game is on. everything. The the compass yeah, it's game. The whole deal. Oh, okay. That's, That's the trick with the compass okay. one. Yeah, yeah, it's all of them. Yeah, it's all deal. Because they but I saw Tyler, what they did Tyler with Korea and I just went and bought the original. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> like let me yes, just... Ty, Ty, Tyler got all four games at a game on. Some guy was selling them. Oh nice. Really super cheap. Very nice. Steal. So now they're gonna be worth nothing once the new the mm-hmm. new wonderful game That's comes right. out. So Tyler should just really just send them to you. That's it, Tyler. So maybe we should give two weeks for Tyler to unload his shit. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, so that's, that's the one. I think that's the only one I should look over there because you know, dude, I get a pre-orders and the kickstarters and all this shit. I lose track of what I fucking got going. And the worst is Kickstarter. I can't figure out yeah. half the time. I'm like, I'm like, am I supposed to be doing some kind of backing thing on this? Like, have I updated my shipping? Like, I I can never keep track of what I've got going on on Kickstarter. I gotta say, the combination of Rock Chat and Kickstarter probably has cost me more money. I'm trying to get better about that, but yeah, like things I'm, come up I'm on done. Kickstarter. I've stopped. I've stopped the Kickstarter. I'm not Kickstarting stuff anymore. Cause literally I cannot keep track of it. Like I don't need, 
197 updates on a Kickstarter project because <laughs> right. then one of them is the one that says, hey, seriously, you need to verify your address with us. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm always like, oh, Jesus Christ, where am I on all these guys? But I need more. Like I got Death Valley from GMT. Oh, nice. I, I don't remember pre-ordering it. I, <laughs> I don't know why I would have pre-ordered it. But it showed up. I've got I've got I've got Tangle through GMT pre-ordered, which is uh, that's Mike B. Mike's game, yeah, Mike, which I think is looks kind of cool. Um, I mean, basically, any of the series games for me are going to be automatic pre-orders. is my next. I got that nice. one. Yeah, uh, I, and I got the musk musket and rifle pre-order. Yep, the dual done. pack. Yeah, that one's done for me. Um, anything Ancients is probably a pre-order for me. I like those. Uh, shit, I have a ton of stuff. I think I have the the Labatai one pre-ordered, the next Labatai game pre-ordered. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But those ones are going to be so far out. The the Kickstarter yeah. ones just they fuck me up. Like, I don't need all the <laughs> updates. I don't care. I don't care if the game is between you're having an argument with the Chinese printer. Like like tell me when I need to do something. I want to know when it ships. I think you, I think you're in the minority there, Dave. Everyone else wants updates they weekly want to or bi-weekly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they do got, have like a dear journal kind of feel to them. I've yes. Got a, yeah. yeah, and I've got a hockey one. I've got a hockey one with the painted hockey guys. I bought. I don't know why I forgot wow. that. I Dr- literally bought one Kickstarter where I immediately said, "I'm mailing this to Jason." I'm not, <laughs> I didn't even play it. It's going to go to Jason soon once I can get off my ass and mail. Nah. Yeah, we'll so. see each other here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I should just bring it. D6 Dungeon, I should just bring it and see oh, what you that. think. Yeah, I'll play that. I'm that sure sounds, you'll hate it. Sounds up my alley. I read it in the car while picking up my kids and was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that. I guess this is the the last potential recording before you guys head off to AAC Con. Oh, yes. Right. So that was that was a, that was a tough choice for us. But I notice also, Art, that you have not come to any of our conventions. Yeah. yeah Are yeah. you so, also afraid of flying? Uh, no, actually, I'm not. So, this is the messed up thing. Um, and I don't so, to, like. I, to, I'm not. That that wasn't like a derogatory statement. I'm. Oh just, no no I'm, no. Is no. it is it a is it a bone density issue? Your bone density <laughs> is very low. <laughs> exactly. Um, no. What the weird? So like on like Rocket Chat, there's like the AACCon channel, and on the forums, there's like the AACCon thread, and sometimes I pay attention. I'm reading it, and it's like, oh, you know, I'm making sure I do this for my wife or my family so that this weekend is free and things like, and I remember I was telling my wife, I was trying to explain to her sort of like what, what you were doing was. tonight. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, but it's, it's a tough that's, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. You're getting ready for the bedtime. You're like, I'm big time. I'm going on air across globally. My kind of famous. 1400 yeah. people right. globally deal. are going to listen to me. It's a big deal. Are you're those the numbers we're looking get, at? Yeah. You're getting consular status, consular status for this. Fantastic. So that's the thing I was explaining. To my, and so like, I watch all the, the guys talk about how they do this or they horse did that. And I was explaining to my, this is, this is what's messed up about me not coming to the con. And so I, I say to my wife, you know, and then they have this thing in Dallas where everybody gets together and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, you know what? You should go. And like, she's I didn't right. To, she's right. What the fuck yeah. art? So I, it's it's too late for this year, but I, I feel like, and I'm sort of putting myself. It's not, it's 2020. not too late. It's not too, it's late. not too late. It's not well, too late. Well, it's a little bit for for me in terms of planning, but I think for 2020, I think I'm gonna, I'm putting it out there to be wow. sort of held accountable. I think wow. that's what I'm gonna shoot for. Well, Very now nice. you actually get an invite because you've hosted the podcast. That's right. So that that's what, the other You're thing I wasn't quite in. sure about. 
Yeah. Well, the, well, the deal is basically once you host, you get an invite okay. and then you get a plus one. So if you've got a buddy who hasn't hosted who you want to invite, you can bring them, but you're responsible for them. Makes sense. What happens if this buddy isn't interested in the con, but we just spoon? That's fine. Uh, we, we don't care. As long as yeah, it's okay. not asking, it's, it's up to you and your God. Believe, yeah. believe me, I'll tell you this honestly. What We prefer that whatever's up in your room stays in your room. <laughs> Can do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think, you know, you know, after talking, this wasn't a recent conversation. It's something I talked about my wife with before. And we're like, and she was like, yeah, you should go. So I think, and then, you know, when I was talking to uh, Paul, when we had lunch, he was talking about and you know describing what happens a little bit, and uh, yeah, and I feel like the time we, has we can play some role playing games for you. Well, yeah, you know that's mm-hmm. that's actually the interesting the gauge of. I mean, I was hoping to go either way, but it sounds like it's just like it's loose. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty I was, loose. And so, like with you guys. I, I know you guys must have some kind of dance card lined up, but what what do you guys sort of? Is there stuff you're like, yeah, no matter what, that's happening, or is it all kind of like? Eh. It, it depends on what you sign up for. Like for me, I am uh, for days and afternoons. <laughs> I am ASL Red Factory. Oh Factories right, 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 right. Time. So I'm signed up with that with Pete and Abe from Australia, and then B oh, Mode nice. and and uh, Medicine Man are subbing in for this second German player. We're okay. doing a two on two on. Uh, red barricades and red orchestra uh, campaign game. So nice. So yeah, but in the evenings, we get there Tuesday night. Tuesday night, I'm running uh, socials like pick up. Oh lights, right, right. You're talking us. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we'll do that out in the lounge. We'll sit out in the, the chairs. We can run that. I can run it in the building. Be like, hey, this fight is happening in this hotel. That's so a good hotel. You That's a good hotel that chair? for a, for an yeah, right. you want, <laughs> yeah, you want you want to knock that elevator over or pick up that chair and throw that at the other guy? Like you can do that. So uh, yeah, so then all the evening stuff is pretty loose, especially okay. late night. Mm-hmm. Oh, it gets it gets drinky. It sounds loose. like that's where the net ma- the magic happens. Yeah, that's, that's where the speeches happen. Nice. Yeah. J- so Jason, what's that? What sort of you know, locked in on your dance card. What's a little loose on yours? So every year, uh, Duck, Rex, Matt, Samer, and I play an 18XX game. So we're playing 18 Max. Goddamn right. That's right. Uh, and then Friday, Ralph and I are playing Hearts of Minds early. And are you an 18XX guy? <clears throat> so Ooh. I want Ooh. to be. Let me put it that way. I really, oh really come, want come. to. I'm telling you. So there's, we have our varsity game, but there's a there's a JV game every year that, that plays too. So there, hey, I did kickstart Age of Steam. I got the Age of Steam. Okay, one. is that the it's, one? It's nice. Good. Age of Steam was good. Is that the deluxe one? I jumped on that one. Of course, yeah. yeah. Like it's, I have no idea what I'm buying. <laughs> of course, yeah. What are and we then, doing? And then and then Paul and I are playing Liberty Roads on Saturday. So oh, I'm nice, playing, like, nice three of my favorite things to do a vietnam card driven game liberty roads maybe one of not maybe one of my top five war games and then a, a train game so yeah i'm i'm good do you mind if i just quickly sidetrack us for one sec oh no that's, that's what that's we're here for i, I think that's, that's what we're here for yeah <laughs> so jason you just mentioned hearts and minds dave i as a listener to the podcast i know vietnam 65 to 75 is one mm-hmm. So as somebody, so say somebody's looking for a Vietnam game, but maybe not 65 to 75. Is it hearts and minds? Like what, what scale? Like strategic, 
Arctic. Yeah, yeah. Just went sort of the whole show. It's obviously not. It's probably not Stark Weathers, Vietnam. The rules. No, are No, definitely not. Um, wow. You you can't go wrong with Hearts and Minds. It's it's relatively quick. It's probably a four hour game. Okay. Card driven, but in a, an interesting way. Fire in the Lake is another one I would put up there. Fire in the Lake is a very good. Um, but strategic yeah, level, I think the, those two. The coin, the coin you can't game. Go wrong. Yeah. The, yeah, I think the Fire in the I would say Fire in the Lake. Fire in the Lake's probably that would... a little bit better because you can play it two or four player. But Heart of Minds is good. I, I really I think like it. it. I, I, I think Fire in the Lake probably I haven't tried it, but I want to say that that's probably a pretty smoking two player game. Oh, it's very good two player. Yeah. Right. Is that yeah. where you, so you run an Arvin and US? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because but you have Arvin to get can, both. Arvin can run away with that game. That's right. the problem. You, you have to player, get. I think you have to get both uh conditions to win right yeah that sounds cool i think yeah. that's a good so i think that's my favor. that would be my pick yeah I, I would say fire in the lake two player yeah so what if you're like just this tragic solo player in the basement is it that's still fire, dude, fire, in the lake. fire in the lake yeah what's got a boss so hearts and minds compass again compass god bless i heard they fucked this one up it's so bad they put solo rules in okay. in this game <laughs> So step one is you you build the deck a certain way, right? And they say right. put this number of cards aside and 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 do this with this card deck and do this with this card deck, and then you'll have X number of cards. If you follow their instructions, X isn't the number you end up with. Step Fantastic. one, the math doesn't add up, and I was immediately out. Like fuck you, and and. And and basically what it is is you make a decision for the other side. So you can play the the communists or the the the, the U.S. Um, the free world allies. Um, Got it. Yeah. And so for the other oh, for the other side, all you do is basically form a yes or no question, and one to okay. three is yes, four to six is no, and you roll a die. Right. Like that's the okay. Solo yeah. Rules. <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> thank you for writing that down. Sir. It's not very good, and the math doesn't add up. And um, but the, the fire <laughs> so, and the lake solo rules are actually really good. Okay, so so sorry. So hearts and minds, the solo rules are one through three yes, four through six no, and they fucked it up. Yes, fantastic. That's and 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 they put a one inch die in the box, two one inch dies in the box. Sure. It, <laughs> And that's one of those questions like what are you doing just <laughs> you know just put regular dice in this doesn't add anything it takes away because now i have to go back into my dice box and pull some dice out to actually play this game um, right the, the the cards are much better than the previous two versions the board is very okay. good right the rules are the same as the second version so those things and and the the counters are great they're like the gmt pre-rounded corners Okay, so that's uh, something, yeah. So, so like the component quality is great, other than the dice. The rules are still the the Stan Helsinki rules, and they're good. The solo rules okay. are awful. Um, so Just it's a good dog package. shit. Okay. It's it's a good package. I highly recommend. Um, but the solo rules are yeah, dog shit. So in that sense, then solo for the the sadness is <laughs> of myself in the basement would be probably fire in the, fire in the lake. Yeah, I, 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 I'm the same player. I, I love 
you know, maybe it's sad, but I love playing solo. Find the Lake solo is great. That, because the card deck kind of drives the action to exactly. face yep. because it, it sets the orders. Yep. And, right. And there's a flow chart for it, but you don't even need it. Like, you know what the other factions are trying to do. That's right. And, and it's, it's so it just one feels of the right. more fun. Of, it, I think it's one of the more fun of the coin games where you really feel yep. like, oh, we're kicking the shit out of some stuff in this game. Like, yep. And so for Because I think games, it's, a the, it's, it's a game that's so familiar to American players. Like, yeah, I think. Right. Vietnam is very familiar yep. to us. All the event so, cards are like, oh, I remember that. You know, yeah, I was, yeah. most war right, gamers right. get it. We understand it. Yeah. So for coin games, what I say is distant plane is the best. Fire and oh, interesting. is my okay. favorite. Right, right, right. right. So, that makes sense. You know, yeah. I like the Gaul one. I remember you talking about that one. And, and I like it because everyone can fight everyone. That's what, what I, I think. It's, it's, it's much more. For, for a player. Which one? What is yeah, that called? It's. Uh, fallen is it fallen, fallen sky? Okay, I have that. Uh, uh, yeah. Doug Doug sent it to me, and I haven't I haven't played it's, it yet. I'll it, have to break that it, out. It's a, it's a true four v four player okay. Okay. The game. It's good. Maybe that's my next coin game to play. Because I always, I always felt in four player that uh, the U.S. was always watching the Arvin trying to slide their way to an right. easy victory, right. Right. <laughs> it, and it's like it's a really tough game I think for the U.S. player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Arvin and the VC can really kind of swoop in, or the NBA, sorry. And, really kind of whoop you know quick victory yeah that's good so uh me my grail game where i'm looking at the uh basically recently decision games decided that they're not going to be able to do axis empires i'm yes yes i heard about i'm in for this so they're gonna have to just do a whole new thing it's hard for me because some of the things they're talking about make me a little nervous like when they're talking about like we want to like make more uh detail in the naval system and in the air i really like the abstraction of right. the naval and air system that it is one of the most beautiful naval and air systems that i've seen and adapt from pacific to the the you know the atlantic theater Absolutely. back and forth without any kind of qualms so when they start talking about making it more detailed and like we want individual ships or this, I start getting nervous. We're, we're turning into world mm. flames, right? <laughs> exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I'm kind of like a little worried about it, but I know they've made a bunch of changes to the map because we're currently playing a vassal, a guild vassal game of uh, Axis Empires. And I already noticed in the version we're playing, I'm like, wait, and this hex used to be a strategic hex, and it's like Nanking, I think, is not a strategic hex anymore. So we've had to huh. clarify some of those issues. So they've, they're making changes, and they're, they're doing obviously doing a lot of playtesting on Vassal because they're coming out with new modules that basically reflect the changes. Um, but I am concerned because the game is, for me, is such a beauty. Yeah. So let's do this. We'll we'll delay. It's the my podcast. one ring to rule them all. Yes. We'll delay the podcast That's... for two years, and then when the prices on the on the pre right. pre owned, I'll <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll finally pick up Dicenso. I'm I'm clearly I'm clearly going to order it. Uh, and what the fuck is Decision doing with the D Day series? Why are they fucking this up? I know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm still. I still. I'm holding on to my D-Day Iwo Jima game, deciding if I want to unload it or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do I want to unload it? Do I want to? I had such high hopes for it. So wait, which D-Day games are good in the Pacific? I know the the ones uh, that Butterfield was. The, did, yes, right. You can't go wrong okay. with uh, Peleliu or Tarawa. Those okay. Those are great. 
Omaha Dude, Beach. Great. Great. Yeah, Iwo Jima guys have had to do like overlays where they draw on the counters they took with the, all dots to figure out where everything can shoot. The map. I know yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Wait, what? Yeah, have you played? Those there games? were dots that base. Yeah, I've so, looked at them. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah. it's a cool system. It's and a great Jason, system. <laughs> you played don't, one you of don't the, get me fired up. Now, Jason, you played one of the accessible games, so maybe you can talk about it. So, because I played the one that you cannot fucking figure exactly. out. Exactly. So, out of the box. so the Butterfield games have dots on the map where each defending hex. So the for for the people who don't know, it, it, it's a it's a solo game. You play basically the invader attacking, and there the the bot plays the defenders. So there's cards and whatever, but. So on the map are colored dots where and the I, defenders I just, can I, I just want to interject. Into. I want to interject real quick. I already feel like this, this is going to be a really long episode. We're an hour in, and we haven't got to the quiz yet. We're at we're least going. 45 minutes away from the quiz. <laughs> we're talking Vietnam, <laughs> goddammit. All right, All right so keep going, Jason. We're, we're talking D-Day. Yep. Um, okay. so, so there's dots on the map to show you where defending units can fire into, which is very important when you're when you're playing these games and right because you uh, want to know when you're activating right and and you kind of plan out like okay here are the the zones of fire for the places i'm trying to attack into can i maneuver around can i get guys you know safe or at least mitigate some of that risk and in iwo jima they took that off of the map because people complained oh you know the map is muddy and and it is but it's extremely functional and when you take that function out of the game Right. So, how does that even work if you take that off the map? I don't know. Well, apparently, apparently, they wanted a beautiful map of Iwo Jima, which of apparently everyone they knows have never how, seen. Right. They've never seen from <laughs> right. the air. Right. It's God's country. <laughs> it's like a fucking lava rock it's, island. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's get a blob of tan and, and not, black not, sand and not and not put purple and red and green and blue dots on it because you know that would muddy things up. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. All of the other games yeah, have right. it. They work super well. The the so four guys, bottle guys have basically had to do great. guys have basically had to do their own overlays where they basically put mm-hmm. all the dots on the, the hexes to At figure Constant out. World this year I saw somebody who used like the the extreme fine point sharpies to just draw circles yep, on his I've map. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yep. That's great. That's Wait, a so lot of- what did they do? In its stead, like if you need those dots to play the you, game, you have it? another sheet you can look on. I think that has them. Isn't there? Another but it's sheet like eight and a half by again? eleven, right? Like yeah, there's there's another yeah. page. So you look oh, that's at a fantastic hexes and yeah, like right. can it fire here? Yeah, just no, just put it on the fucking map. Oh, so basically, how about not put anything on the map? No island at all. Just give us a sheet, and we could just draw it as we <laughs> land on it. Like I'm not sure how it's, the whole thing. That's is some like, uh, it's absolute victory shit right there. Which which makes me feel good for abandoning. I, so I had an idea, and Mitch and I talked through it, and I had a map overlay. I was going to do D-Day at Way. I wanted to do oh, nice. the Marines invading Way, and and I had the whole the whole thing laid out. And then Butterfield stepped away from the series, and it's like, okay, I'm not even going to pitch it. I'm not going to worry about trying to come oh, up with these cards because right. that that Cause system it, would because it doesn't so have, well. it doesn't have to be an island. It doesn't right. have to be an no, island, just, right? It can just, just be anything. A force invading a, a, a stationary defender. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that's going to be my Axis Empires is going to be the one I'm going to get, and uh, I'm going to buy it, of course, on an auto buy on that probably, and we'll see what happens. So, but did, I'm not afraid to just say it sucks. I'm playing the old version. 
Right. So let I, me did, ask you, I did that with Lava Tide. It, I guess two things. Like, are the changes to Axis Empires, are they pretty modular? I, I actually don't know. I'm not in any of the playtest groups. And, okay. Um, and Pete, Pete, we know, uh, well, Pete knows pretty well uh, Thomas, who's the guy I think is running all the stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thomas Prowl, I think, is a designer. He's the designer, yeah. And uh, so Thomas is really cool. Like, when we were playing at uh, AACCon, he's like, hey, here's my number. Text me if you guys have questions while you're playing. Oh, nice. like, so yeah very cool dude and he plays the game he runs the game at game on in seattle oh so, right right uh, right so uh pete uh, but it's just kind of like i've already learned the game the way it is now it's very hard yeah. for me to like then switch over i'm not i'm not and i'm not a play tester i've learned that i learned that from silver bayonet <laughs> right. i'm not somebody who want to play test the game i'm not into it because then i'll never want to play the game it right. wears me out on the game right as as an aside, I'm on BGG. Art, you got Cyberpunk Red playtest? I just or, showed up today, yeah. I, I have it pre-ordered at my local game store, and they haven't called me. And oh, if interesting. they don't order me a copy, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> yeah. Is that an RPG? Yeah, the yeah. Cyberpunk 2020, it's the new version of it. See, Jason, you got to play all the old ones, and you can just download them off the trove. Oh, I have them all. I just haven't gotten around to playing them. Yet. <laughs> That's true. I've done that. Hey, for Silver Age no, guys, I, I bought the authors, them. All. I, I'm eBaying your stuff now, and mm -hmm. I'm buying stuff off eBay. But I, I also have your games. That's right. <laughs> so, so do be, you guys like nostalgia purchase like fuck tons of RPG oh. books? Some. Oh yeah. Some sure. Yeah. I do enough. Like like name me one like what would if, name one that you think I might buy and I'll tell you if I would buy it like what what kind of version like if I saw Mercenary Spies and Private Eyes I would buy it there you go yeah when I was when a kid I had that 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 box that that uh, book so Tomb of Horrors the original yeah oh there yeah, you yeah, go. yeah, yeah, nice. yeah there you go yeah awesome yeah Dwellers of the Forbidden City yeah I'd buy that so, but it's how much you know I mean that's the question like how much you want to get it for. Like I'd buy it for ten, fifteen. I wouldn't buy it for. I wouldn't go high on it. Right. And that's a problem. Some of these guys think it's going to go for. You know, like I offered for Silver Age, Age Sentinels, the hardback, for like a twenty dollars best offer, like twelve dollars shipping, and they refused my offer. I'm like, seriously? Like who the fuck this game? Like, and it's not even the D twenty version. I played the the Tristat version, so I'm like, yeah, no yeah. one's buying this fucking game. Like, but the, nope. I'm like, all right, hang in there. Good luck. Yeah, good yeah. luck. Because I, because I'm like, I've already got it. I'm just trying to get like the actual hardcover, <laughs> whatever. All right. So to my credit, I want to say that my Dodgers got knocked out of the uh, okay. playoffs. Recently. Yeah, I was gonna say we haven't talked about baseball yet. It's it's it in was that, epic. That, on that, um, I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah, okay. it was epic. Um, I did. I reacted very well to the whole situation. Of course. Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm not a guy who's going to get really worked up about stuff like that. Like when I was younger, I mean, my wife will tell stories about like uh, maybe one time I threw a remote control out into the canyon behind sure. our house. We're all human. Maybe, maybe one time I went outside and had to walk around the house about 27 times. <laughs> I during when the 49ers <laughs> lost in the Super Bowl, I may have screamed into a pillow. Like my wife has watched <laughs> these things, so she's always like kind of watching me warily. <laughs> It's the moments are starting to go down. But my wife's a big Dodgers fan, and we're a Dodgers house. Nice. Uh, so, but I will say, like, when tense moments are happening during the playoff, standing up, 
I'm not sitting oh, down. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm watching the game like from four feet away on the big screen, like standing <laughs> in our so, living room. So what? So the the my understanding the Dodgers lost in a pretty heartbreaking fashion. Uh, yeah, they did. Well, they 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 wheeled out Kershaw again. Uh, yeah, Clayton, Clayton Kershaw, and uh, he's not the ace that they seem to think he is. And they had plenty of relievers they could have brought in instead of him. And uh, but they still have this illusion that he's some kind of closer for them or some kind of. He's he's not even their best starter, so I don't know why they would bring him in. And uh, he basically gave up two back-to-back home runs that basically lost the lead in the game. So, so I don't follow the Dodgers, but what were the expectations going into? What were you? I mean, were you thinking win, win it's the World, World Series. Series or nothing? Well, it was definitely go to the World Series. Okay. Uh, at this point, we don't hope to win the World Series anymore. <laughs> right. But even then, we like we didn't even have a closer. Like Clayton, uh, Kenley Jansen, our closer, basically crapped the bed, wasn't closing games, wasn't be able to do what he needed to in the back ends of the games. Um, the Dodgers have a problem in the bullpen. Uh, but, but hey, it's, it's disappointing because they're an incredible team, and uh, uh, they can't get it done in the playoffs. Probably the manager needs to be fired. Oh, you think it's okay? I, th- yeah. I think it's the manager. I mean, that's that's the end result. It's if the team team had 106 wins, uh, they didn't. They got in the first playoff series and lost. They it's the manager, right? At some point, he's making decisions down the yeah. line. Yeah, Joe Madden's available. Go get him. Right. Yeah. Right. So, it, so who's, who's your team? So it's interesting you mentioned the Dodgers. So you know, my family. I was born in New York City. Parents were born in New See, York I was, City. I was a Steve Garvey boy. That's why I became. A, okay, I was. But, I was curious how you ended up with the Dodgers. Then you're not my, from there. My, well, my stepfather, who was a complete dick, was a Yankees fan. So in the '77 <laughs> series in New Jersey, right. for the Yankees, and I cheered for the Dodgers because I fucking nice. hated them. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so along those lines, I'll say this: my grandparents are from Brooklyn. Parents are from Brooklyn. Great grandparents, probably from yeah. Brooklyn. There's, there's Dodger roots there. That's the thing. So. But but that's the thing. They all are you a fucking Mets fan? No, but oh, I will God. say this. So there's I, I've heard a few stories of I remember when the Dodgers announced they were going to L.A. Right, and the betrayal that right. some of that's my, right. So that's that's every Mets origin. Right, right. So I will say this: Dodgers betrayed my kins. Go Yankees. So I, I sort of grew up. Well, I was hoping for a Dodgers Yankees World Series. I thought that would have been awesome. Honestly, I think that would have been yes. I completely agree. But yeah, and some of my family, like I remember my dad, he used to follow the Dodgers, but definitely felt betrayed when they went to L.A. Right. And I, I don't I know if he kept following baseball, but I I sort of grew up a little bit with the Yankees. Well, no, and, I'm, uh, I'm a big historical baseball fan, so I know all the old Dodgers who played in Brooklyn, Roy yeah, Campanella, yeah. Uh, Pee Wee Reese. Uh, uh, Hodges, Gil Hodges, all those guys. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always followed that, followed that stuff. But um, yeah, the problem for the Yankees is uh, getting past the fucking. <laughs> so, so do you think the Astros years. are going to jam them up? Yeah, I don't know, man. They're fucking really good. I was really hoping when I thought the Dodgers might make it to the World Series. I was really hoping the Astros would get knocked out rather face the Yankees than the Astros. Oh, interesting. Because I, okay. I thought the Dodgers matched up much better against the Yankees than they did against the Astros. Because the Astros have all those great, great ace starting pitchers, and the lineup right, is right. just – they're just great. They're really good. So so now that the Dodgers are out, do you have a backup that you're pulling for? 
Yeah. So basically, at the end of the Dodger series, once uh, they walked the bases loaded, I already right. knew what was happening. So I then stood up and said, "I'm going to bed." I announced <laughs> that I was going to bed, and I went, to, I went to bed. I was like, "Fuck it, I don't care." I turned all my phones off. I turned everything off. And uh, I woke up in the morning to find out what happened because I already knew it was over. I knew it was done. Right, right. So, so who are you hoping beat the Yankees? Um, I don't want the Cardinals to win because I can't. You hear that, Paul? God damn it! Yeah, can't stand them. Uh, I would like. I would be fine with the Yankees. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be cool with the Yankees win the whole thing. Just not okay. the Astros. Not the Just Astros. Not the Astros. Okay. No. The and it's the sad thing is the Braves were patsies. The Braves. were an easy win <laughs> i didn't think the braves were very difficult the 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 nationals were particularly designed to be a problem for the dodgers because they had two or three good starters and if they could just stay in the that and that's what they, they just kept their guys in there and we just couldn't match up with them so whatever it's over yeah it's done as always they had a great they had a great year i enjoyed the year we had a but we still the crazy thing about the dodgers is we have a ton of young guys coming up still so yeah. the dodgers aren't going away they're going to go around again and they're going to be back they're going to win probably 100 plus games next year so you know bizarrely the dodgers are one of the teams i've seen in person and uh do you go to many games out there I don't because I work right next to the stadium. And when my wife's like, hey, let's go to the Dodgers game, I'm like, fuck, fuck that. that. I'm yeah. not driving all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. The best thing about them losing is I don't have to deal with traffic through the playoffs. <laughs> I, But I do like their stadium, though. I don't know. It's sort of like it sort of on stadium. that hillside. Yeah. Yeah. Am I Correctly, yeah, Chavez Ravine, yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed. I really had a good time uh, at the stadium. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a decent stadium. I think uh, most modern stadiums have surpassed it as far as food and yeah. I can the see Dodger that. dogs are terrible. Oh. You know, it's like a, a steamed, sucky, moist dog. It's terrible. <laughs> if you like Dodger fans are always like, yeah, it's great. Like build bullshit. You go to any other stadium, you're like, God, it's like, <laughs> like I can't wait to get to Missouri so I can go to St. Louis and watch Dodgers games at St. Louis. <laughs> Bush Stadium. Yeah, so that's right. If you don't mind me asking, so like you're going to Missouri, is it like a law enforcement 20 and out kind of thing or? Yeah, that's, it's a retirement. Dude. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's it for me. So I'll, How I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I might do something else. I'm thinking of, of actors. Yeah people will be shocked by that. I'm actually looking at like getting into counseling, uh, oh, nice. <laughs> which some people might be surprised by, but, uh, I, part of it is just, I need a break. I've been right, doing right. the same job since I was 21 years old. And so it's kind of like after a while, yeah. you're like, it's 28 years. I'm 28 years into it. So, uh, pensions are great, but the problem with pensions is you can't change jobs. You know, there's that carrot always hanging over to keep you going at the same thing. So, oh, interesting. Um, so, I, I hope to. I, I have a lot of talent. I have a lot of uh, skills I can bring to different jobs. But I think I don't. I'm not going to try to be making a lot of money. I think I'm going to be trying to just do stuff for people. Nice. People out. Very nice. So, yeah. It's good I mean, hear. once you've got a pension behind you, then you can kind of it's a little do bit that easier. Where you're like, yeah. 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 As somebody who doesn't have that, I'm looking to retire at age like 74. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know about you, better. Jason. Solidarity. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Private sector. Yeah, I'll just die at my job, but <laughs> yeah. But the key is, when you die at your job, you're going to die of natural causes. Uh, <laughs> True. I took all the risks. <laughs> <laughs> I took the risks that I wasn't going to make it there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever talks about the guy who got killed in the line of duty. Like, oh, but he was a really well. 
talented guy. So well rounded. Like, they're like, nope, you just got killed by that guy. Yeah. On a traffic stop. <laughs> All right. Jesus. Jesus. That? Jesus. That was baseball. That was Fuck. so so basically got it. art is Art is all Yankees. I'm going to be, yeah. So, yeah, my wife's from Boston. So, I. I oh, can, and by the way, can I say Boston fans are the fucking worst? They can be pretty like, bad. Like, we thought that when like, they won, no, we thought that when they won a World Series, they would be shut the fuck up. Instead, they became the most fucking obnoxious baseball fans <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, but be, ironically. Between the Patriots and the Red Sox, they're unbearable. Boston sports fans are just like. <laughs> Yeah, I can. Yep. I don't know about the, the Cowboys fans. He, he, I think that, that that's that's the cross I'll die on. Yeah, but the Cowboys fans they, they can't be obnoxious yeah. because their team's not that good. Yeah, they're still obnoxious. They they never make it anywhere. Coming right. from a place where everyone else is from somewhere else, <laughs> but the Cowboys fans suck. Well, that that's that's where I'm from. That's a, that's basically every <laughs> LA is like everyone's from somewhere else. Is it this? But uh, you go to Dodgers games and people are wearing Dodgers gear. You go to a well, Cardinals game. No, yeah, I guess football's yeah, totally fair. different. Though. Yeah. The Dodgers dominate Although, the LA market. They are by far between yeah. the Dodgers. People say the Lakers, but truthfully, the Dodgers dominate yeah. the LA market. Yeah. The then Rams get no the Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers is a John's Magic Johnson, James Worthy, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, like, they still dominate that the NBA market. But when it comes to football, like the Rams are pretty popular still. But you see a lot of NFL uniforms there, there's a lot of nfl uniforms in uh in football games for the yeah. dodgers yeah because we've gone so we went so long without a football team so what about you jason do you have a great game did we hit you up for your great game I and mean, did i miss that what are grail, we talking what, about what, grail game what grail game are you waiting for i'm, I'm oh, going to the Axis Jesus. empire wow that was no, an no, hour not, ago not not pre <laughs> not pre-order wise but just what game is the game that you want more than anything Oh, interesting! Like, what would be your game that you would want? I, I, I honestly don't have one. I have, like, I have Vietnam. I have now you, you Korea. With, you're going with the flow. Yeah, man. You'll take it as a go. I'm, I'm, right. I'm trying to play the games I have. I'm trying to play more. So, it's Jason, weird. does World War II does World War II interest you at all? Are you not Pacific interested theater. in that period? Like Air War, yeah, so, Pacific yeah. Theater. So, what about I'm into. what about Die Senso? What about Die Senso? Does yeah, that not interest yeah. you? I, the when it went on sale, the like deal of the month, whatever from decision. Oh yeah, it was Did just jump a, on it. It was just a bad month for me, like um, oh, yeah. you know, spending wise. I knew yeah. I I just couldn't float one hundred and twenty dollars that month. Um, there was a lot of hand, a lot of hand lotion. <laughs> exactly, <month>. exactly. <laughs> every month, every month. Um, so uptick. We had nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like on the solo front on, the, on the Pacific front, I'll, I'll do the world war two stuff. I, I think part of the problem for me, world war two wise is like Liberty roads is so good. I, yeah, I, right, I yeah, yeah. you know, well, even fucking with victory roads, it's like, ah, you know, it's, it's just well, everything. It's not I want. the same game. Yeah. It's everything I want in a world war two game, but then on the air war side and, and I'm kind of like art, like I like to call games. I have limited shelf space on purpose, so I don't keep a bunch of shit. So even like the enemy coast head games, I love Doolittle's raid. Um, but 
of course, now I'm going to blank because I'm drinking the, the second do, one. Do you, do you have the shelf that has no side on it? So when you put a game in, the last one <laughs> falls not, off on the floor? No, not quite there. <laughs> I'm rocking the Ikea shelves. <laughs> but, but the second enemy Coast Ahead game, like, just nailed everything for me. So now I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I'll white duck or, you know, offload Doolittle's Raid. You, you like, yeah, you like that series, I love though. getting, yeah. But I also love getting rid of stuff so that I can have, it helps me God, justify I, I, making more purchases. I found it hard to get rid of games. Oh, I don't I want like them, I want them, them in, I want them out. So I, I, I did, I recently finally sold my copy of Battle Lore. And some dude was <laughs> like, he's like, hey, can you do a Santa Clarita pickup? I'm like, yeah, I guess. So I picked, I said, hey, let's meet at the uh, <laughs> the library for Santa Clarita, which is actually also the parking lot for the sheriff's station. So I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> you want to run me off? <laughs> so... So I thought it was a look. So Nicely done. In. So we D- pull Dave in. is like, he's, he's <laughs> MacArthur. <laughs> I, to, I just tried to think ahead. Like, I don't know. It was I like don't... a $20 eBay sale. I don't know if I thought he was going to rip me off. So so it turned very clandestine, right? So, so we, we pull in, and I didn't realize that that's also part of I guess I should have realized I didn't. But uh, where a lot of child exchanges go for child custody. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So we And we're sending messages. We're like, he's like, I'm like, he's like, hey, I'm going to be out 20 minutes later. I'm like, that's cool. I'll be there. I said, I'll leave my parking lights on. And so that, now it's like the CIA. So then he's going to like <laughs> flash his lights. <laughs> and, I'm gonna, and so I get out. I'm like, I said, hey, here's, here's the game. He goes, oh, thanks, man. And I said, do you do I Like, apparently he does it a lot. Like, I, I've done, done a couple like of them before. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I do it all the time. Everything's been really cool. I'm like, I wasn't sure. I'm like, should we say like, hey, you ever interested in playing the game? <laughs> no, no. I don't <laughs> you know ever want to see like, you again. I don't ever talk to you again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he he don't don't like message me on BGG. Like, We're good. I, I was like, is this a chance for me to like maybe find somebody who wants to play? <laughs> no, be, just like, so I've, I've tinkered with that. I, I, I actually did play a game with somebody I sold a game to, but they're buying a game that you're not interested in anymore. So right. there's, uh, there's so something they there. They want to play right? that game. Like, yeah. That game is their yeah. new hotness. And you're done with it. Yeah. There, there's something there. <laughs> That's true. And if anything's fucked up, then you'd feel guilty. You'd be like, oh, that corner's kind of crumpled. Ooh, yeah, sorry about that. That guy's a little bad. Yeah. You're like, here's 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did that. So I, I just am not good at selling them. I try. I try to put them up. Like I said, my Legend of the Five Rings thing has been relisted probably about 47 times. Um, so, so I'm thinking maybe I'll just, I should just do like pickup, like Santa Creed a pickup and list it for 17 yeah, and see who the hell will grab it. it. Somebody might be like, fuck, I'll take a look at it. Or take game. it to the con, put a sticky note on or something. Somebody yeah, like take it. it to the con. So now I got to put it in my fucking suitcase and dri- halt. I'm not doing Check that bag, baby. Southwest. Once a, Get there. Yeah, no. What, what? I'm all carry on in Southwest. That's it. I'm full carry on. I, I might even check two bags this year just to fuck it. Just put my dick right. on the scale and <laughs> check my bags. Baby. Six ounces. <laughs> how, how, how do you have to lay down to put your dick on the scale? Is that how that works? No. Do you lay, do you lay no. on your side? <laughs> <laughs> I just bend, a, bend down real low. <laughs> Yeah, let's be honest, Jason. You're, you're basically know. laying there. Yeah, you know my Scottish, right hand. my Scottish heritage. You're la- Leave me you're alone. You're on your right hand. Leave me alone. That's <laughs> not cool, Dave. I'm doing push-ups. Oh, sorry. 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 Yeah, All right. Sorry. 
It well, was a figure right. of speech. I apologize. So, uh, so, <laughs> so, There's, I'm trying through this. Is, is there we're a going through this thing. Yeah, but I'm trying through this thing where we're kind of I'm trying these different things that we're going to ask about before we get to the quiz. I think it's working well. Wait, so I do want to say you're you're such a great host, pick. but he's, he's like he's interviewing us, us, asking questions. He is good. You're he, a very giving like lover. That. I feel like he's turning the table. On us a little bit. <laughs> exactly. No, very I like generous. it. I like it. Yeah. So, so wait. He's so, like now the hunter has become the hunted. Exactly. Shit can get real. But That's so, Dave, you said your grail. Game is Axis Empires. The my grow game is going to be the Axis Empires final version, which I am still have, okay. I have not backed yet, but I stared at it. Uh, Jedediah Senior, Jed mm -hmm. Senior, Jed. I, it's not his name. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> he had asked me about it. Jed Senior, cousin Senior, Jed cousin Senior had asked me about it, and. Uh, I'm like, fuck that. I was in line at in and out of course, buying food for my family, mm, which is how we provide style. for our family at in and out <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck that. Then I look at him like, train, right? yeah, maybe I, I'm like, maybe I will fucking buy that. So. Okay. And then Jason, you said no grail game. No. So you're all good. Art, you're up. Oh, so my grail bring game. It, bring us home. So let me say this. I thought he already grailed us. You're not grail us. Did yet. I not? I don't know. Well, grail us now. So. I will say, well, to World War II Grand Strategics, what got me into this desperate choice. So it's going to be Axis Empire's decision it's game. It's probably going to be that, or oh, for me, what? no, there's only one. One, ring, or it's going to be the World War Three uh, Third World War Compass oh, nice. game. That's good. But if I, the Air you just, War game you tied it all together. No, but if the Air War works, right, yeah. right? If they don't fuck it up. So for me, a lot of the idea of a Grail game is not necessarily the game, but like the time. I'm just really bad it. about. No, I, exactly. no, no, I, I think we're talking stroking it creepy. we're talking one ring to rule them all right <laughs> yeah one so, game that ends your search in that category to buy a game it's pro yeah it's going to be either the axis empire or it for world war ii grand strategic so then we'll sell out our next war war war. we'll sell our next war shit off yeah sorry hmm. Mitch, you're dead Ooh. to us Ooh. Bold I, I gotta say but, i haven't that tried is, that, that series that series seems like it should be right up my alley but, but i should third, be playing that third world war is 1985 that's so true. It's yeah. early. It's kind of like a fantasy game. Put a warthog yeah. on yeah. the cover. That's what Mitch, Mitch should market. It. They should they should market that as a fantasy game. I think Comscims should market that as a fantasy game. Third War. Sorry. Somebody wow. mentioned Next War Vietnam. What is like? I understand the premise of the Next War. Is there is going on in Vietnam that could justify a Next War? Like trying to kick. I get in. Korea. Yeah. I get Poland in a sense because it's actually a lot yeah. of Ukraine. Yeah, Korea. Korea. China coming back. I in. get that. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think that's well, the India Pakistan could be. I was just, I was, I, I thought it was really cool that it was Vietnam, but it was me a little bit. This, he, this might be the wrong podcast to talk about this song. Copy of a game, really. I definitely pre-ordered it, so I'm all in. I just didn't know. Well, I think Vietnam has never liked China. There, there's always been a ton of oh, animosity there for like thousands of years, right? Right. Like, I can and, see that. Yeah. And Vietnam did kick China's ass mm -hmm. when they actually mm -hmm. did fight a war previously. Right. Um, I think maybe the idea is that I I don't want to speak for Mitch, but I would guess that uh, manufacturing and industry is shifting to Vietnam based on Makes tariffs sense. and, and Away trade from pressure. China. Yeah, and China's upset, so China is trying to exert its influence because it's basically like the modern version of the Third Reich, right? And uh, th that's what they're going to do. They're going to use force. 
Makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. I was kind of curious because obviously I don't know what the game's going to be like, but it, I thought it was an interesting choice. I, I, and I don't know, but that would be my guess that I think there's pressure from it's got to be based on the China Sea and all the stuff that's going on out there. Some some heavy. Sometimes Mitch has to do like a theoretical. Because right. It's like, hey, right now, uh, China doesn't have like 12 mechanized divisions on the northern border of Vietnam. Right. But maybe that would happen later. So who knows? Yeah. My Red Storm Rising fanfic hadn't gotten there yet, so I was just kind of curious what mm. you guys thought. You got to keep reading. Yeah, exactly. It's in there. All right. So there, there is a quiz. Uh, nice. Jason's Ooh. already poking me about the quiz, Jesus I feel. Or like, oh, wow. This is yeah. 80 minutes yeah, well, behind I schedule. Mean, <laughs> there's, there's no schedule. There's no, no schedule. But Jason there's, needs to get up no tomorrow. Schedule. I feel no, bad about no. that. No, no, don't. No, Please don't. Doesn't. No. He's so it, there's an inverse I, curve between our length have, and enjoyment of the podcast and the amount of time I spend editing. So I'll slap a song at that beginning and then put it up on the internet. So well, it'll be fine. Don't well, worry so about far, it. Well, so far, I don't think we, so there's far, no I don't think we need yeah. any editing, yeah. right? So we're good. We're cool. good. And I've got a song right away. So okay. Good. So send me an email or something. So I'm going to roll. Is it going to be breakfast at, ten, bre- breakfast at Tiffany's? My. The, the die I rolled says abdomen because it's the RuneQuest uh, hit location. Is like guy. a rock set song? <laughs> All right, so uh, you have a choice. You can either pick myself or Jason to be your partner during this quiz. Cool. So I'm going to do very badly at this, but I'm going to pick Dave, if that's all right, to take the quiz with me. That's fine. God, this is a trend. I'm yeah. happy because it means so I, I gotta say, I, I couldn't print out the quiz. So I'm very happy. Nice. I was I, not able to do it. No, this Dave, might just be me. No, reading into things fucked up my internet but dave it seems like you enjoy the trivial pursuit part of i don't know it always seems like you enjoy so that's why i was kind of picking oh you, uh, you think i'm you think i'm a i don't know i don't know it seems like you have fun taking it so i didn't know if that was actually true but that's why i'm going with it. i think i think it's right. true i think he wants to make it seem like he doesn't like it oh <laughs> he's also much he's also much better at it I like. I, I really like critiquing the bad choices too, though. I mean, I feel that's like that's true. Yeah, that's right. fair. I want to do me, badly. Just let so me get that. a drink. I'm going to grab a drink real quick while okay. you guys do that. So I'll cool. Be great maybe, maybe we'll so. start. Oh, yeah, sounds good. Hold on, for, real quick, and that drink is going to go straight into my left arm. Gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. That's right. Okay. Nice. Yeah, and we're talking probably a gin, gin and tonic. As far as ratio, <laughs> right, though. right. In the trade, we call that a double. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I want less tonic. Less tonic. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right. It's been a joy, Art. I appreciate. It. I do genuinely. I, I have to confess, I was a little surprised, but I appreciate it a great deal that you guys asked me to jump on. That was a nat- natural choice. The oracle is mysterious. Well, I also I appreciate that this is the last one before the con. Some people might be listening to this on their way to the con to get into the hopefully, mood. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. So we are the champagne bottle smashing across the bow of the ship. Exactly, christening. Exactly. So Godspeed to all of you fine gentlemen in your debauchery. And and uh, I'll drink to twenty twenty. Nice. Yeah, that is that should be the plan. I I, I am going to shoot for that. And I'm going to put it out here to make it a little more official. There you go. I will say as someone who I'll put this out there, if I wasn't one of the hosts, you know, my, my inertia might kick in and say, eh, you know, I don't know about this year Um, (laughs) because I default to sitting on the couch. Like I, I get it, but it is 
a highlight of the year. It is so much fun, um, and unlike anything else, you know, I'm a, I'm a bad salesperson, but it is <laughs> it is such a great and unique experience that that I, I recommend it. I will say, talking to Paul, he was a great salesman. Um, he's he made much it sound better. Like it was an yeah. absolute blast, and, and he's very yeah. enthusiastic. Where I'm like, everything is okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> right, but right, the con right. is great. It's it's it, undescribable, um, and the the week long hangover and kidney and and liver pain <laughs> is well worth your week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's are, it. Are, yeah. are we ready to quiz some people now? Let's quiz some people. I am ready. All right, ready to go. Uh, let's see what Braxton has named this. I do appreciate the pick because I hate reading the fucking questions. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, my, my pronunciation is so bad. Uh, Braxton copped out on us. October is a Seacon podcast quiz is, is the title of this one. It Ooh. is uh, question one, time for name that opposing commander. Davy you still there? I, I am. I'm okay. here. I'm ready. I, I heard another ping. Uh, the Battle of Salamis. <laughs> okay. 480 BC. This is a Greek thing. Uh, my commander is Euripides. I, I believe I said that correctly. Euripides. You did, yeah. Who is your commander? 480 BC. I have no idea. Uh, we'll, so we'll, we'll call this guy a heavy hitter. I honestly have no idea. Okay, so so let's let's think. So we're, we're talking. It's definitely Greeks. I thought Dave. Right. Dave. Oh, but Negroni came out of my nose. I thought you were going to say, "Okay, let's just move ahead." <laughs> no, no, you know, it's, because it's, we're it's, we're ninety minutes it's, in. It's, no, it's solid. No, Dave no, said we're, we're going to work through this. this one. Let's let's throw everyone's it into at first. work. Slow it's down. time to it's time to bitch, sit out in the parking bitch, lot. Stay in that parking <laughs> lot. Sit, Slow your Sit out in the parking lot in your car. Get the big twenty ounce coffee mug. Keep pouring. I just took a tug. I just took a tug, tug off my gin gin and tonic. <laughs> and, uh, so put another dip in. Eur Let's slow it down. Euripides. Euripides. Four BC. Is he fighting against a another Greek or against a Persian? That is a great question. Well, that gives us a hint right there. So, <laughs> I truthfully so, have so no idea. So now I would guess Darius or Xerxes or one of the Persian guys. Let's go with Xerxes just because that's the one I've heard of. Or, or do you feel Xerxes stronger about the other one? I'm going to stop you there. Oh, nice. Dude, how did we piece that together? Got I it. didn't. You did. Behavioral analysis from Jason. That <laughs> exactly. Was it. Yep. Dave knows me. That's the well. romance just coming through the wires. That's right. That's why you bring me on. Yeah. Uh, oh, no that more. was crazy. Uh, the battle <laughs> like, of you gotta be careful. <laughs> Dave, Dave will hone in on on minute details. Dude, and and dude, I have so much stuff to talk about. I'm excited because uh, Art is definitely a talker. It's so Jason. Good. I hope you're you're gonna have a very sleepy flight tomorrow. That's fine. I, I, don't a lot. I, I apologize in advance. I, I can yeah. sleep through the Warner Brothers tour. It'll be fine. Yeah, because sometimes <laughs> it's, the weird thing about having different hosts is that it can be 
we don't know we don't know who we're going to get right so that's it's it's also new and it's fun I, even when we know the people sometimes it's like oh you know it's an off night you even never, for you me sometimes i'm like i've, I've had a really so shitty sometimes week. sometimes I'm, guys will come on and you can be like and i'll be like hey so what about this and, one of the, and then i'm like okay it's gonna be one of those that's All right so, and then you're like uh your honor permission to treat the witness as a hostile witness you know, like, it's like it's like the guy doesn't want to answer any questions it's like all right so let's go <laughs> But this is good. So it's this good. is good. The bottle of uh, the battle of ooh, this is a bad one. Let's uh, stick let's, with bottle. Let, yeah, bottle. But, the bottle of the Rhine, fifty-eight BC. The bottle of the Rhine. Okay. Mike Caesar. You want to? I was going to say Caesar. My commander is Julius Caesar. You're welcome. Oh, God fuck. damn it! <laughs> fuck. You're welcome. Thanks, Braxton. New Ferrigno. That's it's something German. Yeah, it's going to be a Gaul, obviously. I said German or Gaul, yeah. And ours is the other side, mm-hmm. Jason. Right. The other, the other side of yeah. What's the? Is there like a Vercingetorix? Isn't that's the one I was thinking? What's the one that always comes up in those expansions? I think or... it's Vercingetorix. Isn't that the guy? Yeah, let's go with that one. You feel good about that one? Yeah, whatever. I know Let, none of them. Let's go with that one. Ariovistus. Oh, Ar- that's the other expansion for. I would know. Ariovistus, right? Isn't that an expansion yep. for uh, Fallen whatever? Uh, Braxton says, "Play more Caesar Conquest of Gaul." Mm. Yeah, Fallen Sky, Fallen Sky, Fallen Sky. Oh, he's in there. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for me, those are my two top ones: uh, Fire in the Lake and Fallen Sky. They're the best. I'm gonna have to get Falling Sky out. The Battle of Nasby, sixteen forty-five. My commander That's is my commander Civil War ship. is Charles the First. No, I'm not going to know that one else. Uh, who would fight against Charles? Uh, it, this is English Civil War, right? Probably. It, uh, it's like the Duke of Warwick, or like I don't know. I don't. Like I'm not Durker, good in English Duke of Civil War. I don't know. Just wrote a song about it. No, oh, like Warwick. I think is the one of them was like the Kingmaker. I don't know. I don't yeah, know who these people are. I have are. no idea. Lancaster? Throw out like Lancaster. Luferigo. No, don't throw out a name. Let, let, throw out Lancaster at least. <laughs> Somebody that might Lancaster, be like, there we go. Gl- or Gloucester. <laughs> you know what? Let's go with Gloucester. <laughs> Sir Thomas Fairfax. Oh, shit. I- All right. This is a question for John. The Battle of Tanga, 1914. This is Battle of the Bumbles. Mm. Uh, my commander is Arthur Atkin. Who is yours? Oh, motherfucker. It's the German Kaiser. His name is... Do you... oh, Go for it. Art, good job picking because um, so far I'm zero for four. Just no, it's, it's, a, it's, the ger- it's a German. Uh, Tanga is a German. Um, yeah. Von... Uh, oh, Jesus. Look. Lukau, he was the it's the African Kaiser. They have the fucking there's a book written about him. East Africa fighting East Africa. Do you know any of this art or not? I I know talking about, but no, I don't know the names. I'm gonna say like Von. Oh God, I can't remember his name. Like Luke now, Lukau. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Are we close? Can we get a final answer? Oh Jesus! It's <laughs> okay. Oh shit! I'll let I'll let Art decide. <laughs> Luke, now, whatever Dave it's, just it's said. It's Luke. Luke now. Luke now. Yes. 
Paul von Litau Vorbeck. That's oh, pretty close. Yeah. So I, I think it was close, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give that no, a, no, I'm that's gonna not, give that's it a, not a count, zero. I feel like that's you're in the ballpark. Yeah. But if you've got the book, uh, German Kaiser is a great book to read. Great book. And uh, heavy hitter Battle Battle of Midway, 1942. My commander is Yamamoto Iso Isoroku. Who is yours? This this is a big one. All right, you got the uh, World War Two. Are, are, do you have Pacific. any answers? <laughs> <laughs> Not Pacific yet. Pacific World War Two. Amazingly, uh, let's name some admirals. Let's name let's, let's name some U.S. Uh, the one I know admirals. is Nimitz. That's a that great right. answer. Is it Nimitz? That is that correct. Be right. What? Nice. That is correct. You're in. Very nice. threw done. it out, and it's right. Very nice. <laughs> Get sucked up into the vacuum. <laughs> Very <answer>. nice. <laughs> Nicely done. So I got one of my own stall counts. Yep. We're good. We're good. You're, 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 you're two out, oh, two it out was of counting five. anyway. That's right. It already counted. All That's why I'm doing my hands for the... Yeah. <laughs> it is time for who the fuck said that shit. Oh, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. Your empire is now like a tyranny. It may have been wrong to take it. It is certainly dangerous to let it go. Your no empire idea. is now like a tyranny. It may have been wrong to take it. It is certainly dangerous to let it go. Now, this is something like people didn't say stuff in modern ages, so it's it's like a Napoleon type thing to say. I think if you don't know, I don't know. I, I don't know either, but I, I see where you're coming from, like that old 1700s France kind of shit. Do, yeah. do you guys, do you guys want a hint? Be, it, Braxton has no, a hint. It could be Metternich. It, oh, yeah. So he says, hint, the Peloponnesian War. Oh, my oh. Lord. So, no, not at all. Pericles. There you go, Pericles. Yeah. Per Pericles guess. is correct. That's the only guy I know. I know. I don't know the other guy. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, we're good. Pericles is good. <laughs> yeah. This is a great quote. Trample the weak, hurdle the dead. Who the fuck said that shit? That is a great. I'm going to get that Whoa. tattooed on my body. Trample the weak, hurdle the dead. It's like some, sounds like a World War One. <laughs> I was going to say some Iron Maiden kind of hardware. <laughs> Trample the weak, hurdle the dead. Is it, we're talking like U.S. Marines or... Man, the short answer is I have no idea for certain. Do you guys want a hint? Sure. Do we yeah. want to play that game? Braxton puts him in here. I'm going to give him. Oh, wow. That's good. He, he, oh, nice. nice. He says the scourge of God, which is not a Saladin. hint. It's Saladin. Saladin, yeah. Attila the Hun, the other scourge oh, of God, oh. the other one. Shit. All right. That's a great quote. That's good job, Braxton. I approve. Yeah. Uh, the that's our that's our podcast philosophy. That's our podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> fuck those other guys. You hear yeah. that? Fuck those guys. Two half squads. Fuck who? Fuck those guys. Yeah, what, no, was, what was what no, was the, what was the quote again? How did it go? Trample the weak, hurdle the dead. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So we we trample rally in the valley, <laughs> and we hurdle. Uh, what was the, what was the doctor one? What was that one? 
Gun Stice Butter. Gun Stice Butter. <laughs> well, they're both doctors, right? What's the other one? It's Wild so, Weasel. So, they're both doctors. Wild Weasel. They're, 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 both, they're all so old, I can't even remember them. <laughs> all right. Continue. Sad. The Rebels did Sad. more. The Rebels. Jason, when I talk badly about Stay other podcasts. Let's take a Stay moment to talk about other podcasts. They're really Stay sad. Nope. I'm hold not on, editing. Dave, no, no, Dave let's stop. Let's I am stop. not editing this podcast. No, no. I'm not going to say anything bad about people. Okay. Wild Weasel. I, I'm going to ask Art. Art, what do you think about some of these podcasts? That are <laughs> Jesus <out there>? Christ. So, <laughs> I'm just asking Art. Totally harmless I'm, I'm, question. I'm not going to say, Jason doesn't like it when I say stuff, and I don't no, like it later Dave. when I'm sober. Okay, that's right. Okay, so were they honest? <laughs> right. So Art, you say what you think about the podcast. I have listened to both Guns Dice Butter and Wild Weasel. And, um, and Rally in the Valley, but don't say anything bad about them. No. They're, they're okay, guys. No, actually, I, so the only one that I still have in my podcast feed is Rally in the Valley. I know. What, what about what about the the what's the other one? The wine stricken Wolverines. What's that one? The the wizened war gamers. What's that one? Oh, that one I've never listened to. I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> Where did I get wine stricken Wolverines? It's all our Cold War talk. Wolverines, yeah. Some Wolverines. I'm sorry. It's the it's the wrinkled war gamers. Oh, is that one still around? I have no, no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. No. We at last them all. So to be we, fair, I subscribe to all our, of them. What our secret is better. Our, se <laughs> our secret is yeah. Our secret is we don't care. We don't care. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't. Know I don't why want I free copies of your game. I don't care what you right. think about our podcast. Go fuck yourself. That's right. But I yeah, don't want free Valley, copies of your game. As soon as you start having kids, as I mean, we're all parents. We know oh, that that initial that initial hit is pretty bad for gaming. And somebody just had a kid, right, Matt? No, Tom. Tom had Tom. Tom, had, Tom somebody Matt, else just Tom. had a baby, just, right? Matt, Matt had. A baby. Oh yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah. yeah so because so he has his decent. podcast, his games on the decent. table or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's dead. But interviews, <laughs> interviews, interviews. I'm, I'm not on board. I, that's they actually get, that's what kills it for me. A little too blowy. Yeah, I'd rather have just guest hosts or two yeah. hosts but not the interviews are kind of yeah. yeah and it, i think it's tough too when you have one guy because that's hard <laughs> we like should continue. one person we should continue i'm going to start talking shit about people no it's good <laughs> the I, really, I enjoyed really them sick. all but i love yeah. no, everybody no that's the beauty that's but the we're beauty better than all of we them can, no we can let art talk shit and then we're just like it was art like i'm sorry but, I know it's his problem, but i'm not going to put art on a limb because i'm like i'd love to talk shit day that's so, wait for everybody else that's a great reason right, hold to come on, to the con hold on. because I'm going to talk I, shit. I'm going to get yeah, drunk. That's when you can I'm going to tell Jason. stories. Yeah. You can hear about all of the drugs so, I've done, all of the trouble I went into. Yeah, I'm not allowed. To, I'm not. But so, <laughs> what do you think of like Garrick podcast art? So the wild weasel. Um, I'm not. Gonna okay. let, I'm just not going to let Jason get away. Right. So like Jason really wants. I did subscribe. So now I'm going to talk shit because <laughs> just one of those. Just things. let our talk. No, just let our talk about it. He, it's him. You're, you're He's right. responsible yeah. for Dave, his own statements. You guys are not responsible for the opinions of your no, guests. I'm going to take a drink of water. I, hey, I think Bruce Garrick's really great. Okay, Art, now you can say bad stuff about him. Holy shit. Racist? <laughs> no. Um, I definitely... <laughs> no political stuff. Don't get into the political shit. I, I definitely I definitely listened to his podcast, but like you said, the interviews didn't... I, I, you know, when you cut away he, to an interview, and then in the rest he's, of it's all... He's, he's reading. That's the thing. He's reading, and I... I be happy to listen to him if it was more, a little more extemporaneous. Um, but the, the because reading, again, he's a smart guy. Like, just talk. yeah, 
Just talk. Hey, basically, yeah. it's like anybody can do a fucking sober podcast. Like we could do that all the time. The the gamble is I can barely read right talk- now. <laughs> yeah, Let getting alone. fucked up and talking about war games. It's like yeah. I don't, like, this is what we do. Like when I play a war game, I want to drink, and then by the end of it, we're talking shit. Like who fucking cares who wins? Yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And, and like I think for Gollum, AK, uh, he had emailed us. Hey, so oh, thanks for becoming our five oh second fucking psycho. <laughs> now God we bless did you. Another podcast, God bless you, you weirdo. <laughs> okay. um, Washington's yeah, I, I, war is good. Um, but if you're playing, oh solo, no, I want to get back to I want to get back to the other podcast. But I just, I just won't do this. I yeah, for me, I had a ton of other podcasts, so I sort of focused my board game podcast to you guys, rallying the valley and uh, games on the, all the AC, AAC. So how so how did you with. find out about our podcast? Like how did you get turned on to it? Honestly, that's something I don't quite remember. My if I had to guess, I would say really drunk, really <laughs> fucked up one. Yeah, night. just like random searches. Master, you know, Max, <laughs> were you a messy camera guy? Art? Um, I might MGR. have listened to a few episodes of, of Messy Game Room. Yeah. Wait, sorry, what's that, Dave? I said you might have been an MGR guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It I feels like because you were like from another early, podcast. Early yeah. yeah, I jumped on pretty early. Or did it get mentioned somewhere on a forum? On Who BGG? knows? Maybe on Consum World. Like the first two episodes, John posted, and yeah, then like, he hey, realized, got it. Then he realized, oh, but no, I, I, don't, I don't like what these I think guys Art, are Art, Art's an early adopter. I think yeah. Art's an early adopter. I, I was definitely pretty eager for uh, wargaming content, so I jumped on pretty quickly as soon as I heard about you guys. Well, we got 500 members on the guild, so we're doing something right. That's pretty yeah. good. But, but something somehow it feels like it was better when we were smaller. But who knows? Like we'll no. see. That's the tough thing, right? It's weird. It's a weird situation. But I mean, we have great people. <laughs> God bless on. your inner hipster, Dave. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, it. Is that weird? Is, oh God, don't tell me I'm a hipster because then <laughs> you're going to go exactly the opposite. <laughs> you're, you're not a hipster. I'm going to start up like an assembly line to try to get is, more people. There is something. There is something to that, though. Oh, yeah. God. I just yeah. I ended up with too many podcasts, so I ended up calling it down to the uh, AAC offshoots. That's how I ended up losing uh, some of the others. All right. So, Art, but they don't record quiz. anymore. Yeah. There's a quiz um, that we do. <laughs> thank you, Dave. Thank you for keeping me on track. There's a quiz. Thank you That's for not quiz. letting me talk. It's like I a regular almost, quiz, but bonus. I almost went down the hall. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, the no, I like I like you writing. I like you writing shotgun on me, like not letting me talk shit about people. Where later on I'll be like, we, we hey, have Jason, our, we have each other. I'm, I'm gonna text. We have I'm gonna each be texting other. Jason. Yep. Like I don't know how much shit I talked about yep. this guy last night, but you might we're have good. to delete some of. Can you take a listen? <laughs> we're good. We won't. We won't do any competitions. That's why we're I'm a like, good team. Like, we're a good team. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna need you to listen to that podcast <laughs> last night. That we <laughs> there was about, so wait, Jason. When you edit this, you actually eight. you don't have to listen to it, right? Oh dear God, no. But if there is something, okay. so sometimes, so I take there's notes. Times, I take there's notes. Times. And I note like, okay, like we devolved. Say, there's like 18 right. minutes I need to cut out of the last 30 minutes. Okay, that's podcast. what's about. So yeah. you can edit this out, but who's the guy you had to edit the most? You can cut this out. Oh, it's probably tied. me. It's tied, is it me? It's tied between me and Dave. It's either me. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. it's not the guest. It's and no, it's, because I'll it's say both I'll of us say just some... talking shit about other people. Like, yeah, that, and, and like no that. one cares, right? Like. It's it's all good. It's one love. We all we record re- really regularly, and we're really good at what we do, <laughs> and we know that. And so it's fun to make fun of other people. All right, let's get back to the quiz. Cool. The rebels did want more. Jesus Christ! <clears throat> Let me 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 me. Gonna refocus. Whew. 
The rebels did more in one night than my whole army would have done in one month. Who the fuck said that shit? You think it's like a civil war thing? I feel like we've heard this question before. I think we might have. This guy comes up a lot. He's a, he's a big one. He's a... Ooh, I'm going to get my own hint. He's a, he's a big player in American history. I'm going to say it's Grant. Yeah, let's go with Grant. General Howe. Howe? How? How? Okay, from Revolutionary War. Revolutionary right. War. Yeah. See, we're way oh, off. Interesting. Kinda, way kinda, off. Yeah, kind of. That was kind of a curveball. See, a little misdirection. Hmm. General Howe. And I feel like I'd killed the. Uh, we we're on a roll there. Yeah, I feel like now Jason's kind of an adversarial <laughs> relationship with us. We were, we were, we were getting so close to Jason. Now I feel I'm, like I'm he's not like meaning to. We were, we were talking shit. <laughs> we were talking shit, and I love it. And now get no, that's back fine, on Jason. Script. That's fine. You, you, you get back on your side of the classroom. We'll find out who's right and who's wrong, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the deadliest weapon in the world is a Marine and his rifle. That's a good quote for all the Marines out there. Who said that? The deadliest weapon in the world is a Marine and his rifle. Uh, Art, you got a guess? Uh, Let me see. I mean, my guess is Chesty Puller for like every single Marine quote. Nice. Chesty. That's one of the best nicknames in history. I don't know. So if you want to go with Chesty, that's cool with me. Well, yeah, I guess we'll do Chesty Puller for whatever. John no Pershing. Idea. Oh. Oh. No, would never have gotten that in a million years. All right. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. You people are telling me what you think I want to know. I want to know what is actually happening. Who the fuck said that shit? Every CEO... That's right. History. <laughs> That's right. Like every commander, of every, every commander, CEO. every CEO, yeah. every squad leader. So it's you, you, you people are telling me what I want to think is happening, but I want to know what's actually happening. Basically, exactly. That. Yep. Yep. Who said that? All right. Relatively modern. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I truthfully don't know. I, I what if what if we say Vietnam War? You've got a. Abrams? Westmoreland? Abrams? No, don't, don't say Westmoreland. Say it. Who came in after? Uh, it was it Abrams who came in after? Yeah, do Abrams. Abrams came Whatever. in after Westmoreland. Yeah. Yes. Let's do Abrams. Creighton Abrams is correct. Nicely done, Dave. That's very good. That's very good. I got a lot of lifts on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make it more conversational. Bring it back in. Yeah, because now you've dissed yourself. I felt like we were really tight. Now it's back to the quiz mode. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, we can, we can ditch the quiz. how badly I'm doing. We can, we can ditch it. Who or what the fuck am I? I was born in the colony of Foam July Gala. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to put this in the chat. One second. Okay. <laughs> That is unpronounceable. Foam Julie Gala Narbonensis. Narbonensis. Jesus Christ. In June of 40 AD, my parents 
were from noted Gallo-Roman political families of senatorial rank, and my ancestors were Romanized Gauls of local origin. My, I'm trying. I'm. <laughs> I'm having a hard time focusing on the letters on the page. Uh, my father was ordered executed. Right. <laughs> by, my father was ordered executed by Emperor Caligula. Uh, shout outs to Caligula uh, because he refused to prosecute the emperor's second cousin. I began my career as a military tribune serving in Britain under Gaius Suetonius Paulinus and participated in the suppression of the Boudican rebellion of 61 AD. Oh, yeah, Boudica. She was hot. Boudica. Yeah. Tits <laughs> out, baby. Boom. After being named the governor of Britannia, I led the invasion of Caledonia in 83 AD, defeating a combined army of Caledonian tribes all right, all right. at so the Battle name, of Mons Grappius. No, I also no, have a very popular a game hero game named after me. <laughs> there's, a, there's a game named after him. So Our, what's the no, game? no pressure. There's two, Our, named, two games named after him. It's, this is Agricola. It is Agricola. All right. Oh, we got there. <laughs> Art, Man. did I save you there? Do you not? Know the name? That was a, that I wouldn't was have a guessed paragraph. Agricola, no. I played it once, but yeah. The closer you got, I'm like, okay, I know it's a yeah. <laughs> Tits out, baby. I am a type of shield carried by, a, by the citizen soldiers of ancient Greek city-states. Soldiers that carried cool. me utilized the phalanx formation in order to be effective in battle with fewer soldiers. In the modern Hellenic army, the name of the soldiers who carried me was derived from my name. What am I? They're hoplites, right? Is that right? Hoplites, what is right? what is that derived from? Uh, that's on you. Oh. That's on you, Art. It's, I'm out. It's, it's very <laughs> close. All I know is hoplite. Art, come on, reach down at your Greek uh, ancestry. Greek, I know, I yeah. know. <laughs> come on, you, to reach past your waspy ancestry, <laughs> get into your Greek roots. You know, person rather than thing in, in Greek. Oh. I have no idea. I, all I have is a hoplite. I'm giving you hoplite. Fuck it. Hoplon. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's fair. I was born. I, w I, w I would. Wait, is hoplite a person or is it the Greek word the shield. for? Shield. Oh, okay. Hoplon okay. is a shield. The hoplites. The hoplites. Hoplons. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was born in Owingsville, Kentucky. Dave, I've, I'm filling the. <laughs> we're, we're not adversarial, baby. We're, we're, we're one. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting way to start. I was born in. Am I coming at you, bro? Am I coming at you, bro? <laughs> I was born in Owingsville, Kentucky, in 1831. With the help of my uncle, a U.S. representative, I obtained an appointment to the U.S. Military Academy and graduated 44th of my of 52 in my class of 1853. Not a not a not a hard charger, as we would say. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm tracking. I'm, my mind is racing right now, like 40, calculating all the yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so we're 1853 graduating. I was yep, assigned yep. to the second U.S. CAV in Texas. Right. I saw my first combat against the Comanche in 1857 and received my received my first of many battle wounds after being shot in the hand by an arrow. After joining the Confederate Army, 
Confederate Army. I know, in, I'm already tracking brag. In, I'm tracking brag already. In 1861, as a cavalry captain, I claimed the latter of Army ranks, eventually attaining the rank of Lieutenant General while losing an arm and a leg in battle. Jesus. Is this is this going to be Hood? I was going to say, it's not Bragg. No, Bragg didn't it is lose not anything. Bragg. No. Uh, Hood, Hood lost a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you want to go with, It is Hood. Go with Let's Hood? do Hood. Yeah, yeah it Hood. is Hood. Nice. Well done. He had those beautiful, pale blue eyes <laughs> that the ladies, <laughs> one ladies would, the ladies would love as he was sitting in his carriage. And then he would come out and be <laughs> Mr. Stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stumpy. Or his, was his leg, leg and arm from the same side? I think it was from step different I, sides. Which should be worse. Because from the same side, that's harsh. Because you don't have They're a both crutch you can like, lean on. But then you don't have a good side. If it's <laughs> no, no, both. no. But at least you can go donk, 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 <laughs> from left to right. Like if you're from both the same yeah. side, you're like tip you over. You can't even wheelchair. Yeah, that's bad. Mm. But then you got to roll. You got to do a roll and lift yourself up. <laughs> Up. Yeah, no good. At that at that point, they'd be like, they'd be like, General Hood, good news, Gerard. Like, why? Like, why would you do that? Like, just let me die. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, what's next? Like, kill off. me. It's like aliens. Kill me. Exactly. Yeah. Kill me. This is one of my all-time favorite questions. I am a quick-firing artillery piece adopted in March 1898. I was designed as an anti-personnel weapon system. Maxim. For, wait, hold. Stay with me. I'm just guessing. I'm just for delivering guessing large volumes. Could be Hotchkiss. <laughs> for large volumes of time-fused shrapnel shells on enemy troops advancing in the open. Over 21,000 pieces of my model were built, and I was supplies, supplied to the American Expeditionary Forces when, I, when they arrived in France in 1918. What am I? So, I spoiled it a little bit. I'm, I'm not a huge American... Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge history buff, but I am a buff of something else. What am I? Um, so you're talking about yourself, Jason, or, or the machine gun is a buff of something else. I, I am a buff of something that might so be Jason's correlated to this thing. Jason's a buff of getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Cheers. And I'll drink fi- to that. And fi- fine cuisine. Fine sure. cuisine. <laughs> I might, I need to break, I need to break for another drink. That's right. Shaved carrots. <laughs> 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 Juliet, please. That, that, sorry, sorry, sir. <laughs> I mean oyster. I'm, by the way, I, I, my, my buddy was making fun of me the other day for uh, being a subscriber to Rural Missouri Magazine. I made oyster soup for my kids. Oh my god, they fucking hated it. Like yeah. oyster soup, it turns out is not very great for yeah. uh, texture. Not, yeah, and not for kids. But you got it's, your kids to try. They tried it. Uh, it was oh, soup good for them. And oysters are just kind of mushy. Like so, we decided maybe do it with clams next there time. There you go. Like something you go. a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, oysters are a texture. Yeah. yeah. So, so my buddy this... was like, I he was like, I can't believe there's a rural Missouri magazine. That, that, of course, that, that was a whole different story. All right. So anyway, we have a quiz. Let's go back. All right. There's a quiz, and then I'm going to need to break. 
So the question is, what kind of machine gun this is? No, it's a it's a it's a piece of quick firing artillery. Oh, oh, okay. Nineteen eighteen. It was given to the Americans. Well, was it developed before that? Because I was the yes. French seventy five. So right, it was adopted. It was the... it was adopted in eighteen ninety eight. It was. 21,000 pieces of it were given to the Americans. No, no, go for the 75. You want, yeah, it's a is, great drink. I, I, I got okay. so drunk on these Dave, in St. Dave, John's that my, Dave, you got my yeah, wife, go was, in, my wife yeah. was embarrassed for like like 14 hours. <laughs> the French I mean, 75 full is a out of great myself. drink. Great drink. Or an artillery piece. It's good, but a great drink. All right, I'm going to break. Yeah, I'll be right back. All right. All right. Should we all break for a drink? Or Let's break. Good? Let's all break. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. Not sure if anybody's back, but I'm back if you are. I am back, sir. Nice. I'm back. Cool. I need to remember to edit out the blanks. All right. I was born in Berlin. Is this when I should clap? Should I clap? No, no Yay. clapping. No clapping. I have a thing. Uh, I was born in Berlin, Germany in 1833 to a family of old Prussian nobility. Although my father was an army officer, I showed little interest in joining the military. While I was studying law, I enlisted in the army in 1853 as part of my compulsory military service. I saw my first active war service at the Bottle of Konigratz in 1866. I became chief of the German general staff in 1891. In 1905, I developed a strategic offensive operation for a hypothetical German attack into France. Who, Schlieffen. who am I? You you just, I am, I am Schlieffen. It. You guys are five of five on that. Five of five. I was going, I, I was going Bismarck, then Mulk. I was falling of all. <laughs> walking down the years were coming down. <laughs> Schlieffen. Very nice. The Schlieffen plan. Yeah, I don't know his first name, but yeah. Alfred Vaughn, if you will. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think anybody knew his, his it was plan. The plan Schlieffen. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just know Schlieffen. Like, hey, you're the, the plan SPW guy. Games. <laughs> exactly. He's like, well, it's good for a beer. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> Dave, we're two hours into the podcast. Will you tell us okay. what time it will you tell us what time it is? I will tell you what time it is. It's time for bonus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bonus is like kind of a, an issue that can come up that's that's complicated. Like we have a lot of complaints about it. It's elusive. Um, yeah, right. So there's a T-shirt that kind of helps explain well, it. Is is there like <laughs> what is the difference between bonus questions and regular questions? And the difference is that bonus is the extra questions at the end. So uh, they count the same as sure. the questions before. Uh, they count against you, just like the questions you took before. Absolutely. The, the difference is that they are bonus questions that mm. you're given. Mm. Now, at some point, the original designers might have had some idea that there would be some kind of bonus difficulty. We don't know. Who we don't know say? what yeah. their runes, their, their old runes and scratchings <laughs> in the dirt. Just cave paintings at this point. Who, yeah, right. Who knows what they meant? Uh, but now, for now, uh, bonus questions are going to, is for it practical purposes, nine six years. Yeah, we've been doing this podcast for over six years. Over six years, yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm drinking just gin now. So, yeah, what did you guys refill with? Gin. Uh, gin, gin. Gin. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want, I want the Nothing Guinness. Creative. All right. Nice. Oh, All right. Much safer. So this podcast is kind of our personal challenge to medical science. We're saying basically, like, we challenge you to find a way to fix our livers before this podcast ends. Sometimes I think, you know, it, what it, am I doing? It might be. A, what am I? Doing? Yeah, it might be. A, it might be a medical uh, story later on. Like, uh, hey, here's what happened to these guys. Like, you should do something different. Like, don't podcast <laughs> like these guys. Don't do that. Yeah. Here's the here's the terrible fate that befell all these. We guys. record more <laughs> often, but they lived longer. Who's you know who's right. who's really the winner? Twice yeah, as bright. Because yeah. basically, anytime if we any of us get like oh liver disease, then you're going to be like oh figures, and then we're like oh fuck off. <laughs> like it happened to any of us. Eat a dick. We'd rather burn <laughs> out than fade away. Exactly. Icarus. So, uh, so yeah. There's, so there's bonus questions. Are yeah, any other right. questions that I haven't addressed? No, crystal, <laughs> crystal clear. I got it. The explanation. All right. All right. bonus bonus liver cells supplied <laughs> to your liver yeah. while you're answering these questions? Good luck. Where in the fuck did they fight? So you're gonna name the war, wartime theater. Oh, campaign or operation that each military persona is most known for commanding or commanding in Arminius. Arminius. Wow, for fuck's sake. Do you know this guy, Art? Art, what periods do you think you are good at? That is (laughs) not I love that question. I love that question. (laughs) Not many. I I don't know this one. Like Arminius, I'm thinking, is like a Gallic or German leader. It sounds way back then, yeah. I was gonna say that sounds like, like like we have to pick a war Roman Empire kind of stuff, right? This is a battle. Like, j- a battle, oh, Jesus! I no. have no idea. Lou Ferrigno. Ooh, always the safe answer. The Battle of Teutoburg Forest. So that sounds German. Yep, there you go. I've been calling. Just curious. Yeah, when was that? Does it say or? It does not say. Three hundred, two hundred AD, four hundred AD. Who the fuck? Somewhere. I think it's after Caesar, Roman after Caesar. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, a little-known figure from history, Joan of Arc. I like it. Joan of, Joan of Arc. I love my Hundred Years' War. Wait, is that the question? That is the correct answer, and yes, that is the question. <laughs> oh, good, good job, Jason. <laughs> Jason's drunk. <laughs> no, no, that's... The paper says Joan of Arc, dash, dash, the Hundred Years' War. Both of those things were said. We have a correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you said it, and I guessed the war. <laughs> okay. that's, that's how this works. That's, that's right. what we've that's, been doing. I thought it be a that's true. That's true. That's true. I thought there'd be more of a buildup. <laughs> no, no. Just ask my wife. There's no buildup. Oh Jesus! Uh, she's like, she's like, that's it. Okay, yep. I'm gonna go clean up. I'll be so I can still read. <laughs> no, I. That's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to the reading. I've, I've got. I've still got time to check my Facebook. <laughs> yes, that is the other side. I'm reading, and yes. Uh, let's get back to the uh, crazy horse. Right. <laughs> let's get away from Jason's sex life, please. Right. Jesus, let's stop for a second. All right. Seriously, seriously, guys, this is let's let's focus. There's a lot of war gamers right now. They're relying on us. I know we're really, we're really teaching this quality 
Done. All right. I've been at a conference <laughs> for three days. I'm inspired. Leadership. No, we're ready. Innovation. Let's go. That's right. Crazy horse. That's right. Let's nail what, it. What Let's battle? raise the temperature. Let's adaptive leadership. Let's raise Let's the temperature. Let's hide the cheese. Let's make a cohesive <laughs> unit. Who stole it? Right. Who stole my cheese? Uh, crazy horse. It's like little battle. bighorn. Battle. Battle. Of little bighorn. Isn't it little bighorn? I, I would guess that. I would too. Braxton has rosebud. Well, it could be, but who cares? Take that loss. Yeah. You you don't want to lose. The I mean, they're bighorn. both right, right? You don't want to be like Custer and lose the little bighorn. Like <laughs> that's, that's I right. Redbud, the Battle of Redbud. I'll lose that motherfucker all day, but okay. you don't want to lose. You bighorn. don't want to lose the little bighorn. <laughs> I'm I'm with you guys. I'm I'm a fan of the players. That is correct. I had a relative who died there. Oh, really? Tom Meador died at the little bighorn. One of my ancestors. Richard, uh, thank thank you for the moment of silence. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want to make it like sappy, but I didn't want to let it rest. It's a balance. Really it's a balance. I really, no, I really appreciate that you guys gave me that moment. I didn't know him personally. I didn't know him personally. Right, we don't need to get too heavy. I, I know. I, I almost I know dove he's a in. Dick. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, you know, like how was his potato salad at the family reunion? He 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 didn't own any slaves. So he did well, die, right? Like at this point, right there, backgrounds. That's, that's like that's, that's for all we know, there. he owned oh, no slaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, Reinhardt, Reinhardt, Reinhardt. Mixed community we're responding to here. <laughs> mixed. Yeah. Most. Yeah. Uh, Reinhardt Shearer. What battle? Reinhardt Shearer. I've never heard of this person. Yeah. I'm going to say I've never heard of this person. Did you read any books before this <laughs> quiz? Like, like World War II or anything? I, oh, I read some World War II, yeah. And I got sleeping, I think. All right. What is it? This is before World War II. The Battle of Jutland. Shearer. Oh, we already, Wait, what we was already, that? Uh, the Battle, Battle of Jutland. That's okay. World War I. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. The final answer of this entire quiz. Where the fuck did Simon Bolivar Buckner Jr. fight? Simon Bolivar Buckner Jr. Wait, sorry, what was the question? Where did he fight? Like what's what battlefield did he fight? What campaign so did he command in? Simon, I'm I'm saying this over and over again because I also have no idea. Because uh, it's very anticlimactic and to our very raucous. Quiz. So Bolivar, Bolivar fought in the the South American Wars, but Buck yeah. was named after him, and oh. he fought in Kentucky. And so there's a official campaign name of what he did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could say like the campaign of Tennessee or something, or like I don't know what. He was definitely a a, a Western commander, like. A, I don't know. So, can I say you're a hemisphere away? Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the south. We're in the south. I don't know. I have no idea. I yeah, I have no idea. The Okinawan campaign. Whoa. 
The Okinawa. That's yeah. not what I was thinking at all. <laughs> no, me right. neither. And that was well we done, it. then. Those yes. are some tricky questions. Seven, nine, eleven. But that's, I feel like I only got two of them on my own. Maybe one. I think three. Well, I'll, good, give, I'll give you well, three. Good, good, good job, good, guys. But I also think good we got picking. Done. Good picking. Because <laughs> I, I would no, have gotten I, French 75, and that's it. I, I knew I was going to shit the bed at. That's what we're here for. It's fun. It's fun for everybody. Because then people can say, oh, I knew that. Like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, you knew that. Just emasculate ourselves for your mm-hmm. entertainment. That's right. Mm. Art, do you have a review for us? Yeah, sure. Um, well, okay. Hold on. Oh, Dave, okay. do you have some okay. more garbage time? Let, I almost, yeah, let's, let's, Dave, I almost threw it to you. The gym oh, told do, me. Let's, so do, let's do some garbage time. Let's do garbage. Let's time. do some garbage. Um, let's do some book recommends. Cool. Oh, good. All right. So, and, uh, and I have, so I, I have some. Asks. I, I've, I've, I finished one that Art recommended to me, and that's why this triggered Ooh. me. I read Legacy of Ashes, which if you fucking have not read that book, like you don't know what the fuck is going is on that in the this fucking book? country. Oh, it is like. Like, are you read? You read it, obviously. Definitely, right? yeah. When did I recommend? That? I I know I definitely. You recommended on Rocket. And oh, I, okay, I picked okay. it up on Rocket, and so I'm a big believer. Like, I don't believe anything. That, like, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm mm-hmm. anything. I mm-hmm. fucking read my own shit. I research everything myself. So I don't trust any news articles. I don't trust the media, anyone. So I read all my own shit, and that's when I come up with my stuff. So, Legacy of Ashes will make you realize that they fucking. And I'm not, I'm not going to review Legacy of Ashes, but like the CIA basically never did anything right their entire existence. It's stunning. Yeah. It was, they were a disaster from A to Z. Every time they fucked it up, they were responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands of operatives that they tried to drop into different areas where they didn't know what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, the only thing they ever got right was the satellites that would actually like be over things. You could see things. And that's basically <laughs> what they did. And the other thing that came out of it was Legacy of Ashes made me think that it's pretty clear to me that uh, uh, JFK was killed by the Cubans. <laughs> because mm-hmm. because uh, Robert, Kennedy was, Robert Kennedy was actively trying to kill Castro. Definitely. Uh, JFK was trying to kill Castro. And I think the Russians would never have done something like that because obviously if you're going to take out a major uh, political leader like that, it's a big risk. But the Cubans don't give a fuck because if you're Castro and you think someone's trying to kill you, you're like, yeah, let's kill him back. So it's clear yeah. to me that that's what happened. Um and it's interesting too because I also read in conjunction with that book a book called Rise Up and Kill First, which is a book about the Israelis' program oh, of targeted killings. Interesting. Which is which is great because in the eighties and nineties and two thousands, the two books start to conjoin, where you start to see where the the Americans realize they. The CIA doesn't know how to do anything, and the Israelis have developed all these like, <laughs> human tell contacts, and so it starts to merge. So it's two two books are great to re- read in comparison. But that's not the book I'm going to actually review. No, um, the book I'm going to review is called Churchill's Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. That's a great title, Giles Milton. And it's great. It's a, a book about basically how the British government decided they were going to do uh, warfare that was not like like Churchill's or like a, like 
cricket rules. You know, like the Brits, Brits had this big problem where they weren't really good at like deciding that they were going to have uh, warfare where you weren't just going to line up and fight each other. Or it wasn't going to be straight up. So they had to develop this whole other department where these guys were just regular dudes who they hired on. Like two guys were like like cops that worked for the Hong Kong Police Department that were used to gouging the eyes out of gangsters in Hong Kong. They brought oh. them over to teach commandos how to kill people because these guys had killed uh, like dozens of guys in Hong Kong. So it's a great book. So you should check it out. It's really Wait, good. Sorry, what was that title? It's called uh, The Churchill's Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Interesting. And so basically That's the cool. generals would be like, yeah, we're not going to fucking... Push it up. Did we just lose somebody? Dave. Oh, Dave. Dave dropped a little bit. I got it. I got it back. There you go. There so basically, go. basically, they were like uh, the 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 British generals were like, no, we're not going to let you do all this stuff. And Churchill's like, no, you are. He would write them a letter like, <laughs> give them everything they want signed me. No. And they, they would get everything. <laughs> then they get like billions of dollars, right? Uh, the attack on the uh, heavy water plant in Norway, oh, the uh, hydro plant yeah. in Norway. Oh, they were yeah, responsible yeah. for that. They were responsible for the attack on Dieppe, where they oh, blew up nice, the yeah. dry dock. By and the they Germans are all didn't like, go super oh, well, but yeah. Well, the Germans, no, the, a lot of guys died, but the Germans are all like, oh yeah. So all the Germans are climbing. They they basically planted the destroyer in dry dock, and yep. the Germans are all climbing over it, like, oh, you guys are such a. And then the fucking thing completely explodes and blows <laughs> the shit out of the dry dock, and all like four hundred to five hundred Germans died when it blew. Um, and the Peugeot, they did the Peugeot factory. They blew up the entire Peugeot factory, and then they continued to go back. They're like, oh, you blew up. And they went back and blew up more shit the next day. It's incredible. So it's called uh, The Very Ministry nice. of Ungentlemanly Warfare. So check it out. Very good. Very nice. And it, it dovetails. So for me, these books dovetail well because Legacy of Ashes, you read it and you're like, why doesn't the U.S. understand how to do like, covert <laughs> operatives? <laughs> well, the Brits, the Brits had already fucking understood how to do it. The, the Americans thought, oh, we'll just get a bunch of rich kids, graduate out of Yale. Yeah, right. that's right. That's when the works. Iranians captured one of the, the emissaries, the CIA agents that was operating during the, the embassy takeover, they captured our CIA agents. They were outraged that we had sent someone there that was so unprepared to actually <laughs> handle the, the Iranian situation. He spoke no Farsi. He had no, they were, they were like insulted. Like they were made of course. angry by of course. <laughs> like that's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. So the first book is Legacy of Ashes. Read it. If you don't read it, you may not be concerned about America. So, but but and again, Art recommended it to me. So Art, do you I'm have any you more recommendations? It. Yeah. So Art, what do you got? So reading now. So right now, um, let me see the last history book. So. Quickly, and we might need to bring Art in. I think we should maybe bring Art in as a recurring guest to give us book recommendations. This is very good. Well, here's what I was going to say with Legacy of Ashes if you're not looking for something that's purely nonfiction, there's two books that sort of cover the history of the CIA that are fiction, but are very thorough. Why would you you do that? I guess, like, like why would you want to know something that's not? I, I think, I guess, if you wanted something. I don't know. Did you find Legacy of Ashes dry at all? It was dry, but it was feeding me like complete 
nightmares every night. Okay, so yeah, so if, if for some reason you it's not it, well written, right? So there's two books. One's called Harlot's Ghost by Norman Mailer. One's called The Company by Robert Little, and they're both books that cover the history of the CIA, but they're fiction. If that makes it a little easier to swallow, Harlot's Ghost is like this 1,400 page tome. I think Legacy of Ashes is better as a signed reading. But yeah, yeah, Legacy of Ashes. Like, if you want the real deal, it's 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 depressing. Like how shitty that portrays AA in terms I mean, of they incompetence. They basically did nothing right. They never succeeded. Exactly. It's, Anything it, they succeeded at was an accident. Exactly. Yeah. Every chapter is here's the date. Here's what they fucked up. <laughs> and here's who died. Yeah. It's it's stunning. Um, but yeah, as far I mean, as books go. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Dave? I was gonna say the thousands of guys they dropped behind enemy lines and just let them, yeah murdered or flipped. So then, then they would request rescue, and then they oh, CIA Jesus. would send a rescue, and then they would murder the guys who rescued them. Yeah, it was just like. And the way, like the the book describes it, like people were dropped, and it was it was like instant. Like the instant they landed, they had already turned. We we just yeah, literally had yeah, no idea. What we did. Um, it, it is so. Yeah. That's why I think that book is. I would read it at night when I was in Missouri, <laughs> <laughs> and my whole family would be asleep. I would just be reading that thing. That um, as far as other books go, I would say this is going to be an obvious thing because I think some other people have talked about it. But the last book I read history wise was by uh, Anthony Beaver. Um, which which one did I read? I think I read his book on D Day. But it's a good one. Well. Well, yeah, he's an obvious choice, but you know, he's written basically just about any major European engagement he's written about it. So if you're looking to get excited about playing some games, or if you want something as a companion to some games, there's a good chance that he's written something. They're well written. He's he's pretty heavy though. Yeah, he can be. Yeah, um, but it's and, readable. It's not. Like, but I find it re- for me yeah. personally. It's I'm readable. on his I'm on his Vietnam book, and it's it's heavy. Oh, that one I haven't read. Um. But I always find him pretty approachable. He shits on Monty, um, which is we as Americans we love. Yeah, good, yeah, good his, for for grit. That's good. Yeah, we his like last that. name is just classic. Um, but and even like, didn't he write like a World War II overview sort of? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I, so what I appreciated about that was that it, it again, it's not like he's doing any like big reveals, but it reminds you that there were corners of the war that you don't think about that happened. And, and the world war in world war two is genuinely a world war. Yeah. Um, and China so, was going on and we never think about that. China, little corners in the Mediterranean, little yeah. islands, Greece, Greece, yeah. Greece. Yeah. Um, definitely enjoyed that. But, but if I were to recommend something, I don't, I don't know how, common this book is but have you guys ever heard of a book called the forgotten soldier by guy or Guy sager i've read it i've read <laughs> oh, it. oh you have okay it, it is a revolutionary war book oh, in, in, in the sense that it's not what you expect from a war book right right so it's a world war ii memoir uh it's about a, a guy he's like he's not a fan of war no no he's a <laughs> french french guy who gets drafted by the german army and sent to the Eastern Front. It's a memoir. I, I and if there's anything that ever, you know, the Eastern Front's probably the biggest front that ever existed in human warfare. Um, but this will personalize it in a way that I don't know if this makes me like a sick fuck, but it made me interested in the Eastern Front in a way that <laughs> I hadn't been 
previous because it. What is it called again? What is it called again? It's called the Forgotten Soldier. First name G G U Y. Last name. I'm going to pretend not to be insulted since we're playing uh, Red Factories at the con. So, (laughs) right. Uh, And Sager S A J E R. No, it's Um, a it's a great book. Read it. I have it in my collection. Yeah, it's just it's a really good memoir that really gets into the weeds of Eastern Front, and it really flips it. It it tells you a a very personal perspective on how things went. Sure. Because it's so easy on the Eastern Front to get the you know ten thousand foot perspective. Oh well, and um, the problem is, but he, like when you he, looked at Red Badge of Courage, right? Like that's so great because it tells that like I don't want to fucking fight like this. this no, is horrible. When, right. when you buy when you go to buy these books, there's a ton of series that are like uh, Panzer Aces on the Eastern Front, uh, Tigers on the Front. Like right, there's right. there's a bunch of these books you can buy that give you these heroic stories about. Oh, here's these. His book is completely different. It's not it, right. It's not Very personal. Yeah. yeah, but the the sort of the other one I was thinking about in terms of books, and this is sort of like a weird recommendation, but um, because this isn't this isn't a history book, but if you've ever heard of the book called the Wind Up Bird Chronicles, very good. Highly uh, recommend. Murakami is one yeah. of my all time favorite. Right, and the reason why I recommend that in this particular instance is that there's a decent the chunk of that Manchukuo, deals with. Yeah. Exactly. The Japanese Manchurian. Oh, nice. That's really cool. And it's, it's something phenomenal. I'm really, so, cause I'm reading 1941 Japan right now. Okay. So this is a book of fiction. It's a little weird. A lot of, a bunch of it's not going to be dealing with that. <laughs> Very but, weird. Yes. But there, but it's one of the rare times I was reading about that part of the war and it was fascinating. It was it from the Japanese perspective? Yes. Kind of, yes. Yeah. Yes. So Murakami is kind of because they're they're caught the up. They're caught up in a whole thing that they, yeah. they're caught up in a whole thing that they can't stop. Basically, it's like yeah. But yeah, like, they have to, to occupy, you, but it doesn't make any sense, and they all know it. And right. It's like right. draining resources. It's because the officers want it, right? You have these militant course, officers who want course, to take yeah. territory, and, yeah. But, but they yeah. know it's a bad idea, but they have to take yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Right. Interesting. But yeah. you should be warned that book is not entirely about it's not that. About it's not war. Yeah. No, it's about a guy who sits in a well. But there's a big part <laughs> of it that involves the Manchurian, you know. Action with well, well, there's a, there's another book that was written contemporaneously in the period where it's about a guy who basically decides, like you know, the Japanese government having all these restrictions where they're like, okay, the, you can't have all this stuff you used to have. We're like, we're going to restrict it because it's all for nationalism. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy's like, no, I got promoted. And they're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and he, he's like, no, I did. So he basically shows up at his job. I think it's a, it might be a film they made, and he he shows up at his job and pretends that he's now the boss. Oh. And it's it's all about That's his great. family and the people at work and how they try to it's I think it's called like the the ever it's called something like the ever progressing dream or and he's like nope I'm in charge so so the, the his his fellow workers are like you don't you're not my boss he's like no I'm your boss I'm like it's it's all about how they have to deal with this guy but it's about the restrictions that the Japanese wartime economy put on. Oh, interesting. That's fascinating. The, the normal people. So very nice. Have either of you guys ever heard of Midnight Clear? No. No. I don't. Oh, okay. I was it's a it's a World War II book about this sort of like intelligence squad and But when the, you told me Guy Sager, I was like, Yeah, I know that guy right away. I okay. read that book right off the bat. That book's definitely that's one I feel like a lot of people should read. That's a that's a really good book. Yeah, Midnight Clear is about this intelligence platoon 
made up of people that scored well on IQ tests and it takes place during like the beginning of the Battle of the Bulge or something. It's it's a very sort of heartwarming book, but it's not like a history book per se. But it's one of those books that I've always been a fan of, but nobody's ever heard of it. It was yeah, very small. They, made, they actually made a movie that came and went in about 12 minutes back in the 90s. You know, my, my big thing is I try to grab books. Like I, I grab some books that are older, like for fun, but then I grab books like I read uh, Shattered about the Hillary Clinton campaign because I'm kind of oh, like, yeah. I always want to read different things for sources. I, like I don't trust anything. <laughs> that's my that's my general. That's, point. That's I'm, why I'm, I love I'm Dave. a true independent. This, this is where right? Dave so, and I fell in love. So, so so I form my own opinion. So I read about everything. So when I when there's an article about a book, I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking buy that book. Like if someone's that's writing awesome. a book, wow. I'll buy it. It's hard though because so many of these idiots buy books <laughs> to just try to like you know like put their, yes. their opinions out there. Or, uh, but I was shattered. Shattered was good. Is it worth reading? It's it's uh, on a one to ten scale. I'd give it a four or five. How many beers? Uh, it, no, it's it's worth it's worthwhile <laughs> only in the great great it, question. It points out it points out the uh, it points out the fact that Hillary Clinton absolutely knew like how like email servers and stuff like that worked. She tried to pretend like she didn't. Right. Uh, that was a lie. I mean, she knew it. In fact, after her campaign, which she lost against Obama in 2008, she had downloaded all the emails of everyone in her campaign and read them all. Whoa. And then and did an after-action review them with all the people. And the people were all like, yeah, it was really remarkable how like she knew like everything that I had said because she was reading all their emails. So <laughs> she knew who didn't like who and who had problems with who and who had drama. And, and so people were like kind of surprised at that kind of knowledge. So when Hillary Clinton then gets into the Clinton Foundation type era, uh, she knows very well that if she has a, a server, uh, you want to make it private and you don't want to have anybody have access to it. Sure. Um, like the idea that she'd be like, oh, how do you wipe a server? Do you wipe it with a cloth? Like that dumb shit she did. <laughs> like it's clear that that was all stupid shit. I mean – Basically, the Clintons were pay for play at that point, and that's what they were doing. Like when she of was Secretary I mean, of State, that's, that's if, what it was forever. Like, that's what that's how it was. If you gave them money, then you would get advantages in the Department of State, State yeah. Department. And that was it. So, so it, it it does for me. That's what really struck home with me: the fact that uh, this lady was not confused about how <laughs> servers worked, or, or not I mean, I'm, and maybe was, I'm a. Also, because I'm a computer forensics person and I have experience with that, like that was oh, eye opening to me. You know, that's I was kind cool. of like, I was like, all right, so I'm more experienced with that kind of development. Because um, some people don't know, some people have no idea. But then with the fact that she had already said hi, so whatever, it, yeah. it was bad. And it, it really outlines how she fucked everything up, uh, how she could have won, but she didn't. Uh, so Shattered's decent. I'd give it a four or five. It was okay. Okay. Interesting. And, right. and and he's got some good interviews. He's got good interviews with the poll takers. She relied totally on polling data, basically, to try to win the election. And of course, the problem is That's that clearly, uh, clearly good data. Uh, Trump's base does not poll well <laughs> because they right, don't want right. to fucking talk. They want they don't want to talk to fucking pollsters. I mean, and it's not even his base, but basically most right. Americans most people, at this point, right. somebody calls me and wants to, to ask me, yeah, "Go fuck yourself." 
Yeah, I'm like, fuck I off. I don't want to fucking talk to you. Go fuck yourself. So they're like, oh, 42% <laughs> want to vote for him and 45 want to vote for her. But they don't know because half of them right away, you, you call me up and tell me New York Times. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, you know, you don't even, you're not even going to like listen to those people. Like, so whatever. So anyway, so that's it. Yeah. That's it. So we don't want to get political over a book review, but that's basically so, the gist of it. So I have, I have two recommendations. We are a non-political podcast, for the record. Barely non-political. Actually, we're, we're, barely we're, non- we're, we're fairly non-political, I'll say that. Well, truthfully, I don't think the old version of Paul applied anymore to the, the candidates because Jason and I are both uh, veterans. Right. And, and uh, we're both independent. I don't think, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think either of us want – like I wouldn't want to go fucking fight for a bunch of uh, Kurds uh, and risk my life for a bunch of Kurds that are fighting against Turks uh, who the Kurds have been pissing off for the past three years. Like, So those types of conflicts, it's those, these are really easy to, arguments to, to make, I think. Different. Yeah, it's a different world. When, when your loved ones aren't going there and you aren't going there and no one you know is going there, yeah, if you're rich – You've got a bunch of uh, uh, relatives who have no chance of going to war. Yeah, you're probably like, yeah, fuck yeah, send we should the poor go in there. Yeah, yeah fucking fuck send em. all those GIs in there. Because <laughs> half the time when we were in these areas, all we would be saying is, why the fuck are we here? What the fuck are we doing here? That, that's the number one thing that every GI would say in every situation they were in. What the fuck are we even doing here? These people hate us. We're fucking trying to fight. So... You've never fought in a war. You never yeah. shot a gun. Yeah, you, you don't get to have an opinion. Yeah, you know, my dad. You know, he served in the military. And he always used to say, like, he wished that they would bring the draft back because then it would equalize oh, things. Yeah. Oh, Starship Troopers, dude! I want Fucking Starship Troopers. I want two years <laughs> unless you served. And I'm like, as our guild goes, I'm fairly liberal. I want two years mandatory service. Male and female, you yeah. fucking get uh, out of high school, you yeah. go in the military, go. F- Dude, that's that's Starship Troopers, though. Exactly. You don't get to vote until you serve in the that's military. How that's how Starship Troopers <laughs> Starship work. Troopers, I get it. So I have two recommendations. Yeah, so you're, it, it's harder It's harder to choose to send troops off to areas right. when you, you don't, know that when your you don't kids, have when you have no your skin kids in the game. Yep. relatives aren't gone. Yeah. Yep. So I have two book recommendations and a topic. So All right, my, sorry. Sorry, Jason. I'm sorry I got so hyped up about no, the No, it's okay. Uh, I'm trying to <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to leave you on the ledge like you did me for the for the quiz. So my my recommendations what the one fuck? one came from Pete, Gentleman of the Road by M- Michael Shaban. He recommended it when we were playing Dungeon World. So Michael Shaban wrote this. So he's like a kind of literary fiction guy. He wrote it. How do you how do you spell Shaban? Can you spell Shaban for me? Shaban. It's C H A B O N. Oh, I thought it'd be S I O H A N. I'm bad with pronunciation. So he oh. he's a literary fiction author, and he wanted to write this because he grew up reading like you know Lieber and all those authors, or Liber. Yeah. Whatever. So it's like I'm, a sword and sorcery type book. So yeah, it's like he, that Fritz Lieber. Yeah, nice. so, so yeah. He, he, we need more of that. He subtitled it "Jews with Swords." Jews, it's Jews <laughs> with swords. Okay, so, so I'm down a, with that. It's about. It's basically okay. Everybody, like, relax. I know we had some hits from last time. This is straight Jews. Yeah. No. No. This. <laughs> this is the author saying it. This is not me saying it. 
Um, so it's it's this adventure, like you know, like a seventies adventure. Like it's it's almost like a fantasy adventure, but there's no magic. But but it's just a great, and it's short. Like the audiobook is. We we, we I, I gotta ask. I'm sorry. I don't want to start the drama, but how does the Jews with swords thing come into it? Because they're Jewish, so they're traveling on the Silk Road back and forth between, you know, let's say, you know, Israel and and the Orient, right? So All right, so it's set during that time, right? So it's they're, they're, it's, they're Israelites. They're they're Israelites. And they're they're traveling along the Silk Road. It's not fantasy. I just think I think Jews. The word Jew. I understand. I understand. Like. Yeah. So it's it's written in that kind of sword and sorcery style for kind of a historical fiction narrative, and it's fantastic. And it tells basically one story of what would be in one of those collections. It's so good. It's it's a lot of fun. It's really short, and, and, and it's it's basically like a traveling them them taking goods. To yeah, so there it's two guys, and they're 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 kind of traveling, you know, with a troop, and they they kind of put on this this show and and kind of get people to buy in and and bet and you know kind of without spoiling anything. Oh, nice! So they're trying it's, to they like they have like a performing show. They have fantastic like gypsies. They're like gypsies. They're, like gypsies. they're they're travelers, right? Like they're. I like how Dave is like so careful about Jews, but then when it comes to gypsies, like, I don't know, gypsies. Right? No, they're Romani. Oh, you know, yeah. Dave has no double standards. Yeah. Oh, no, attack me, Romani population. But it's all of this stuff, right? Like it's it's those people that are represented by this story. So one is That's like good. a typical Jewish guy. He's kind of lithe and kind of like the 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 mouser, right? And the other right. guy is Fofford. a is Fofford. a is a big kind of. I, I think he was well, no, kind of. De- de- it's the gray mouser, Fawford, and the gray mouser. The, right. the it's gray exactly mouser. that's the little guy. But yeah. so then the other guy is like a big Fritz, kind of. Um, but Fritz Lieber, he's Lieber's like a the black. author, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Fawford right. is the big guy. Right. What we are don't need to get. We don't need to get an argument about so, who's so, who. No, I think I'm arguing so, with myself. So, so, if you like those books, read Gentleman on the Road. Pete recommended it to me. I'm recommending it to everybody. It's fantastic. Gen- Gentleman on the Road. Gentleman of the Road. Fantastic. Gentleman of the Road. Okay. Jews, Jews of and and where's where's it available? Everywhere. It's Michael Chabon. It's he's a big author. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't he write? Um. Oh shit. What yes, was it? He wrote that book. Yeah, the one about comics. And is, yes. is it explicit Cavalier that these guys are Jewish? Is is it explicit yes, yes. that these guys are Jews? It is. Yes. Oh, good. I like in, that. in that in that like you know, three hundred AD kind of time frame, right? Yeah. No. My my other recommendation is John Darnell. John Darnell. He's the lead singer of a band called Mountain Goats. He wrote two books. One is called Wolf in White Van. The other is called Universal Harvester. Great books, both. Oh, of I've them. heard of the White Van one. Wolf in White Van. The main character thank, runs. Thank God for art, because I did not know oh, any of this. He, <laughs> so the main character runs uh, a play-by-email or a play-by-mail, not email, a play-by-mail role-playing game. Yes. And it's this like weird mystery. So both books are weird. Like as you as you read them, it's kind of like I don't know what's going on when and where and who um but the role-playing game aspect spoke to me but then the mystery of like what's really going on fantastic uh universal harvester is his other book it's it's marketed as a horror 
book. Um, and it's not that. It's like a unsettling uh, exploration into like the 70s culture. Oh, interesting. It's really good. I, I recommend them both. Um, John Darnell um, and the mountains, mountain goats make great music. So, so there's that too. <laughs> My topic is Dave, we've been talking about this for two years now. I am in the rut officially of my presidential biographies i i thought they had you fixed i, I just you've been fixed i just finished a polk biography next up for me is zachary taylor which is fine but then like fillmore no God, that I, feels like a dark no, period don't do it to yourself do i want why? to read why? a book no but, so it's no. not even that so i'm going to but it's too like much. there's it's only too been much. three books written about him and they're all 35 dollars a copy no, it, it's I can but see I have Taylor. To do it. Yeah, exactly. I can, Taylor. See, ta but I can like, see Taylor. Yeah, like a rich boy kind of shitty general becomes president. Like I've read that already. I read the the Tyler well, biography. Like well, these guys just keep stumbling into the fucking presidency. Well, didn't Tyler die like right away? Didn't Tyler make president? No, that was die? Harrison. That was Harrison. Harrison. Uh, yeah. his, his so president. wait, is the challenge to read like a a biography about any president? Yes. Yeah, because of our current president. Nope. I was like, nope. I need to figure out what's going on in this fucking country. No, here, here, it's here's been what fucked. You should read. Dave, no. it's been, Dave, 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 read, Dave, Andrew it's Jackson. Fucked. It's been fucked from the very beginning. We've I always know, been fucked. What's that? Four hundred years of history. Crazy. White trash. This is, this is what I. This is what I try it's to tell always my dad. been trash. My dad and I. My dad and I talk about this all the time. If you read about Andrew Jackson, I'm like Andrew yes. Jackson and Trump. I'm like, there's no, no difference exactly. between the That's two guys. He's, but I'm he's like, intentionally modeling I himself. I, and, I said, if and you I would work, teleport Andrew Jackson to modern times, he would be Donald Trump. So, <laughs> except he'd be shooting more people. Our incoming CEO at work is a huge liberal, right? Like diversity inclusivity i'm all on board right she's a huge all right, all right. Andrew like, Jackson like, but she's a but huge in andrew jackson she likes like, andrew jackson what the fuck are you talking about all right Go all right so, so but jason remember we're a wargaming podcast let's not get too much into the political issues and i know no, i'm not i'm, not, I'm the talking one. about the history i know who are you guys voting for in 2020 we're not talking about that I'm Who's still running. running for, I'm still running. I'm still <laughs> voting for Ron Paul every year. I just write him in. <laughs> Steve Forbes, right? Exactly. I mean, it, it, it is it is funny. But it's, people it's make assumptions about who forever. people make assumptions about who we might vote for, and I always have to sit there and listen through the whole thing. Where I'm like, uh, I'm I'm a very I, loose, independent. I am like out yes. there. Yeah. I'm, so I'm the wild card. Like like I'm like I'm pro labor. I'm. I don't think guys should have fucking assault guns. Yeah. I don't think they should. Like, if you want to play around with assault guns, join the fucking join military. Join the military. Dude, like we two did. Year, two years. Like, don't don't yourself. be a toy soldier. Right. Like, go fucking actually yeah. join the military and play with machine guns. Uh, like, I don't know. Even to even me, saying that what, stuff what I, can so, get fucking. So when I got out of the army, my my former father in law was like, "Hey, let's you know, I have this AR-15. Let's go shoot." And I said, like. To me, an assault rifle is a tool. Like, hey, do you want to come over and hammer nails with me? I got this new hammer. Right. Let's well, hammer. I never you know, understood this, it. I don't get it. I've I never like, been that into I, guns. I, I literally 
just carried around a machine gun for a year to fight for like a political ideology. I no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go sh- shoot at PBR kids yeah, with you. They're, they're... Right, because Jason, you saw combat, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but also, you know, I did that, and also, yeah, Billy Bob. Go fuck yourself, Northern Idaho. You, no, you don't need fifteen assault rifles. You just don't. But yeah, whatever. Right. I, so, no, we're not getting. <laughs> so okay. So just to bring this all home, if other podcasts could vote, who would they vote for? No, oh, I don't. For, want to go for who was the number one? <laughs> who would dice butter oh, vote yeah. for? It's us. us. Obviously, we're us. always number one. <laughs> we're always um, number one. So Fillmore is interesting to me because it's kind of that decline into Buchanan. And I, and I wanted to be done with Buchanan by the end of this year so that I could which, start. Wait, what's, what's Jason talking about? My, my you're talking about the biographies, presidential right? Presidential biographies. Oh, oh, right? oh your, your progress. Right. So I wanted to be done with Buchanan by the end of this year so I could start January 1, reading LinkedIn. Dude, you're gonna, reading, but you're going to get – yeah, you're going to get there. I'm not going to get there. Guys, I'm not going to get there. It's punishment. It's going to be next year before I start Lincoln. Some of them don't matter. Let's skip them. So if you don't mind me asking, Jason, who's the next one you're looking forward to? Lincoln. Right. I mean, okay. Yeah, Lincoln's, Lincoln's, the, Lincoln's tank. He's the tank. So I He's just finished tank. Polk. And Polk, like the book I Polk's read, good. I didn't Polk like, some stuff. But, but he had a really interesting presidency. He he acquired California from Mexico. He acquired Oregon from, from Britain. Like he, he, had he did really, the Mexican American War, right? Right, Mexican American War. He 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 created the 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 treasury that was around until like 1913 or whatever. Like he had a really successful presidency. I didn't like the book I read, but he was a fascinating and and a very savvy political character through his entire career. Super interesting. Yeah. But then Fillmore right. or t- t- Taylor right. is next, and kind of a bum fuck who the Whigs just said, hey, we need a candidate. We need a general somewhere between uh, Harrison right. and and Jackson, right? And then and then Fillmore, not not super interesting. Pierce, not super interesting. And then Buchanan is like, I kind of like he he was Polk's Secretary of State, so that's interesting. Um, but kind of the the cross he obviously chose to die on politically. Uh, you know, it, I, I think that's interesting. So I think Buchanan will be interesting, but then, you know, obviously Lincoln is going to be kind of the, the next heavy hitter. And really, and then for when I, when I start kind of Buchanan, Lincoln is going to be my, my year of civil war gaming, I think is kind of exploring that. But yeah, like Zach, Zachary Taylor, um, Millard Fillmore, I, I, <laughs> It's it's gonna be a slog getting through those books. So that's it's it's real good. Yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. And so then, do you just do these back to back, or do you take a break and read something else? Like I usually read. I usually read take, one more. Take a break. I usually read break. one more nonfiction book and one more novel between between them, okay. and then I'm listening to stuff too. So I read Dude, them the, all but physically. The, but the eighteen the eighteen hundreds are brutal. It's bad. It's I don't bad. I don't know if it's worthwhile. It's, yeah. It might be too much. I'm going to have to. I have to. I have to do it. It's so bad. But, so, are, so are you reading these at this exact moment, or are you currently on one of the break books? I finished Polk uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. 
Okay. Yeah. So now I'm reading uh, an Ian M. Banks culture book. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a workout. Basically, it's, he's like yeah. he's like uh, he's like I'm taking I do heavy reps. Like I tell Hulk. my wife, yeah, <laughs> like I I'm not enjoying this. Why am I doing this in my pleasure or leisure time? And she's like, because you're fucking because right. you're dumb. So, do you do <laughs> if if you remember it, it's valuable. And I am. If you don't I'm remember it, I'm retaining. If you if you don't, if you don't yeah. retain it, then yeah. it's not worthwhile. And I'm and I'm actually keeping the order of the presidents in my head for the first time in my entire life. So that's helping right. too. And 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 kind of the timeline of, okay, you know, Kit Carson uh, is you know 46 in the Polk presidency. Uh, right. This the, the Mexican American War is going on right now, so it's helping. Because Dave, you're much, well, I mean, you're obviously it, much better it, it at this with like the names and times and places. No, but, no, but I think it, and, it, and I'm it, shit at it's that. really it, it's really important because it makes you understand much better how the country worked, right? right. And so and I, and when more people I'm, start freak, people start freaking out. They're like, yes. oh my god, this yeah. is," and you're like, "No, this things have always has been, been fucked. This shit yeah. all yeah. the time. Like, this is not yeah. the first time yeah. we've been through this. Like, yes. they're like, oh my it's, god, it's, it's we've helping. never seen this before.' And it's helping my wife too. Like, I tell her like. No, I, I'm just reading about something that happened exactly it's a, it's like a, this. This is exactly that's what I tried to say. Yeah. It, it reflects the strength of our system. Yes. That we can yeah. even – yep, We'll get through. And no matter what side who, you're on, we'll let, get let's through Let's talk this. about the, who this president is. Um, that guy, if you don't like him, it doesn't matter because the system yeah. is built to yeah. control one way or another. One person. Yep. And it's showing that it works. Yep, it works. It works, and it's the working. Works. Yep. Yep. No matter who, no matter so. what side you're on, it works, right? And, like, and yeah, you. I, and I agree years, and disagree, and all, I'm all over exactly. the place. Yeah. I'm all over the place. Yep. So. But uh, the bottom line is, it works. It works. So everyone yep. needs to fucking relax. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like it sucks, and it's stop great. freaking out. Stop losing yep. your shit. And and play some war games. And right now, it's better than ever. So. Oh, know. it's been way worse. Yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's so it, it is yeah. helping, Dave. To your point, it's helping, and and it's and it's interesting, and it's making things connect. I still don't if have you all really the names. Want to hear about down, a bad? It's helping. It, yeah, if if you really want to hear about a bad uh, investigation, listen to Slow Burn, which is an investigation oh, of, so of, yes. of the Nixons. Yeah, Nixons. Yeah, yeah Nixon. The yeah. Nixon investigation and for listen to Bagman. Like you have this, you have no dude. fucking idea how yeah. bad it can be because yeah. that yeah. was a straight up but criminal of course, conspiracy. Yeah. For me, I'm like fuck. Bring Lincoln on or Nixon on. Like you know, I'm I'm ready for that. Because but but that's also more familiar because it's the Vietnam area. Like and without getting bad about it, uh, the the thing that's worse about Nixon is um, he knows what he he oh, was of smart. Course. The problem with Nixon is, like Trump, I get the feeling, and again, I hate saying stuff like this because again, I'm 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 reasonably middle, but um, I feel like with Trump, it's a guy who has not read a book in like fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> like it's I feel like he's never. It's I feel like he's stuff. never. He's yeah. never read a book unless some instructor told him to read a book, and so it's kind of hard then to be a, a smart person who's read books. Because the way he talks and the way he expresses himself, yeah. you're like, I feel like you've mm. never read anything. Anything, yeah. Like you've never read a book. You've never yeah. read a book. And I, like, I, I not was, even a paperback. And like, and, he's not yeah. even read Berserker. <laughs> Have you read Berserker by Say Ray? It's the one book I want you to read. He's never read it. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. that way. And but I, I get why 
mean, having been uh, really connected with the population of the U.S. who is uh, deprived and getting fucked by globalization and the right, labor right. force and the industrial it. force. Exactly. I totally get yep. why they're like 100% behind him because yep. he's the only one looking out for them because like, basically the rich, the rich elites, those yeah, of course. down the river. And I get like and, West Virginia, right? Like I get you, you talk to coal miners, right? There's, there's so, so yeah. So, I get so Jason, the solution is if there's, okay. if there's we're, a coal mine and we're going to say, Hey, we're going to do solar. Then the idea is, yeah, the solar has to be built in fucking West Virginia. It's those jobs right, have to replace the same jobs that were lost by the. There's the, fifty thousand coal miners in this country. There's right. three hundred and fifty thousand solar workers. Right. Right. Like, but you know, when we tie our ideology and tie our identity into these workers, right? And I get like, I get the fear around automation. I get, I get that stuff, but like. Industri industrialization happened and we were still okay. The civil war happened and we were still okay. Like we get through this stuff. So well, the, to your point, I, Dave, I think the, everything's going to be okay. I, we're going to get through I think the it. Problem is, okay. I think the problem is a lot of those jobs were outsourced to other countries for cheaper labor and for, for good reasons, because right. that reduces costs. Right. And the question is, are, am I willing to pay more? But we have to, to find those new opportunities, right? Like well, it's am, not I, am I willing? Well, the other thing is, am I willing to pay more for what I get for my TV or whatever? Uh, because I'm I'm willing or to have a factory worker. Or cars, yeah, fine. Right. right. A factory worker, but is it is it effective for that factory worker in well, the Midwest to be like unemployed? Or we've we've point blank play, told just, our bank you need to stop outsourcing and I'll pay you more. Right. Because we can't get anything done. <laughs> like, stop. Well, but, my, my, right. but I mean, my point is, I, I think yeah. if like the the outsourcing is, it's a form of welfare. Because sure, we're yeah. saying, but, hey, yeah. we're going to support American jobs. We don't care if they're more expensive. Right. But the, the idea is, it's still cheaper than them being on welfare. The guy's working. Sure. He's working in a factory. Yeah, he doesn't make as much. He's he's more expensive than a Chinese worker, right? But but the point is he's he's not on welfare. Mm -hmm. So and there's a contribution, yeah. Right. He's he has a there's an idea that he feels good because he's working, and otherwise he's just on unemployment. Yeah. So what's the what's the cost there? Yeah. So he builds the same steel plate that China would build, but yeah, for two but, times the cost. But what two times the cost? But it's but is the homegrown. ultimate cost the same? Right, it's homegrown. Right. So that might be a value there. I think. Not, I think. Yeah. So that that's the idea. I'll so. pay for it. But Trump doesn't understand that. So whatever. <laughs> so, like I'm making an argument. I can make that argument in yes, like two both minutes ways. after I 14 gin and tonics. Ways. Exactly. Like I can make that argument right. after 14 gin and tonics. Right. He can't even make that argument after fucking. Right. <laughs> tariffs are the answer. So yeah. Going going back whatever. to Polk. Tariffs are clearly the answer. So we're a wargaming yeah, podcast. So, that, so I'm, I'm right, in a so slog on, on presidents. We'll get through it just like everybody right. else. Sorry, sorry, listeners. That was long. This that is what people long. tune in for. We're and Art, Art has been such a good host, and I feel like that really stole a lot of them away from them. <laughs> so that was Wolf in the White Van, right? Wolf in White Van is <laughs> exactly. I, I reckon it's it's a it's a short listen. It's a short read. It's fantastic. It's weird. 
there's RPGs. It's all good. So let me ask you a quick question. So like, if you were just to jump ahead to Lincoln, do you feel like you would really lose something? I mean, at some point, do you feel like the, Pride. the process is exactly, is that yeah. for the fall? Is it going to stop you from really enjoying the journey? Yes. At the end of it, I would say, you know, I really should have just pushed through and read those three. Right. Because, right. because I, I, I gave myself an assignment and uh no one else is going to hold me accountable so i might as well okay yeah so you get to so jumping way ahead like i know johnson has like a four thousand page four part yeah. are you looking at that or are you looking there. at something okay I, I think um there's a big there's a two-part johnson there's also his okay. biography which i've right right kind of th thought about um and Johnson to me is really interesting. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't, it's I wouldn't a... say he wouldn't, he didn't, I wouldn't say he didn't have something to do with Kennedy's assassination. I wouldn't put that outside of the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. um, but again, as like this kind of racist, social liberal. <laughs> Talked you know, about his dick in his pants. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and like didn't want his base knowing that he was talking to MLK every day and right, you know, like right. it's so like him as a character is really fascinating to me. So I might really do a deep dive into him. Truman mm, okay. is really interesting. I might you yes. know so like Lincoln. If Lincoln, I have a I think eight hundred page biography on Lincoln, and at the same time okay. I want to start reading. Um, oh, what's the big civil war book the um um fuck. who's it, the mcpherson's trilogy the, or the, the shelby, shelby foot shelby foot book um the, no the, it's it's Jason, a one you don't want to read volume. the shelby foot one no it's a one volume it's, oh the um yeah the battle cry of freedom battle cry of freedom right so i'm yeah i, I want to read the lincoln biography and battle cry of freedom at kind of at the same time relatively eh. okay yeah i, I eh. So if, yeah. I so, take, if that takes me a year, that's okay, yeah. right? Because like, so because this is a war gaming podcast, do you ever? I think Battle Cry of Freedom is a cute book to read. That's adorable. That's adorable. But there's the McPherson trilogy. I don't mind. I don't mind being adorable. Dave, you've do you ever me. tie I'm the adorable. war gaming? Just so adorbs. Um, a lot. Yes. So <laughs> okay. when I was yeah. reading kind of like the Founding Fathers, I was reading a lot of Amrev. Or I was playing a lot of Amrev games solo um like right now there's not a lot um i don't i don't have any mexican american war war games um and then like while i'm reading lincoln it's going to be all civil war stuff and then i'll kind of revisit okay. you know some of the korean war and stuff later what the hell was the trilogy that was written not the shelby foot but i, I keep saying mcpherson but i don't know if that's well actually the no name. it's uh Catton had his, Bruce Catton had his, and then there's another yes, one. Yes, Bruce that's, Catton. Uh, that's what I'm thinking of, Catton. Well, Bruce Catton had his, and there's another one that's really good. Uh, I think based on, shit, the, the Potomac, the Army of the Potomac. Catton's was uh, Shipwreck of Their Hopes. Uh, it was about Chattanooga, Chickamauga, and Stones River. But there's, a, there's an early one that's written. There's tons of there's no shortage of books written for the yes, Civil War. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. So apparently 2021 is gonna be my my Civil War 
year. I wanted it to be 2020. Yeah, like the coming fury, stillness at Appomattox. Yes, yeah, see, Jay, so I think the book reading uh, portion of the podcast turned out pretty well. I, I feel like it was good. Super, yeah. We're not supportive of it initially, but then. No, I, I always love talking about books. So it's good. It's good. All right. Well, uh, so there's a bunch of books. I know, I happen to know that uh, Art is a big fan of Avalanche Publishing. <laughs> he loves, he Always. is a, a, a huge dick sucker for this fucking company. <laughs> sure. So, it. so let's hear about Panzer Grenadier and what a great fucking system Panzer Grenadier has. Is like, uh, f- to start, is Avalanche Publishing still tricking? gamers into buying fucking <laughs> this game because it is the worst fucking game out there that's critical hit like panzer, panzer grenadier is fucking a complete disaster so for, for a new gamer uh no so i will say this so let's say let's hear your defense of it um all right let's hear your defense so when god handed moses a game system he handed him avalanche presses panzer grenadier he said he said top down counters they look awesome wait so top down looks great no i'm i'm serious it looks great yeah let me, t- let me tell you everything that got me excited about the game well they you came from great. panzer Blitz, so i feel like this is I, almost no, an ED i transition. had i had panzer grenadier east front this is the game i bought oh that's rough so i'm like it looks great there are tons of scenarios so we're going to be able to play these dudes and uh, i'm like and i love the top down look on the guys and it's got romanians and uh it's russians it and yeah. it's, this this game is the best uh and i loved how they looked and uh, like i'm like this is really going to look good based on the maps so how does it actually work out so <laughs> i will say this when I set up the second scenario in the classic third edition game, Eastern Front, I was reading it and I was like, I don't know if there's errata or I'm doing something wrong, but it seems like this is completely broken. Um, what I will say is this. The system itself, I find good. It's the scenario design that completely just shits the bed oh which 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 part of the scenario design art the fact that they're like they (laughs) they seem like they've never tried one of the scenarios before right or you can win the scenario in the first move or yeah um but what i'll say is this so it you know there's like a oh what the hell's that website it's pg panzer grenadier hq pghq.com and so there they've sort of somebody some poor bastard's already gone through the scenarios to let you know which ones are decent and which ones are bad and the later the games get in the series the slightly better the scenarios get but what i will say is this about panzer grenadier the core system is a very approachable very easy to play maybe too long for what you get out of it system that can cover basically any i don't know if the if the units are platoons does that make it like company scale yeah i think like uh it's it's probably coming to scale. You're moving like squads or teams. It's it's definitely. I, I thought the counters represent platoons. Are they are they platoons? Well, yeah, I and then the remember. and then the vehicles are like vehicle platoons, which are like what four, three, four tanks or something. Um, so the system itself is extremely easy to play. If you use the optional fog of war rule, which I don't remember seeing in the rule book, um, which is obviously marks against it. 
Um, but maybe that's just me missing it. It speeds things up. Like, you know, fighting formations, uh, is that the GMT game? Mm-hmm. feels right. like a similar correct. F- correct yeah it feels like a similar scale but it feels like it takes a really long time for what you get pentagram here is I, I similar mean, the game seems pretty and then you start playing and then you're like <laughs> i'm done yeah so it's 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 gonna feel slow if you don't use the fog of war rule which sort of the turn short and it's not bloody if you're looking for units to get slapped off the the map um but it is it is a game where it's it's very simple to play once you sort of take a look at the rules. It's so I kind of like that you're. I'm, I'm getting the feel you're kind of a defender for this game. I yeah. So if you get a good scenario with Panzergrenadier, that's for me the the real weakness is the design. In my limited exposure, games like Eisenborn Ridge have pretty good scenarios. I haven't tried the later titles, but um, but yeah, the system itself it's very playable. It's very easy uh and it does i think an okay job of replacing panzer blitz panzer uh panzer leader those kinds of games yeah because the, the component quality was good i liked how the figures looked i like how everything yeah. looked but as we played i was like oh fuck this it got a little worse in the fourth edition they changed up some of the uh the uh marker counters and they made them totally unreadable but for me personally, yeah, if you don't mind like sort of a slow burn, it's something you could easily play. Um, if we're getting into like beer ratings and stuff, it's not hard to digest. And it sort of covers a lot, a pretty wide range of of theater scenarios, possibilities uh, at World War II company scale. But I do feel like there's a, not to keep uh, shilling for Compass Games, they had a series. One's called Paths to Hell. Um, they did a similar series that's a little more, probably a little more polished and a little more uh, refined. That might be a better fit. But yeah, I have to say, Fans of Grenadier, I don't have any hardcore beefs with. I've uh, The times I've played it, I've had a pretty good time, even though the game, it's not my, it's not my favorite game, but I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. That is a stellar Which, review. That's a stellar recommendation. It's not the thing you ever experience. <laughs> that's right. It's, 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 there's worse games you could spend money on. Yeah, you could get kicked dick, or you could play Panzergrenadier. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> isn't fair. So I, I find the, the basic game, if you get a good scenario, which is a little tricky, but you know the Panzergrenadier HQ website helps you with that. It can be a pretty decent beer and pretzels, I don't have to think too much kind of game. So, Jason, was That's, there any game that you wanted to kind of talk about a review or anything like that? Um, I can, for sure. Would you like me to do that now? Yeah, well, what is it? Let's hear it. <laughs> Maybe we would say no. Like, no, we don't want to hear it. No. Pish posh. Um, so, um, Konigsberg from oh, Revolution oh, interesting. Games. Okay. Interesting. I like it. All right. So, um, I was at Consum World this year. I went for a day because oh, nice. we, had, we had some guildies in town, really just one, and then the guys who live here. Um, but it gave me an excuse to go spend some money on, on games um, and, and really talk to some guys that are there that, that I like. Um, 
So, so I went to go hang out with uh, Jeff Newell. Um, nice. And and the professor and and Rick. And and while I was there, um, I was talking to Roger Miller, who runs Revolution, and Rick kind of said Konigsberg is really good. And if you know Rick, uh, much like Ralph, he doesn't like games. So most games, Rick will just like flat, flat out. He'll tell you exactly what's wrong with it just from reading the rules day one. Like, no, this is broken because of X, because he's sharp and he and he gets it. But Rick goes, no, that's really a really good game. And so he had read it and he was playing with Roger at the con and and. I was like, well, if Rick likes it, I better pick it up. So I bought it while I was there, and and Rick said, so if you want to play it, we should, you know, let's let's play it on Vassal. So I'm like, okay, you know, let's do that. So Rick and I set it up to play, and I bought it because it's a it's a chip pool game, and it's ten turns. So I'm thinking, great. Oh, nice chip pool, ten turns, two hours, right? Like <laughs> we're going to be good. So Rick, Rick, Rick and I set it up to play we're good to go we go we play for three and a half hours the first turn or the first time we get through one turn i'm like oh okay there's there's a little bit more to this game um so i guess i guess there's that saying that so i guess kind of high level eastern front uh soviets are are attacking into german positions it's a chip pull game, and it's it's interesting in in the, the way that um, the chip pull goes. So the Germans have one front basically; they're they're kind of on the defense across the board. the The Soviets are on the edge of two fronts. So there's two fronts attacking the German positions across the board. So on in the chip pull, there's there's three. It's not just um, you know, you, you put a certain amount of chits in and you pull them all out. You put all the chits in and you only pull a certain amount out. So for the Germans, each turn that, that goes up and down. And for the Soviets, there's a certain number on each front that come out per turn. Um, and it like, you know, from a high level, it's like, oh, you know, that's, that's whatever. But it's interesting when you're playing because, on the Soviet right front, they might all come out, you know, immediately. And then that front is kind of spent for the turn. Um, and that, and that's really kind of where it, where it becomes really interesting for me. Um, I feel like I should, I, I feel like I should have some notes. You're feeling drunk. Are you feeling drunk, Jason? I feel, feel, a, little, okay. feel a little drunk. Um, so when you feel drunk, so when you did just, those first turns, it was if, like two and a half hours. Was yeah, disappointing. If you feel drunk, just grab your nose and just dump, dive. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going in. I'm I'm just trying to I'm trying to get it all in. Um, Were you hoping no, for something faster moving? Or? I I was I was hoping for that, but I don't okay. think the game is less for that. I actually think Got it's. It. I think I think it's actually better for it. So on the on the surface, like it's like 10, 12 pages of rules. The oh, rules are bad. very easy to digest. 
everything makes sense. Everything is very like as you read it, even you know the advanced rules like uh, mechanized units can advance twice, so they go into the attack text and they can move again. Um, the the zones of control are very. They're not sticky in the sense that you can't keep moving, but there's a, a movement point penalty to it. Um, so it all makes a lot of sense as you're playing it. And I think the play time actually adds to the benefit because this is like a 35. I bought it for 35 at the con, I think. Maybe, oh, if, you, maybe if you buy it, it's a Ziploc game. Maybe if you buy it online, it might be $40, but it's like a eight hour, 10 hour, very in-depth game for yeah, getting a lot very for low buy-in, right? Very easy to play. There's infinite replayability here. So, Oh, the, interesting. So the Germans have, you know, they're set up, they're basically on the defense around Konigsberg. The Soviets on their two fronts are, are trying to attack and capture victory point nexus. Um, and, and on the surface it's, so it's, it's kind of built on the victory at system. Um, so, oh, right, 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 right. Or victory, you know, whatever. So what are, it, it, it was, um, victory lost, M victory denied. Victory, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's that same kind of system. Um, so it's the, the chip pool, you activate a headquarters. The oh, headquarters. cool. So that, well, well, that's good. That, that's a familiar, like, so, activation so system. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I was trying to get to. So it's that familiar system where you, where you activate, you pull a chip, you activate an HQ. That HQ activates all of the units in its command range, plus uh, two if you're a Soviet, three if you're a German, independent units. And the independent yeah, units I love, I love are that. really where system. it becomes super interesting, right? So, you know, you, you do your stuff, but then the independence, you know, you're you're kind of playing this this game of keeping the independence where they should be and making the attacks where you sh should as the Soviets. The Germans, you're really not attacking a lot. You just really want to kind of form your defenses. You know, and this is... Uh, I'll tell you, you know, I didn't know, you should know that the, the Soviets left, the second Belarusian front is a lot stronger. So you're trying to like transfer these independent units over to the left. Um, so you're doing all this like intricate movement in these really simple activations. Um, you move and then you fight. Um, but, but, but the intricacy of, of, who you move when and where and and the fog of war of not knowing you know as as the german player like okay i know i need to kind of pull back and consolidate my lines but you know depending on when my chits come out i might be you know if if the german you know all your chits come out you know five out of the first six or seven chits for that turn like you're spent, like you can't do anything. You can't respond to the Soviet attacks or the Soviets, you know, you're making all these attacks and then you can't then exploit any of the openings you're creating because all of your chits are now out. And then the German player gets to, gets to use their chits to kind of consolidate behind you. It's all this really intricate uh, movement with um, like, like a chip pool game is, interesting anyway but then adding these different uh number of activations per player per front per turn just adds like 
without any rules overhead adds this really other layer of of um, dynamism to to the game that, that isn't expected and it's not in the rules like you you don't read it and say oh you know i i need to be aware as the german that i need to kind of move over to the left the the designer notes kind of kind of tell you but seeing it in play and and, and really kind of seeing how it develops is is, is super interesting um there's there there's a couple uh niggling things that i didn't like there's there's a couple german units that are independent and assigned to a headquarters and the way they handle that and the coloring of the counters is a little weird i it's it's a little bit better in in person like you can see it on the counter better than you can see it in vassal um the vassal module is really good for it well i, I shouldn't say really good the vassal module for it works um the stacking the <laughs> yeah. stacking is a little weird there's some automation that isn't built in that that maybe could be but you really can't see that unless you are really zoomed in you can't really see the it's it's a chit color difference it's a dark gray versus a light gray for the assigned versus independent units um but that but that interplay of 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 where to where, where to attack as the soviets where to defend or where and how to defend as the germans getting those those units moved around is is super interesting in any game and then looking at it for the price of this is a forty dollar game at a you know eight yeah, to eight to ten hours. Really solid. Super, yeah, really good. Really super good price point. So so Rick and I started playing it, and then I was like, oh, there's a lot, there's a lot here. So I put it up and started tinkering with it, and then would kind of okay, you know, let me let me reset and kind of move stuff around because every decision matters, like in 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 a way that um and rick you know rick is a very giving teacher of 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 playing games i think he had played it before and then he had played with roger so you know he would tell me ah, i don't know about that <laughs> uh you know as i'm kind of kind of like right trying to plug gaps i was playing the germans against rick and as the Germans, like, you're, yeah, that's, you're, that's not the move. That's not that's, the move that's I would not make. The make a, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's there's some big holes in your line. Maybe take a second look at that. You could you could yeah, get some you guys and move around. Uh, exactly. You might there's, look at the other guys. There's some there's some <laughs> there's some independence. You can maybe move around and 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 there was a lot of that. And, but but for me, it was like a, a kind of an aha moment of like wow, there's so much to this game in in really little rules overhead. I was gonna say, um, what's the rules of again? Is it like the page you said? There's so I think the rules are in the ballpark. It's ten pages. Oh, that, so it feels like a sum is greater than the whole of its part, kind of. Exactly. Like, deal. And, and so yeah. there's event shits that kind of throw some some things in for both players. Um, very few special, very few special rules. Um, nice. Like it, it has a good historical flavor. It has a good so if you if you wanted to play it historically, like it has that in there for you. If you wanted to play it as a game, it has that in it for you. Um it's in it, you know, forty bucks, like you know, dissent you know, we we're talking about the Axis Empires. That's right, gonna be right. you know, what is it, two hundred dollars? One twenty. Oh yeah, the new one's two hundred, yeah. Two hundred bucks, right? For a really good game that's that's you know, worldwide. 
which is great. But for a 10-hour game at 40 bucks, that's really telling a great story and giving you a lot of repeal. Like you could play this game over and over and over again and not see similar results. Highly that's recommend. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it. it I, I'm not a World War II guy. I'm not an East Front guy. Like, but Rick recommended it. Rick and I played it. A um, lot of fun. There's a lot of game in this Ziploc bag that you get from Revolution. Um, and of course, it's Revolution. I like them, so I'll, I'll put that bias out there. I like Roger. I like the company. Right. I like what they're doing. But this game, um, they imported it. There's a lot in here um, for you East Front guys. Chip pool, highly soloable, highly playable. Um, bring it to Donkey Kong. You know, play it over two days. <laughs> um, great, great game. I'm going to give it, oh, what am I going to give it? Let's give, I'm going to give here, it an eight. Here we go, folks. I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. Nice. And for me, I feel like that's pretty good. I feel like I'm either at five or seven or 10. So eight for me is pretty good. This is, this is kind of like a, like a, like a, like a blue collar superintendent who really gets the shit done you know he's this is your kind of go-to you can get some get some really crunchy gaming out of this thing for beers uh i don't know let's give it four or five right like sure it's it's there's there's a lot like the rules overhead is really light but if you want to play the game well you have to pay attention to every game i think that's part of where the the time comes in is you know, your chick gets pulled and it's like, fuck, now I have to figure out what to do with that guy who really doesn't have a lot to do. How do I make him useful? Where does he need to be? What independence can so, he activate? So, so what, Jason, plug, what holes do I need to plug? Jason, is this the kind of game that you might find in your local Goodwill store? I think because of the form factor, it's in a Ziploc bag. I don't think you would. Like, have you ever found a war game in a Goodwill store? I have. I found like, what Panzer, Panzer Blitz, <laughs> right? Like, are um, you serious? Dude, oh, yeah. I have never fucking found a single fucking war game in the in the yeah, Panzer Blitz a, in um, store. Uh, Star Trek Troopers. I found in a Goodwill. Like, where? Like, what, what kind and of Phoenix? Man. Just like, I, oh, there's, dude. Uh, yeah, listen, I always hear these like high book in, things. I, I, I went. I, there's we, a lot we of Mormons, waiting. and they give shit away for free. All the yeah, time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, that's a, the the D and D destruction groups. That, that's where you'll find it. But, but they give more games away. Dude, I was like at uh, we had all the fires out here, so but like we went out for an eye appointment. It was closed, so then I'm like not going to get angry. So then I'm like, all right, we'll stop off at some fucking Goodwill so we can shop for Costco opens. And we stopped at Costco at the uh, Goodwill, and we went in, and there's nothing there. Did you go to Glassware? Like the, so this is what I do when I go to Goodwill. They had the worst fucking games at the fucking Goodwill. So I go to the game section, and there's rarely anything it there. It was pathetic. Then I go pathetic. to the nonfiction books, you did and there's that? rarely anything there. Then I go to the That's, Glassware, and sometimes there's like you know a nice coupe nope. or a highball glass. And then the what only I do thing I, the only is thing I go to the medium men's shirts and I find <laughs> oh, no. and, and then Fuck I off. find Hawaiian no. shirts. No. And no. I buy two dollar Hawaiian no. shirts no. like once a month. 
and my wife I, I, hates the it. The only good thing I got out of it was a <laughs> Halloween costume uh, for a, a cow that she that my youngest could wear, and I'd like have a sign that says "Eat more chicken." <laughs> God bless. So I got that for it's nine bucks. Jesus, but I'm Jesus like, chicken. Dude, I went in there and I looked at the thing. I'm like, the game section, there's fucking nothing there. Man, it was pathetic. But like, you find like dice capades, and it's just a hundred weird fucking dice that you're never going to use, but it's worth three dollars. You buy scatters. Oh, no, scatters is not. great. Hol- uh, what's the weird part? Like you know, you, you find weird shit. Bezer Wizard. If anyone finds be- finds Bezer Wizard at a Goodwill, buy that shit. That is a great trivia party game. You can play in teams. Bezer Wizard is great. So no, you wouldn't find Konigsberg in a Goodwill, but so you might. Pursuit was there. So yeah, Pursuit. Tri- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some old if you like Trivial Pursuit, Pursuit, try Bezzer. Try, try Bezzer. I looked at it right away. I'm like, you, you these won't games find are Be- fucking retarded. Conan. I don't care about <laughs> nah, that. These games nope. are fucking retarded. Ridiculous. We'll say ridiculous. I yelled. No, I yelled at everyone. You're not going to find Konigsberg. Even, even the hipsters trying to buy over the other aisle. But like, maybe, I don't care what you're buying here. But maybe BGG, you can find Konigsberg. Or on the oh road. I think God. Revolution Games might be on sale right now. I'm, I was going to say, they're having like a sale yeah, going on right now. It might, it might be on sale. I may be picking that up. Is it worth it? To buy yes. it? Yeah. It's really good. You like Eastern Front World War II, Dave. You will like this game. Yeah, but I have games that do that. Then don't buy this game, but you will like it but, if you but buy that's it. A, that's the problem, I think. This is what we get into with these games. So it's on sale right now at revolutiongames.us for $35. That feels pretty good. It's a 10-hour game. If you play it one time, that's a pretty good ROI. If you play it two times, I mean, come on. I'll play it with listeners. I'll play it with you. We can play by email. It plays by email pretty well, I think. It's really good. Well, the problem I is recommend basically the, I the game as it is is what it is. So let's all go to bed. That's tonight. how game. That's how games work. And we're <laughs> we're going to go to sleep now. Are you going to go to we're sleep, We're going to sleepy time. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting there. Right, Dave, Dave, do you, you want to do a review? Uh, I'm done. I, Conan, I was going to gonna do Bleeding Kansas. But I'm like, Man. oh, is that the Compass Euro <laughs> game? Yes, yes. Tell, yeah. oh, I want to hear about this. Okay, I, I will do it. Though. Did it come? But was it, it a Kickstarter? I'll only. I will only do it if you promise that at the end of it we can all go to bed. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> right. I want to hear everything. I thought this was. I didn't even know this so was a, out yet. A Compass Euro. Yeah, I thought it was coming to Kickstarter. I don't know. I have it. It, it is definitely a Euro. It's bleeding Kansas. Is it good? Uh, so so basically, here's what I'm gonna say. I'm yeah, not gonna talk about it. Start you you guys have to like. I'm gonna require that you guys ask me questions. Fantastic. So, um, Are you gonna be? Able I, to I, I, them? I, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty drunk. You're pretty drunk. <laughs> we'll it's okay. I, I have your back. Oh, we'll get through this. Yeah, we'll land this plane. Right. So. So the Bleeding Kansas is, it was kind of something I was a little bit interested in. So 
Uh, once, once it came out, I was like, all right. So I bought it. So here we are. I have the box. Did you buy it from Compass? Or did, was it a Kickstarter? Like, tell me I everything. I think so. I, I don't know. Do you feel filth? Well, basically, the deal is it, it is a Euro game more than the war okay. game. Okay. Yeah. And so there are let's cards. Just, let's just burst out with that. And yeah. it's Compass. It, there are cards. The cards. So basically, there are there are a bunch of like uh, little. You have cubes that you put all over the, the the map of Kansas, like different counties. Like, hey, these counties are like like very anti-slavery. These guys are pro-slavery, and then you put them all. And they have whites, and the white white oh. counters are like oh. basically like the white guys are like guys who just run across the map. And yeah. the, the white guys that's are hoping call, that they that's don't. That's what we call privilege. <laughs> they're they're hoping they don't get identified as one color or another. They're just just like all of us. They're just just white. like the way just like the way we all live our lives. Okay, fair. So, fair. So basically, the, the, the white the white cubes try to flee across this. <laughs> this is going to go very well. I'm snorting off Mike. <laughs> well, the Confederate and. Confederate, sorry, I'm sorry. These pro-slavery and anti-slavery forces fight over who's going to get to mm. grab what or change what. Because so, this is before here, the Confederacy, right? Yeah, this is yep. this is the biggest problem with the game. That 1854. I okay. And I did play this game. This fight over Kansas during the 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 rough times that Kansas had, trying yep. to decide whether it was going to be a can uh, a, a Slave, slave or free state, state or not. Yep. All right. So, so basically, we have these cards, and you play the cards, and while they have names of things, they really don't give you any kind of feel for actually what's going to happen, except that there's a symbol on them, like hey, like uh, move or boots or wagons, this or yeah, boots or wagons or whatever it is, right? So. The the big problem I had with the game was was when I was playing. I didn't really get a feel for like, okay, well, uh, this is a really good card, or this card. The, it didn't matter what the card said. It really just mattered at the top of the card if you could like fight a guy or move a guy, or that was it. Mm. So. so, for to kind of back you up, the I'm looking at a, an image on BGG in the German immigrants card has a wagon and boots and the Kansas Nebraska act also has wagons and boots on it. Like those are pretty different things that were happening in history, but they're giving you the same results. So it doesn't really matter what that thing is. Yeah. Those the two guards are, are for all practical purposes. The exactly same car. Same. Yeah. Okay. The, that, that was kind of my problem. I, I felt like you didn't get any kind of flavor for the actual game or the, like, I don't want to say the fun of it, but I mean, like, fuck, I'm buying a game called Bleeding Kansas. Like, I want to fight a game. That's a very specific yeah, time in history, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I was disappointed. There there are, and, and there are uh, moves you can do where all the little white cubes, that are the unaffiliated cubes, they all run across one. They start fleeing to the, the west. To who knows where? Uh, so, I guess they were all going to become California voters. I don't know. I don't know where they were going to go. 
So tell me how a turn works. Like, yeah, I'm looking at the board. Curious. I'm looking at it. Yeah, there's cubes on the board. Right. Is it is it like a CDG where you have a hand of cards, or are you just drawing? All right, so here's how it works. Bleeding Kansas, and there's a gigantic open field of grass. And two the map is awful. Signs. By the way, right. All right, so let's see. So first, you're going to place 23 white migrant cubes. <laughs> I don't and want I, the setup. I, I, I want the turn. No, are, Give me a no, turn. No, are we allowed to call them migrants? I don't know if that's... Sure. So are those the 23 white people? 23 white people. Okay. Oh, so we do all that stuff. So we want the turn sequence. Okay. Dave. Dave. Do we lose? Oh, sorry. <laughs> push. I, 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 <laughs> you got you to push. No, I drifted off. Oh, there we go. So where was I? You're telling us, uh, walk me through a turn. All right. Like, do I play a card and then I move some cubes? Or do I just play right. a card and then like... So so set up. Nope. I if want a did, turn. He did set up. All right, turn. Give me a turn. Active player draws one card. Okay. Player, player one of the three cards plays one of the three cards, then in hand... Face up on the table. Okay. We're in Candyland territory. Declares the symbol to be used for that card. If okay. the card is the player's faction or he may play symbol, there's fucking complicated shit. But <laughs> so it takes actions based on the symbol choice in any order. Okay. Places political violence under burn markers as anybody actions, so it, it's not easy. Yeah, it seems it seems like like from looking at it, it seems like this should be a really user friendly experience. So, as are you, is is one player playing as the anti slavery and one is playing pro slavery? Is that yeah? One one guy's anti slavery, one guy's pro slavery. Okay. That's interesting. And they, they have little uh, like forts. Some some air, some groups have forts in other areas. Some groups have more troops in other areas. But in the end, the, the problem was and, when and I this is it, an I, area an area of history that you know quite a bit about. Like, did it give no a, a little bit? Did it give, I, I did say, it give a good feel for? Oh no, I, I didn't get that feel at all. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> like looking at it, I'm already like, yeah, I don't know if this is. Like it was kind of like there were a bunch of guys I wanted to like if I was going to try to be like uh, like frankly like I'll be honest if I was going to go with my knowledge it'd be pro slavery sorry sorry that's how it works but uh, I would pick those guys so I would like try to organize groups and um, when I when I started playing the game I was like yeah I didn't feel like. Uh, the cards really reflected the actions I was trying to take. And a card might have like one or two activation markers, but it didn't have any kind of flavor the way like like uh, Fire in the Lake or some other game, sure. like card-based game might have. So it was kind of just like, uh, I'm just flipping like a, a plus card here or minus card here. It's like here. a headlight from history with some Yeah, the, the, the cards really missed on the mark for trying to and and obviously as more guys play and you have more players and they're doing more of their actions things are going to happen but 
I really felt like the uh, the game misses on connecting uh, actions that can be taken with historical actions and building that kind of historical flavor. Sure. And that's for every side. So, so, so you're trying to I might win, win the with, I might, for I might, your side? Is yeah. that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're basically trying to win political control over the state. Okay. So are we in Kansas. state territory here or are we in territory? No, territory? We're, between Missouri, we're between Missouri and Kansas. This is the boundary between Missouri and Kansas. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, so historically, so, that and, was Missourians traditionally historically were flooded Kansas. Pro. Yeah, they came with yeah. people. Yeah. That's and right. then right, the, right. the Kansans were like, "This is bullshit." Like, what the fuck? Yep. The vote, the yep. vote is fucked up. You fucking, the fucking Missourians just came in. Yep. Yeah, you fucking assholes. You guys so are voting. Then they did. They did another vote, and then it came. There was a boundary. Yeah. So, so like you just saying those that sentence, right? Like that's there's a lot of conflict there. It doesn't sound like this game is capturing that conflict, right? No, very well. See, there's there's a very cool thing that happened. Not cool, like hey, slaves sure. are great. Right, I understand, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, but uh, historically and politically, they did not like, grab that. Where they you're just flipping cards and being like, I can do this action. I can do this action. I can, <sighs> yeah. So they, I, or I could do this. Much, I can, hey, you like can do the, two actions. Much like the GMT kerfuffle, they turned a really interesting, <laughs> highly taught, you know, historical subject into a Euro game. Well, and like this could be super too, interesting, right? Like this, and could it be could be really possible. Cool I could, I could, I. It's possible I could play bleeding Kansas with an opponent face to face. Like we'd have a great time. But that's not what happened. I don't have that opponent, so I just ran it. And sure. when fair. you start running it, the Confederates are kind of like, what the, what the fuck are we doing? Like, they start getting smoked. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Interesting. So does it feel like so, a bunch of parts that just don't come together very well? There's, there's there's parts where there's like a garrison unit where if it comes into place, then nobody can do anything around it. I mean, there there are different things like where the the U.S. government is kind of trying to you're trying to operate outside the U.S. government. So it's hard. It's a hard game to, to scale. Uh, but I really did feel while I was playing it, even like in minor moves where I was like. Yeah, like that move like did nothing for me. Like it, like I one it gave me the move gave me basically one more uh, anti-slavery guy or one more pro-slavery guy, and I'm like, I did all that just for that. Like so, so we'll see. So when you get it, I was gonna say, would you try it again? Well, I would play. I might play it again. I would give it a proper bring it, bring it to the con. Maybe, maybe we can throw it down. I'll bring it to the we'll, con. We'll get, we'll get drunk and play it. I got the box right here. So, so no. So, so let me let me point this out. So I, I have the box right here. So I'm gonna pull out the rules book. So you have bleeding Kansas. So you're pulling cards, and the idea kind of if you're into bleeding Kansas, I think at this point, like you basically bought a game to say. Uh, I'm interested in what happened in the struggle between political struggle between Missouri and Kansas during like what 
fucking 1858 or 1857 <laughs> like yeah. right so you're probably That's interested very, in the the, the very specific what happened right yeah. yeah so you so you're not looking for like uh hey let's let missouri roll a d6 and kansas roll a d6 and see yeah. who fucking won the game it's it's right? not like the 1960 presidency we're like oh can right. it be hot so, like uh, you right. know so as you go through the game, it, it's like bleeding Kansas. Like they've had a lot of history initially. But then it starts to feel like, hey, here's cubes. Let's put the cubes down. Let's get set up. And you're starting to get swept up into this, this cube game. So we can skirmish or we can burn. Or I'm just saying, like, I think this is a decent game. Um, that may may have gotten a little bit caught up in itself. Sure. It yeah, maybe needed some more development, which seems like a theme. Yeah, who developed? I don't know. But it, whatever. If you're interested in that period of time, um, 1850s, Bleeding Kansas, four years, by the game. Because it should be, be perfect super interesting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee there's going to be no expansions from that. So <laughs> yeah, that's it. That'll be your aim. All right. So what do you give it? I'm going to give it a four uh, for fun. Okay. Maybe a three. Let me give it a three plus. <laughs> Sliding down. <coughs> yeah, I get a three plus. Um, what's the other one? What do we do? Drunk. Beers. Uh, beers. Yeah. Beers. Oh Jesus! You could have, like you have forty-two beers because basically, <laughs> like whatever cards you play, it doesn't matter because it's you play a card which is an incident, which seems like it'd be cool. Like, like when you play a like a coin game, you play a card. It's like, oh whatever, uh, Monroe Doctrine or whatever the card is. You're like, okay, this card has an effect. The cards have no effects. Because that's really disappointing. It's just the symbols. Does it give flavor at least, or is it really just? There's text on the cards. It looks like, but like, it doesn't tie to the symbols on the card in the same way that the coin games do. Yeah, because it seems like it could be mm-hmm. quite interesting with the right moving right. pieces. Right, like there's so much game here. Just yeah, connect the dots. Yeah, because some of the pictures look honestly like. At a very superficial glance, it looks like it could be quite interesting, but well, based on what and, Dave's saying. And we might play it and lo- love it, but I, I can't get anyone to play the game, of course, because who the fuck would play a I, game play about it. people trying to run into Kansas? <laughs> the, the other thing is, what's interesting is, as you see all the white cubes running, like they can be all converted into like different groups. So like, you're trying to grab them and make them anti-slavery or yeah. pro-slavery. So... Oh, so it's like neutral, and then the, the others. Yeah, they're basically unaffiliated. Interesting. They run across. Okay. So one of the moves is like migrate. One of the actions is migrate. So that means all of them move. So that gives an opportunity for then, if you have like uh, a lot of like anti-slavery or pro-slavery guys, uh, to grab those guys to try to convert them. You can convert white cubes into blue or butternut. Whatever the color is. <laughs> Are they not blue and gray? No, they look like they're blue and. Why not just make them blue and gray? Yeah. Like there's a historical. Like British khaki. Precedent. Maybe, there. maybe there's 
Saving gray for the expansion. <laughs> Nebraska. Here you go. Right. That's right. Here you go. So, so it's, it's it's hard. To it say. sounds like it just misses. This is like one of those where I played it when I went to a, a, the GMT con. I played uh, the Shining Path game with with mm, Medicine mm-hmm. Man, and we played it and see how it plays. This might be one of those where you you don't really know how it plays, but fuck, dude, I played it and I was like kind of like. Mm, Let me fun. ask you how. I guess, you know, given what you're describing, like how long would it take to bang out a round of this game? Like, is it quick at least? Who knows? Or is this like Who another knows? eight hours? I mean, we, we played Shiny Path. We decided halfway through we didn't know if the game would ever end. <laughs> Which Based is the problem. The, the victory points. Like, there were highway paths and, like, there was weird things that were coming up from the uh, – different like uh like highway patrol guys that medicine man had so who knows um sometimes maybe it doesn't matter i mean i I, like bleeding kansas for me is interesting the problem for me though is that i don't see a big connection between the cards and what's happening on the table i mean i get it that that i play this card and i get i get this and this but um it needs to be more than that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can't just be like, you reduce the step and then you go down one. Like, that's cool. But like, if we're, we're playing, a, you played a card, I think that needs to be more. And I felt like as plain as the uh, Kansans or the, the free people, or it was hard to figure out what you were playing because I, I don't know, cards would disappear or go off or that's it. Part of me feels like if this game, I'm just going to pull shit out of my ass. Like if this game took like an hour to play, like then you could gloss over the words of deep meets very compromised feel of it. Like the fact that none of it really matters. It's just because it's a bang, bang, bang. It feels, it feels kind of like you're trying to catch a bunch of guys like minnows are trying to run to the West. Like, you know, I talk about how the, the neutral settlers are trying to flee the white, white, the white settlers. Yeah. They're, They're all running. It's almost like you're, it's like a fish catch. Like they're all running <laughs> and you're trying to grab them all before they can be grabbed by your opponent. It's weird. So, sorry, you ended up saying how many, like a three plus for fun, but and beers just go for broke, blackout. I, I don't think beers matter at this point in the game. Yeah. I, 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 re, I, like, I like the idea that someone's trying to play it from like my own personal historical perspective. But I would say, um, for me personally, I would say, hey, let's run a bunch of heroes, uh, Silver Age Sentinels games, and let's kill all these white, white <laughs> And then we'll, we'll, then let's finish up with this word. We got. Let's call the white cubes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it seems like too much. Uh, that's awesome. the Panzer Grenadier Compass Game Apologist. I, I wish these companies the best. I hope, especially Compass Games. I, Art, I feel I'm like just if they shocked, can... I'm shocked you have not come out to one of our conventions. It's really amazing to go. Like I said, my wife literally <laughs> said, you should go. You should. And, now. Uh, you yeah, should now. <laughs> hmm. She sounds like she was horrible in the past. What was that? We're, we're going to have to dig up some history there because I feel like your wife is a terrible person in the past. <laughs> what, what is she hiding that like she's keep, saying like, you should yeah, go? Like, yeah, keeping you, <laughs> keeping you from coming to our convention. <laughs> no, I, I honestly feel like that. Uh, we don't, we don't look at armadillos with rainbows. We look at them with negatives. <laughs> right. <laughs> I honestly feel I struck 
gold in a lot of ways, especially if somebody's like, yeah, you should definitely oh, pursue your, yeah, I your, uh, your dorky shit. So, so here you go, Jason. Um, how's your wife? You, are you super happy with who you married? Yes. Oh shit. Four hours in. Let's do this. Let's do it. Like your wife is, you have a pretty good wife, right? I have a very good wife. She's, let's, let's talk. She, uh, give she, me, th- give me three ups and one down. <laughs> Do your wives listen to the podcast? I assume no, no, oh, never, never, no, not, never, no. not once. So give me three ups and one down. And three right. ups and one down. Um, she's smarter than me, which is maybe both. I, that's a that's a pretty that's a weak up. Whatever. No, that's no. <laughs> so she's going back to she just she's in the last week of her first semester of her master's program, and she's. She tells me about the stuff she's doing, and I'm like, "Okay, you're saying words to me. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> My earning potential is much greater than yours, but I don't understand what you're doing." Um, she, she's a much better parent than me, <laughs> which is mm, yeah, I can uh, relate to that. Yeah, every day I'm like, "Oh Jesus Christ, why are you?" Yeah, emo- emotions, emotions don't count. Uh, Okay, Dave, you go first then. Jesus. We're, you know, we're trying to measure. <laughs> we're trying to measure things. Measure what? So like she, flexibility, she, uh, <laughs> ability to defeat a major attack. She's like not shield, good at any shield of that defense. stuff. No. No. I wouldn't I wouldn't play her as a role-playing game character. Oh, that's that's the that's game a we good need one. to play. I, we need I, to play our wives. <laughs> um, she's not a good... What's the... Si- She's not a good fighter. It, that would have to be straight sentinels. Uh, she would be a good cleric, like like you said. She's she's a good healer. Um, but like just you know, just the dumb shit where I'm like, yeah, I'm really bad at that, and she's really good at it. So for you, so Jason, for your wife, she's pretty strong on like all the bullshit she has to deal with, like like uh, like so, other kid shit and other so fam like what she's really good at like, that you, I don't extraneous shit she engages right like my daughter comes home and talks about her day at school i don't give a shit like i she <laughs> i i get home and we eat dinner and then i take a shower and i go to bed and i'm in bed by 8 30 or 9 and then i'm asleep at 10 at the latest because i that's wake nice up, that's be, good because i wake up at four that's living so, so like two weeks oh, ago shit really my, yeah my daughter was in in our bedroom at ten ten, talking about her day, and I was like, "Okay, you have to take this out into the living room. I don't want you in the bedroom right now." And of course, my seventeen year old daughter took offense to that, and my wife was very giving, and you know, she engaged, and so she. Well, you, your wife was a teacher too, so she's like. Like she's on, she's on all of that stuff, all of the emotional and psychological stuff. I got. I want to put my boot in somebody's ass to get something done, and she knows that's <laughs> not always the right answer. Right? Like I, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'll pay for the right thing to happen. Just make it happen, and she's, you know, she she finds that path. She's <laughs> she's a much better person than me. Um, one down. I don't know. Um, she's very sensitive in a way that I, <laughs> I have, I have trouble dealing with because I'm like, 
I don't know. You can't hurt. You can't hurt my feelings. And so it's that's maybe the one downside. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, sounds pretty good. That's fair. Yeah, Dave. Was that? Oh, a, I was, get to do it too. Was, was that a rope dope? Did you? Just... <laughs> oh no, I thought. I thought I just required that. So, no, Jason, how many fair. beers? No, for, for my wife. Um, I'm joking. I'm so joking. It's funny when we started dating. Like I would drink a pint of wild turkey just on a Tuesday, you know, and okay, nice. and and she would have a so drink. much respect. She would have a drink, and she. But of course, you know, because when we were dating, that's cool, right? Like I was the bad boy because I was drinking wild turkey and smoking camel wides, and it was really cool and sexy. And now, you know, I'm a dad, and that's no no longer acceptable. You know, she would have two drinks and be asleep where she was sitting when she finished the second drink. So she's up to where she can drink, you know, three or four drinks. And I take a lot of pride in that because I coached her th through that journey of alcoholism. <laughs> that's that's my small pride. It's good. So, so she's powerful now. She's got the powers. <laughs> exactly. She she's leveled up. She's she's maybe she couldn't uh, drink me under the table, but she's she could drink most of her peers under the table, which is enough. More powerful, more powerful. So, are are you going to come out with this then? What's the deal? But like, how how far up? We're looking at like a year, not this year, next year. It it definitely won't be this year. Um, but I. You know, like I was saying, after talking about it over, talking over with uh, my wife, I'm going to start shooting for next year. Yeah. That's, that's the, it's, that's it's the current that plan. Yeah. The, the trick for me, which is not a, a deal breaker in any way, I, I freelance. So the days off don't ah, yes. get paid. Yeah. So I lose income, but that's, you know, that's with any time I take off. So that's not really something that weighs too heavily, but um, you could work in the morning and, game in the evening yeah if they let me do something remotely yeah yeah, yeah. but uh oh do you not but mainly how do you not freelance remotely so i i can work from home but basically you know what i do is i i edit tv commercials and trailers from tv so mm, you know a lot of times i'm getting yeah. footage sound effects music things like that and i work in their offices mm -hmm. so that i can meet with their producers their creative staff um but in in a pinch, I, I can work on my own computer. Because sure. uh, Skype is a thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little it's a little tricky. I don't know if I don't know if it'd be the best idea because it's not the most important thing in the world. But I can't let the footage out in the wild because it's sure. getting some things yeah. in advance. Sensitive. Um, so yeah. So it's Spoilers. the best setup. Exactly is to work. So apparently, one of the things I worked on was actually leaked i didn't leak it but apparently there was rumors that somebody leaked something somewhere so i don't know who did it but this the safest setup is for me to work on their premises on their servers so they know what's going on you have a cool job uh, so it's that's interesting it's not, yeah it, it uh it beats yeah. real work <laughs> yeah, it beats. I've, I, I've worked it it's okay <laughs> it's not great i so i i work in an office right and and right. if you if you, you if you like working with retards all the time, it's the greatest job. I I, I, I work in an your office. Job, Dave, and and it's people, both of our jobs. Oh, okay, you, you know, I've people, worked your job too. 
people, you know, people like, oh, you know, beats digging ditches. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know, like I'm really fucking stressed out right now. Digging, I don't a, know, dude. digging I, a ditch I, might be I nice. Have, so I dug, <laughs> yeah. I, I have, dug, I dug I've a ditch. The last, I, did it. I, I put my full pens, my pull fence in recently, and that was mm. like busting Sounds concrete fine. with sledgehammers nope. and like, nope, nope, did that job. And so I was like, no, fuck digging ditches. I told my wife, like, no, I will hey, do my pansy ass soft hands job behind yeah, digging a computer ditches. all day. Yeah. Digging yeah. ditches, ditches is absolutely the worst <laughs> job, dude. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that MTV shows in particular are not usually the kinds of things I watch, but people I work with are genuinely great people. That's so cool. I've always been pretty thankful for that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to pay attention to art because I have I have de definitely dug my share of ditches in my life. <laughs> I've done some shit too, but this job is is I'm pretty happy with it. Overall. I had a, I had the kind of job where they were like, "Hey, here's a ditch." I'm like, "Okay, cool." They're like, "Here's a shovel." I'm like, "All right." There's like, it's a basketball court. I'm like, "All right," and they said, uh, "We are not giving you anything else, so you need to." slam the basketball court into small pieces until Whoa. you can put it in this wheelbarrow and then push it over <laughs> to this dumpster. I think that was my job. It's awful. So, they, did they give you rough. a sledgehammer at least? And you're like, yeah, they gave me a sledgehammer. And okay. they said, I'd be like, oh, this is really heavy. They're like, yeah, you need to sledgehammer yes. more. Yes. And Whoa. it will be lighter Whoa. when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Oh, man. Excellent, Dave. You didn't, uh, to, you, didn't, you didn't rank your wife. Are you not going to fall into that? I don't know if Art is uh, like into like uh, serious information, <laughs> but I might have to leak some information. <laughs> I feel betrayed. <laughs> well, Art's Art's top of things. It sounds like he's like uh, he's got his finger on the pulse. I feel like you're changing the subject. What? what? <laughs> I need you to score your wife, Dave. Oh, I have to score my wife. Sorry. All right, let me score my wife. All right. Uh, let me go back real quick. Was it three up, Let's one down. Three ups, one down. I, I think right. that's what Dave said. I, I feel so, like this was something I missed out on. So, so my wife is three ups. The first up is obviously uh, hot because she was a cheerleader, captain of cheerleading squad, really smoking hot. There you go. And and it's funny because when she went to a reunion, she's like, Oh, I don't know if I want to go. I'm like, no, motherfucker, we're going to your fucking reunion because <laughs> I have never dated a Captain Cheerleading Squad. So we are going. Dragged her to all of her, re <laughs> her <laughs> rehearsals and all of her like like whatever reunions and all that shit. Even when she was pregnant. At one point she was pregnant with our daughter and she's like, Gosh, why am I even going? I'm like, no, we're going. And I'm like, <laughs> So I've I've done that. Okay. Uh, she's a good, she's a good gal. Um, she and the other up is she like irons her clothes. Up. Oh yeah. So the other ups are her dad was probably he was an LEPD robbery detective, and he was probably the worst father you could ever have. So the bar is set so low for me with her because. <laughs> <laughs> so I can basically do whatever I want and like like and that doesn't mean like I'm a complete dick. I'm not gonna be an asshole, but like it's always like, well, 
your dad wouldn't have done that. <laughs> so all that stuff, she she helps me out with all the extra shit. Dave uh, Ironing up stuff. Yeah, so if there's if I wake up and I have to get to work and it's like two hours away and there's no shirt, I'm looking at the, the shirts in the laundry hamper, so I have to go wake up my wife and shake her up and we go, hey, you need to iron me a shirt. <laughs> so she wakes up and irons me the shirt. There's no way in hell. So that's one thing. That's three. What else? I guess I get, if something happens with my kids, I can come in. They're going to be, I'm going to save their lives because I'm armed. I'm an animal. <laughs> <laughs> a manly man. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Dave walks in. I'm not going to iron my own shirt, but I'm going to shoot some damn body. I mean, honestly, though, Monica puts up with a lot of shit for she me. She does honestly. put up with like, a lot of shit. Because I, I am one who knows me, like even beyond the podcast, fucking big mouth, and <laughs> she puts up with all that shit. So God bless her. She survives. I know I'm in trouble with her because she'll always look at me and she'll and the other trick is she's Catholic, so she's never gonna divorce me, so I'm always safe. Never happened. <laughs> no, divorced. But she'll look at me and she'll have this tight lipped look on her face, and then I know I'm fucking deep shit. She's like, Oh no, everything's great. And she's yeah, we're good. This look. Yeah. So then I have to research what I did the night before. So we'll see. That's it. Nice. So that's my that's my three ups. One that's down. I don't know. She she nags me. Yeah. It's a one down. Yeah. yeah. That's the one thing I'm so thankful for. I get none of that. You don't get nagged? No. I get nagged for sure. No. Yeah. So Jason, let me ask you this. When in your household, are you the boss? Are you the fucking man? Yes. I am too. I am. Yeah. In but, my house, I'm the man. But I also let her drive. Like, cause I get home. Oh, I don't. It's so hard. So hard. <laughs> no, I don't want to <laughs> fucking drive. And part of it is like that. That was so one part slow. Where, so slow. No, but no, my wife is exactly the opposite. She's a fucking crazy driver. Oh, my wife's the worst. I'm, I'm like so Sunday driving all the time. Like, fuck it. I don't care. I got that Buddhist mentality. We'll get there when we get there. Well, when, and, and the other problem is I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing this fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, we don't eat during the morning. What the fuck intermittent is that? Intermittent fasting. Do it, 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 the intermittent fasting. So, like, when she's trying to pull around in the parking lot, she's like, oh, I'm going to. I'm like, will you fucking park the car? Because I want to get in there and eat. Because <laughs> you're hungry. <laughs> So we so She's like, she's like puttering around in the parking like, oh, I don't want because I, 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 yeah, I just bought her a new Ford Explorer, right? So she's really nervous. So she's like, uh, I want to be. I'm like, fuck! I'm fucking so hungry. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's That's hard, fair. boys. That's fair. Life is hard. We're all there. We're all there. We're getting through it, one yeah. way or another. <laughs> All the Moorcock fans are like, Jesus Christ, we thought we'd tune into some kind of like like major role-playing modification cast. Go somewhere else. Exactly. That's Duck's podcast. (laughs) You want the content, and you go there. You can go somewhere else. You did a good job. (laughs) Killed it. Oh, I appreciate yeah, that. I I appreciate you having me on. I like I said, I, I was surprised, fun. but I was very happy to do it. And we're uh, maybe top three for length at this point. I think 
Is it really? Mm. Oh my god. Work, work that class. Yeah. That's bad. No, that's good. So yeah, I just want to say Godspeed to all you guys going to the con in a couple weeks. I hope you guys yeah. have a great time. I think so they should get everyone except Gabe or Abe. Excuse me. It should get everyone yeah, except wife, Abe. Wife there. should stay away. Wife, stay away. Wives <laughs> do not get close to the con. Oh no. Yeah, it's not not that territory. All right, yeah. boys. I think all right. We're there. All right. Appreciate good it. Take yeah. Right. Take care, guys. All right. Bye. Good night. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash build slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com. There he is. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Sounding nice too. Buttery. I I, I think this one's gonna be really <laughs> muffled. <laughs> I think you mean a good one. I think it's gonna be a good one. That's what I meant. That's mm-hmm. what I meant. So, Dave, if you don't mind me asking, what uh, what cocktail number did you hit this hour? Uh, uh, well, so I went to Costco, right? Fantastic. Nope. So That's Cos- how all great stories like, start. Yeah, exactly. Costco's, Costco's a problem. So they, they just have gigantic uh, – and I, I, I was trying to – I went for the uh, apocalypse survival uh, purchases. Like, <laughs> like I'm like I'm – like, you're, you're prepping. I was like, Monica, you said you were interested in making Bloody Marys. I said, well, there's this American vodka from Kirkland, and it's $12 for $1.75. I said, you know, if you're going to mix it in the Bloody Mary, who cares what kind of vodka it is? So so we went and <laughs> bought some major cylinders of vodka. Nice and, uh, and so, yeah, so basically I'm thinking probably seven gin and tonics nice. at this point. Uh, okay. So should be good. I was about to ask, like, not seven bloody marys that shit will burn a whole yeah. three <laughs> good, oh, good oh yeah the pepper just the pepper and the um, yeah so probably and to be honest probably two uh cadillac margaritas and an extra shot for lunch and then i started to, um, <sighs> for good measure so, nice so uh what about you jason what are you doing oh you don't even have to ask I, i'm three negronis in and just poured a double nice art what do right. you got Right now, I am. So, when I got home from work, I did a couple glasses of wine with the family at dinner. Classy. Nice. But yeah. Appreciate classy it. as fuck. Appreciate um, it. Now I'm doing. Now I'm doing. It's like Dave, but sort of like the NASA diaper chick. I, I mix the gin and tonics in a pint glass so I don't have to refill as often. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like, um, so. I should be good to go. Did you go uh, with catheter or without catheter? What did you do? <laughs> I mean, or, what are we even doing here if it's not with catheter? That's right. So, yeah, I'm loving I have the, thought about buying the, like the, the, the camping urinal. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm loving the smooth tones of our guest I know, too, man. I, I don't think I've ever like, heard you talk. Or... Uh, yeah, that's, usually I get like very nice. nasally chick. So I'm glad I'm getting buttery tonight. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, nice. it's, it, it, it's it's ironic that out of all the people that we could have, the the regular hosts are probably the worst sounding people. Ever. Yeah, almost <laughs> always. Me. Almost like, always. Like Jason's pretty good. Me, I, I, I don't know. Absolutely uh, terrible. Well, luckily I have a face for radio, not the guy maybe with the voice. <laughs> oh no, we're there too. What's this on that one too? So yeah. So the sound is okay though when you're in. Oh yeah, very good. Sounds yeah, great. Everything really sounds good. good. Nice. All right. No technical issues, so we, man. We're killing it lately. I think that's that's are, two out of the last three. 
Are we ready to uh, go ahead? And But we are pretty ripped, so we'll see how this goes. So don't worry, anything like outrageously, anything that'll get you like monitored by the NSA yep. or yeah. Pfizer will be fine or anything like that. Or, uh, we, we don't we'll transcribe all that podcast. Nice. That's I'm right. looking to sync a future job application with this. So. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, oh, well, believe me. Speaking of editing, <laughs> That'll happen. Don't, don't count on it. You and tonight. the generation. Yeah, you and the generations that follow you will not be able to run for political office after this. So, uh, so we already start. We good? Or you want me to just run through it? Yeah, let's do it. Jason, Jason, did you have Jason? Seems very eager today. I'm, I'm no. looking. So I'm. I'm. You, on see, a, you sounded a little jumpy. I'm on a timeline because I have to wake up at. I have to leave my house at five to get on an airplane. So, well, so we can't to, go over three hours. We can go over three hours. We can because I'm going to sleep on the 45 minute flight. Um, but I do Is that have to family edit or tonight. work shit. Family, yeah. My wife okay. and her taking some tours. It's is editing tough for this, or is it not too bad? What's up? I guess it depends on what we say. That, that was, that's what the that editing de- was like. That depends on you, Art. A lot of that depends <laughs> on you. <laughs> I just have to do it tonight, or else it'll be Tuesday before the podcast goes up, and I don't. I don't like to do that. Got it. Yeah, so take that so mumble let's get recorder. Hammered. Yeah, take that mumble recorder thing and put it far away from the the screen, so you, you do not click off or anything like that, and it'll be fine. Nice. So don't touch it. That's don't touch it. You'll break it. That's generally cool. the rule. That's that's the rule for the entire podcast and all right. the guild. Do not touch it <laughs> exactly at all. <laughs> uh,